Welcome to the Pulp MX Show, presented by BTOSports.com. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lion's Den, with your hosts, Steve Mathis and Chris Kiefer. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah! Welcome, everybody! It is the Pulp MX Show, presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. Thanks for listening. Thanks for coming in, joining us on a Monday night. Lots to talk about tonight. We've got uh, Australian Supercross talk. We have a little bit of Geneva Supercross talk. We've got uh, some silly season talk going on. And uh, we've got lots to, lots to uh, hash out here. Christian Craig, Geico Honda's Christian Craig on the show. Don Maeda from Trans World Motocross will be on to talk about his new premix video. And uh, Eddie Ray coming in from Australia. He's going to call in from Australia. Eddie Ray rented the Supercross in Australia both nights. Going to call in and give us a, uh, a review. I can't wait to, uh, to hear what he's got to say. So, should be fun time. BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension. Vortex Racing, Roost Graphics, X-Brand Goggles, NFAB Jeep and Truck Parts, Hot Cams, Works Connection, Atlas Neck Braces, FMF Racing, W Wheels, Guts Racing, Two Wonder, Galfer Brakes, KTMPartsExpress.com, Nitro Circus, Michelin Starcross 5, and Ride Engineering. All on board with us tonight. Everything, all of our codes, all the information on all of our partners is under sponsored deals on pulpamexshow.com. Please check it out. Uh, a lot of codes in there to save you some money, some hot cash. Speaking of hot cash, I'm out a lot of it after last night, and we'll get into that. Um, should be a good show. Looking forward to having you guys on. Don't forget, there's an Amazon banner on pulpamex.com. If you're going to buy from Amazon this uh, holiday season, click on the Amazon banner on pulpamex.com, and you can uh, just make your regular purchase. We get a small slice of that. And we're able to uh, keep this show going and keep server costs going and everything else. We really appreciate it. Pulpamex has got an app. Pulpamex app uh, sold one today to Don Maeda. So suck it, Don. Don99. Um, check that out. You can listen to the show live that way. You can listen to the Moto 60 show live. The codes are on there. There's some sound drops on there. It's a nice, easy way to get to the archives as well. And uh, Stitcher. Stitcher app. Uh, you can get the show on the Stitcher app. And uh, it's a great way to uh, catalog and archive the shows. Although they've been really... Um, kind of jerk jerks lately with their app and it hasn't been working great but it's on there and it's not on our end everybody with me in studio former supercross competitor former big bore owner former gnc gncc works racing legend off-road guy Dirt Rider Magazine, DirtRider.com. He is uh, the place to be. If you have anything to, anything you want to know about anything in life, hit him up on Twitter. He'll answer you. The Chris Kiefer. <laughs> What's up, Steven? What's up, Kiefer? How are you? Uh, doing pretty good. Hanging out with you. It's always a good time. It is. It's a good time. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, thanks for having How's me. How's things at Dirt Rider? Dirt Rider's really good. It's been really busy lately. Yeah. We, uh, we just wrapped up our last double issue. Because we know we went double to ten, issue. Yeah, we went to ten issues. Oh, you did? I didn't and, know that. Did uh, two know of those that? are double issues, so yeah, those get uh, pretty big. Mm-hmm. And just wrapped a two fifty F shootout, MX shootout, and lots of off road tests. So a good mixture, a sprinkling of of dirt bikes in the new dirt rider. 
We got the BTOSports.com Gabba Gibbs segment. We have the uh, Race Tech emails. We have the X Brand tear off questions. And we have the NFAB question of the day coming up. Taking your calls at 702 586 757, which is 702 586 Pulp. Taking your calls, handling things going on behind the scenes, uh, is the uh, producer of the show, the Devin Gibbs. Killing it. What's, What's up, good? Gibbs? Oh, uh, you know, good. You have a good Thanksgiving? A Canadian Thanksgiving? Sure, yeah. I'm Canadian. Our Thanksgiving's end of October, bitches. It's not, it's not the one. Did you celebrate when you're here? Yeah, we do. I mean, it's football on. Even when I was Canadian, I would skip school to watch the football games. It was sweet. Nice. Um, but um, Just taking our, our holiday. Using wa- it to your advantage. My wife's a vegetarian, yeah, so we're work. not eating turkey. So I have some turkey sandwiches, and we make a lot of side dishes. And that's our Thanksgiving. Potato stuffing? Potato stuffing. She makes some disgusting uh, green bean salad or something. Green yeah. casserole, or whatever. Green yeah. bean casserole. Um, I had that. Okay. So yeah, it uh, uh, it was it was it was weird. It was, but it was good. It was good. Hopefully everybody enjoyed themselves. And jeez, uh, uh, Kiefer, it, Anaheim one is coming up. It's creeping, dude. What month? A little over a month. A little over a month, right? Yep. Yeah, that's nuts. No, um, no off season. I'm gonna change my headphone. I changed my headphones. Yeah, I don't like them. Okay. I'm what happened to, to the Beats? I'm trying to find a headphone. Well, the Beats are blown out. Oh, but these are worse. So I'm going to change the beats, or these out to the beats, back to the beats. Okay. The blown out beats. So you and Gibbs talk about something. Give me like a 30 seconds here. All right, 30 seconds it is. All right, Keith, what's good? Did you have a good Thanksgiving? Oh, I know what I want to talk about. What's that? What happened last night? Well, we'll get wait, wait, wait for some Steve action okay. to come back. But uh, yeah, no, we came out here yesterday and uh, hung out with Steve and Pookie and just basically listened to Heather, you know, yell at the TV the whole time watching Denver play. And Great that was game. actually a good game, but... Uh, yeah, we had a good time, and, you know, lots of uh, riding went down for Thanksgiving, so nothing abnormal. I'm back. Also, hey, in the studio, uh, hanging out, he's a Pulp Mex intern. Uh, you've read his uh, columns on PulpMex.com, uh, Pulp Punishment, uh, where he reviews different products and, and tests things out. He's a Vegas local. He's taken me mountain biking a few times and been gracious enough to actually wait for me. What's up, Dom? What's going on, guys? How are you? I'm doing very well. Thanks, Thanks for, for coming having, in. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's awesome. I had your mic on. Sorry. It's all right. No problem. That's Heather <laughs> Keith, everybody. What's up, Heather? What's up? Way to make an intro. Um, yeah, you like that? Had the mic on the wrong place and still sneezed. Um, <laughs> well, I didn't know. Yeah. It's, it's not going to be a good show, everybody. First of all, it's going to be short. And it's oh, not going to I'm not going to be on It's not going to be a good show. Dude. So just turn the shit off now. I'm not going to be on my game cuz I'm not I'm not running at 100% capacity right now. <laughs> Although Heather's Starbucks that she brought me is fantastic. But uh You say um, it's going to be a short show every Dom, show. This one really is. Yeah, two I don't two think, guests. I don't think the fans really understand how often you say short show today. Short show. It's only going to be hey, a short show. It's all relative. Like, it's all yeah, relative. I'm at home at like 1 o'clock was, in the morning. Yeah. Last week was a little ridiculous. <laughs> um Dom, but uh, Fuck um, you. thanks for coming in, hanging out. Lame. Thank you. Uh, you're Pleasure. The general manager at a couple of restaurants here in Vegas. Yes, food and, and uh, you, you love riding dirt bikes. Been on bikes my whole life. Yeah, and it somehow worked out that you did something for Kiefer for Dirt Rider for a 250 shootout. Yes, how's that? Pulp helping pulp. Yeah. It really was. It was, uh, it was a great opportunity that he he presented me with, and I couldn't say no. So you drove down to Cali. Drove down to Cali. I stayed in the worst part of Southern <laughs> California imaginable. Almost died. <laughs> Almost got a divorce. Where's that? <laughs> Dude, he was in the ghetto. You got to turn mine down a little bit. Okay. Um, he, he was in the ghetto in San Bernardino. The wrong side of the 215, yeah. I guess. So okay. here I thought, you know, online, they make the pictures look so glamorous and not so <laughs> bad. You, you don't ever want to stay out there. Go to the rancho. Go I to mean, the rancho exit. Yeah, I totally missed that step of the, of the process. But we made it. Somehow we got about an hour and a half of sleep. 
And then that key milestone had a blast. That's well, he said when he went to pay to get his room, oh, there was man. a glass. Bulletproof glass. Yeah. To exchange the, the money. The old style bank windows, you know, like, look You should have asked me. Scary. Like, when I, when I go to Glen Helen or whatever, I never stay out there. Like, I go to Rancho. Rancho Cucamonga exit. He could have so just called me. He could have stayed at the house. But. Yeah. Like true. off of Foothill, right? Yes. That, I've stayed there before. It was great. No, it's all nice down there. Do not go out that so, way. So, yeah, I went the wrong way. But Renee needs yeah. to say it was a great a great weekend. Had a blast. He, uh, I, I met Dom before he was doing stuff with you. And uh, he actually presented himself well. He he wasn't the, the pushy type of guy. He actually, there's a there's a way you go about asking for things without trying to sound like a, a douchebag or an asshole. And... Uh, he always was respectful, and I always remembered that. And then I ran to him again when he was doing stuff for you, and I was like, oh, it'd be good for to get him in the loop. And uh, he did, and he did a good job. His notes were good, and he rides really well. Yeah, and actually, Travis Preston, actually, we were mountain biking on Thursday, and he was like, that guy that you had out for the TV at the shooter, he rode good. So it's if he if he notices you, he doesn't notice shit about me. <laughs> so if he notices you, then you're doing something right. Yeah, so it's funny with Travis because – and when I told him I lived out here with you and we hold on, hold go on, ahead, go ahead, hold go on. Ryan's on nine one. He has a Tim Ferry question. Hold on, oh, Ryan. God. What's going on? How are you? Hey, Mathis. What's up? What's up? What's your Tim Ferry uh, question? I uh, was watching some old races on YouTube, mm-hmm. and uh, I was wondering if the Houston two thousand five Supercross uh, rings any bells for you. Yeah, it was. Uh, well, it was good and bad. It was really good and bad. Um, he threw me off the back of his bike after practice. Because he was trying to show me how the jetting was. We had had a problem with this works carburetor. And I was trying to jet it all day. And he was having a bit of an issue. And he went to go show me how the it was jetted riding out of the tunnel mm-hmm. on the concrete. And he didn't have it in neutral. He thought it was in neutral. So he just goes, yeah. he goes, listen. Yeah. And whew, I go right over the ass over backwards. Radio, fanny pack, headset, clear glasses everywhere. And uh, and then he was like, oh, he, I was like so pissed at him. And. I mean, he—it was a mistake on his part. But did you blow did, yourself out? Did they talk about it on the show? How do you? What did they? How do you know that? Yeah, I was watching the uh, the broadcast, and the announcers mentioned that Ferry uh, was trying to clean out his car or something like that, and you yeah. were on the back. And oh shit! Funny thing was, funny thing was, was I ended up swapping that carburetor after that practice for a brand new carburetor, same jetting specs and everything, exactly the same jetting, float levels, everything, and it worked like a charm. Hmm. And then they sent that carburetor to Japan to be like, what was wrong with this thing? And they were like, we don't know, but it doesn't run right. Like something happened to it when mm. nobody really knew. Oh, but here's the funny part. Here's the good part of that story, uh, Ryan. I had had a herniated disc at uh, Yamaha, um, probably carrying 70-pound motors up and down ladders. <laughs> yeah. And I, I had herniated disc. I was in a lot of pain. I was eating Vicodin like crazy. I went and had surgery. I finally got surgery after the physical therapy didn't work. I think I was eight or nine millimeters out. And I had surgery, and it... It was 90% better, but it was still there, still some back pain. And um, and I was like, ah, shit, do I have to live with this the rest of my life? What's going on or whatever? Fairies throwing me off the bike cracked, cracked me to that next 10% where I, I, I was perfectly – I was perfect after that. You were good. Which he takes, he takes credit for. He knew that, he said, and that's why he did that. And I went to bed that night. I was in so much pain. My sciatic nerve was killing me. My back was killing me. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm so fucked. The surgery is going to, you know, like, who knows what happened. I woke up the next morning. No pain. He chiroed you. He did. Yeah. By throwing me on the concrete. All right. And, again, he takes credit for it. The great Tim Ferry. So, that's awesome, man. Those, yeah. those are the moments that he hangs on to. That's, that. a, that's the story, Ryan. Thanks for calling, man. Hey, I got one more question. Sure. Kiefer, have you used those uh, steak pegs? Uh, yeah, actually. 
Um, they take a little bit of getting used to, but for guys that are not very big fans of riding on the balls of their feet, they're pretty good, you know? And you don't really notice them other than, you know, if you stick your leg out, putting your leg back on, you know, you don't really notice it until you, like, put your heel down. So, yeah, they're not bad. Right on. Thank you. All right, man. And, uh, Don, next video is awesome. All right, cool. Thanks. What do you say? He thought Dom was Don. Don, yeah. Oops. Uh, this is uh, this uh, is Dom Maeda. D O M. But Don Maeda is coming up. Okay, no, I'm sorry, I interrupted you back to Preston and all that hey, stuff. What happened? Oh, what oh, you said something about you told him you're living here or some shit. Oh yeah, yeah. Preston asked you know a little bit my uh, my background and stuff, what I did, and I told him I ride desert majority of the time because yeah. that's all we have out here, and doesn't believe it. I don't think he does. Anyway. Yeah, that's what he said. He's like, yeah, he rode desert, but he had good moto style. I'm like, yeah, no, I, I didn't really see you ride either, and it impressed me, so it was good. Um, thank you. Thanks, thank your buddy again for this helmet. He did this helmet. Oh, up. Yeah. I, I Instagrammed it. Um, great job. He did an awesome job. That's awesome. HCP I can't believe he just, designs, did, yeah. Yeah, he just did that for me for free. Like, he just gave me that helmet. And a It'll helmet. never see a head inside of it. That's sad. I know. I, even if I rode, I wouldn't wear that. Why? No way. I'm not going to wear that. That's, like, really cool. Really That's why you wear it. Yeah, yeah, I know. I wouldn't wear that riding. No, I'd probably pull that dogger one <laughs> thing down. Well, you have another. Um, you have another like customized helmet. No one really knows. There's a Bell Moto Nine with it's all. Yeah, the it's guy, all like, gold flaked yeah. with numbers of all the riders. That yeah, again, presented with. to me as a gift. I'm not gonna wear That's, that. You're riding. not gonna wear that. That's presented to me as a gift. It's like a trophy. I get stuff presented to me as a gift, and I use it. I bet you do. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so uh, the reason the Kiefer's came up here was, remember, Chris Kiefer's dream is not to be a pro <laughs> motocoster. It's not to work in Dirt Rider magazine. Nope. It is to be a strip club announcer. Yes. He's, he's done Fuck his impression it. on the show many times. And we thought we had it lined up for Cheetah's strip club Sunday night, last night, for Kiefer to go in for, I don't know, 30 seconds, a minute, mm-hmm. uh, which Heather knows all about, 30 seconds or a minute. And, uh, she does. And um, she, you were going to do the stripper voice, which you've done on the show, and it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Didn't work out. You guys were still up here, though. We got a cool suite at Aria, and we watched the Broncos game, which Heather's crazy. And um, they won, which is exciting. Good for all of it's us. Good for us. Good right. for all of <laughs> us. Good for me. That they won. And so we... the. The cheetah thing didn't happen, but I mean, we're still going to go to a strip club, right? Right. <laughs> so we ended that's up, not stopping us, <laughs> right? So we ended up at uh, Spearmint, and you went and talked to the guy to try to see if you could get in. I did like a cold talk, you know. I just straight up walked up to the guy, and I was really—I started off the conversation really mellow. I was like, "Hey, man, how do you get in the business?" And he was telling me, and I go, "Hey, dude, honestly, like, one of my dreams, you know, bucket list things is just to be one of, you know, do what you do." And he's like, "Really?" <laughs> And he's like, are you being serious? You do, and he's like, yeah. And he's like, man, it's funny you say that because I get a long list of guys that want to do it. And I have resumes in the back. I'm like, really? He's like, but can you prove to me? I mean, can you do it? I'm like, yeah. He's like, well, show me a little bit of what you got. Just full on like Eminem, like, can you rap? Like, just got to drop it. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, yeah, I, I gave him a little sample. You know, I was like, all right, on stage. The main stage is Destiny. That's right. Destiny and Skyline. That's right. And then on deck, on deck is Maserati and Lamborghini. Now, and he was like, dude, if the owner wasn't here, you're in. He's like, I would do it right now. And we got effed because the owner was there. Heather, how much did the guy really sound like that right there? Like, oh, it totally sounded like him. Right? It like, was crazy. I was more happy listening to the guy talk than looking at well, Ashley. I think it was the highlight of your night. Every it time he talked, him. we all looked at each other and yeah. laughed. Because he really was like that. It was just like that. And, then when, and when he talked to me, it sounds like a normal dude. But then he 
just transformed and then this. Well, you're the same way. You sound like a normal dude until you do your announcing voice. Yeah, and yeah. That's a whole other person. But so. why, why, why does every strip club guy have to do the voice? That all that, <laughs> it's a standard like, deal, dude. Like no one does the normal voice. It's like a, they're all together in a union. Well, what are you gonna like, do? All right, on stage next, Lambo, Mozzie, let's do this. <laughs> yeah, I don't sound good. You know. Yeah, you were uh, you were good, and then that so. You know, you tried to get on. We tried to do it. We're still working on it. We're still going to do it. We're coming back. De- Dennis, gonna, should, yeah, Dennis, right. Dennis had some issues. Like, it didn't work out. He, he he tried his best. We're going to try it again. Either that, I'm flying to Florida. We're going to go to Florida. That guy <laughs> said go to Florida. Although he told us he has got to hook up at, uh, at, at Treasures or Sapphire. Or Cheetahs or something. No, no. Cheetahs uh, is our guy. Okay. But, but uh, yeah, we wrapped up about 3 in the morning. Um and it was rough. Lots of money was spent. I want to thank you, Kiefer, because it's incredible. Like, you're so perverted. And you're so, <laughs> like, you. like you don't drink, so you weren't drinking. You're stone sober. Right. It doesn't stop you. No. Um, but I want to thank you because, like, I was like, hey, Pookie was enjoying herself. Right. And I'm like, should I go? Go. Right. And I, you were like, well, how much? And I'm like, well, it's this much. But it seems like it could be really good. Right. And you were like... You said to me, you're like, dude, like, because we'd already, we'd already, so we'd already, like, been a little bit down yeah, the road. Yeah, you already had lap dances, so right? We went down yeah. a road. We went down a road a little bit. Right. And then you said, like, I, I expected you to just be like, dude, like, you got to get in Go there. Go to the fucking bank right now. You got to get in there, dude. This is this is P.O.P. You have to do it. Right. And I said, and so you were like, dude, I couldn't believe it, Heather. He was, he, you weren't listen to us i said so like what no i was listening no you were he was the voice of reason okay i didn't know if you hear what he said he goes to me he's like look what you've already seen and done is the highest it's gonna get (laughs) get you heard that part yes like it's not gonna get any better right like you've like what you've spent and what you've gotten is the most you're gonna get yes don't go don't go don't go down that road don't go down that road no because and then i remember i was like hey you want to half it and I was like, no. I was like, no. I put my hand on your shoulder. I looked you in the eye. I go, don't go Which, down that road, Stephen. Like, I was so impressed with you because you just seem like, again, you know, you seem to got to be like, dude, whatever it takes, man. Yeah. Whatever it takes. Well, and you were like, listen, man. It's, well, it's, it's as, over. It's over, Johnny. As men, it's, we've all been there. We, our first time at, at the Strizzies and you're like. Dude, I think this chick's into me. I wasn't. It's not I my first this, time. I understand you. I I'm just yeah, saying, yeah, but yeah. all of us right, think like right, that. We're right. like, okay, we effed up at the beginning, but now we've gotten burned. We know what's up. But when you're backed up, so to speak, your brain's a little foggy, right? And I already took care of myself before I, I pre-gamed myself before I went to the game, right? So I was clear-headed. What did you do? I pre-gamed it. <laughs> you don't go out with a loaded gun. You don't go out with a loaded gun. You pre-game the shit out of that before you leave, right? <laughs> oh so you're already God. on a level like I'm clear as shit right now. So maybe uh, you're a little foggy. Yeah, dude. You're a little foggy. I think that if he had a drink in his system or maybe a few of the libations that were served, yes. it would have been a different story. Right. Because well, it definitely he doesn't drink very much. So, doesn't yeah, much, it, yeah, it doesn't happen, but... <laughs> There's just new shocking developments that just been dropped on the show. It's just like um, There's a smuggling um, inside of the MX Sports. Okay, but regardless of the pre gaming, right. I just you were hey, it's it's as good as it's gonna get. Yes. You've seen it and it's not gonna get any better and you're already broke. Yes. Well, not broke, but you know, I took some money out of an ATM there. Right. It was also another bad Dude, decision. Service charges There's are There's a good. Chris Rock stand-up where he says somebody should come on an ATM after 2 a.m. and be like, Dude, come on. What are you doing? What are you doing? $15 service charge. Fudge, <laughs> man. 
But I want to thank you, Kiefer, because no problem. You you were there. You were the angel on my shoulder, mm-hmm. whispering in my ear, giving me good advice. Right. And I was I was your ice man. You were you were probably the last guy anybody to think of that you would give good advice in that <laughs> well, situation. I'm glad I passed the test. Like there's just no way. So, anyways, we were gonna get Pookie on to to talk about it, but she does. She's not feeling well today. Hey, Kiefer. So yes, you ever gone to the strip club and then the the stripper convinces you to go to the ATM and then she's like, it's only sixty, and then when you fucking do everything, she hits eighty. No, never hit it, but I mean, yeah, we've all been there where we go to that stupid ATM. And that's like the, the walk like she's of death. standing next to me. Yeah, she, I'm all like, hit, I go to hit 60. She hits And then as you're, as you're pushing these buttons on the ATM, your mind is scrambling about all the fucking bills you have to pay. But you're, you're justifying in your head about what's well, about to go down. And you're like, but, but it's okay. This bill can wait a little good bit longer. News is, the good news <laughs> is, is we found out that girl's real name. Right. I mean, that's always something good. You know you're doing a good job when you find out the real name. When she says, my name is this, but it's really Laura. Right. Yeah. So, you yeah. think it's really Laura. Wow. And the thing is, like that's how they get you. That's how they get you, Steve. They're trying to sell a car, basically. <laughs> the thing is... is and how about how about Heather and Pookie on the front row right. during one of the lab dances, broing down with the stripper, and I said, what? They came back, and I'm like, what happened? And you're like, we talked about hair. Yeah. Right. And the thing is... <laughs> we talked and where about she was from, hey. she's from Oregon. We talked about hair. The, it, me like, and Steve are sitting there, and the girls go up to the stage. And as soon as the girls go up to the stage, chicks come... Within yeah. two seconds, and come to talk to us like vultures, you know, like like right, used I'm, car salesmen, I'm like super hot, pitching so, it, yeah, right? Yeah. And I'm like, oh no, with our wives, like, okay. Some of them didn't care. Yeah. Some of them were like, okay, thanks, and they just kept walking. Yeah. One came up to me and goes, "Hey, um, I saw you with your lady, but if you want an upgrade, just let me know." And just kept, I was like, whoa. Yeah, that's bold. Yeah. Doggy dog. Man. Yeah, that's bold. And Heather's like, who said that? Who fuck? Who's the bitch? Who said that? <laughs> I'll cut her. That's almost as bold as the chick that. Got paid for her lap dance and then said, don't you have a tip for me? Yeah, yeah. That chick was not Bitch, cool. Bitch, I just gave you 20. Yeah. And a tip? I just can't believe Chris Kiefer was the voice of reason in a strip club. It's phenomenal. I'm, I'm like surpri- I like surprising people. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that surprises me, though, because I think you're so creepy that you're like, you're handled. You're ready for that situation. I'm a handled creeper. You got like a 101 stripper, like, to do's and don'ts. You don't do this, you do this. Speaking if, of, uh... If you want to hook up with a stripper, after, ask about her life. Don't pay her money. Speaking of strip clubs... Chris Kiefer brought to you by Roos Nation. Uh, Roos, Roos, Pulp Nation saves you 20% at RoosDemX.net. 48-hour turnaround. These guys have been in business for 17 years. I, they're not related to strip clubs, people. I'm just trying to, I'm going to cram this thing in. Cramming it in. No pun intended. They offer a full range of custom products from T-shirts, sticker kits, helmet kits, trailer graphics, and more. They got a Cyber Monday sale going on. Most of our guys do. Mm-hmm. And uh, RoosDemX.net, they've, uh, they've joined up with us. They're going to be back next year. And uh, they've got a whole line of, of Pulpamex clothing, T-shirts, and things like that. we got to get Heather like a saying and a shirt of some sort. I don't know what it would be. but no, Let's just keep her quiet. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, Pulp Nation saves you, uh, going to Pulp Nation on their website, Pulp Nation saves you 20% on any order, whether it's Pulp MX stuff or RoostMX.net. So they, they're bringing you Chris Kiefer tonight, and we, uh, we thank Chris Kiefer. And, uh, Dom's got a KTM, so when Dom needs KTM parts, he goes to KTMPartsExpress.com. You do. I don't Absolutely, want to hear any different. Yeah, I do. Pulp MX 15 saves you uh, 15%. KTMPartsExpress.com. Over 35 years of experience in the motorcycle industry. They're here to serve you with huge inventory, great prices, fast, dependable service, and uh, power wear accessories, KTM power parts, and more. KTMPartsExpress.com. The place to get uh, KTM parts. Uh, Eddie Ray is going to call in and give us a report down under. Again, no mm. pun intended. Nope. 
Not going there. Uh, from Australia, uh, Cooper Webb won uh, Saturday. Night. That seemed like a gnarly main event. Did you yeah, see some highlights? I saw the last lap. That was cool. And uh, Chad Reed won on Friday night. Or am I getting it wrong? It was Saturday and Sunday. I think it was Saturday remember. and Sunday. Okay. And um, uh, Eddie Ray is going to call in and give us a report. He was down there, and uh, he met some uh, some Pulp fans, too. So it should be interesting to talk to him about that. And uh, Christian Craig's coming up. Christian Craig, we're going to find out what coast he's on, how he likes the uh, Geico Honda. I want to talk about how his life turned around after he co-hosted here. And also the premix video, uh, Don Maeda, Transworld Motocross came up with a premix video, a bunch of uh, superstars of the sport riding two strokes. And uh, Don didn't put music over top. He just literally let the sound go. And I thought that was pretty cool. Um, and uh, we got much more. We're going to give away a Michelin Star Cross set of Star, Michelin Star Cross five tires, which Kiefer, you had a big hand in yes, developing these things. Yep. And uh, we've given away to some people that they just love them. They, they, they're having a good performance. They, they're writing emails and saying, man, these things are impressive. So good job, Kiefer, developing these. Yeah, well, Michelin Star don't Cross thank fives. me. Thank the guys. I just did a little bit of the work. And uh, what is up with Kiefer Inc.? What's new? What's, what are you testing? What's going on? This week I have some Honda stuff. Uh, Built a Honda that I'm going to ride, and got to also do some more Yoshimura testing, and I, I had some hand in helping some of the the Suzuki team's Yosh stuff, so mm-hmm. I did some of that, and uh, hopefully this, this month in December will kind of slow down, so I'll have some, some added time to do extra stuff, So mm-hmm. which will be nice. Yeah, it'll be nice to slow it down a little bit, although I'm heading overseas for the fourth time in, since, uh, since September. I don't know how you do it. I don't know either. I'm an idiot. How do you not get sick? I'm going to Geneva, Switzerland. How do you not get the sick all the time? I don't. I never get sick. Yeah, I don't know what the deal is there. I'm not sure. So You're Geneva? Blessed. Is it a two-day race or one? Um, one, one day. One day. One day race. Um, the, uh, um, the thing is, is like I always think, Kiefer, like, okay, so I think I've said this on the show, like, all these motocross magazines behind you here, I read these things as a kid. I read them all. Right. I, I love them. Yep. I can't get enough of them. And... I used to read these things about Bercy and Holland and Switzerland and everything else and see all these superstars going over there. And I thought to myself, how cool would that be to go there, you know, to see these races and whatever. It'd be so cool to see countries for free, you know what I mean, travel the world or whatever. And now I have a chance where people are like, hey, we will pay all your expenses. Do you want to go? I don't make any money from it, but, I, you know, I don't have any expenses. How do you say no? Yeah, I get if that. If I said no, they're just going to call up Maeda or you or somebody. Well, I ain't going, so you don't have to worry about it. Well, okay, me. but somebody. You turned out a trip to Italy. <laughs> well, yeah, I did. It was Thanksgiving. It was cool because uh, Yamaha offered one editor per country to go ride Fevra's bike. and Also, oh, like MXA didn't get that? or No. So it was Fevra. Um, who's the other guy? The number 89. Van, Van Horbeek. Yeah, Van Horbeek. And two other YZ250 and one YZ125s. So it was... On Thanksgiving, I had to leave on Thanksgiving, and then it was like a one-day turnaround, you come home. And they asked me like three days before, and I'm like, well, we had turkey plans already, so I was kind of SOL. But I said, hey, we have, a UK, we have a U.K. contributor, and I go, if he can go, I'm going to stay home. And he was able to go, so yeah. I stayed home. All right. so, yeah. But I am kind of bummed. I looked at the track that they rode. It was in some track in Italy. It was sick, man. It looked so fun. But then I, I found out that every editor only got to ride the bike 15 minutes. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm like, yeah, well, yeah. that's shit. Yeah, yeah. Not very good. So. 702-586-PULP. Give us a call anytime uh, and talk about what's on your mind. We'll talk Australian Supercross. Geneva coming up this weekend. Mookie, Brayton, Short, Hanny, I think, is going. Really? That's four guys I know. Muskans is pulled out. I saw that on Twitter. Uh, still Wrist is still bothering him. So Marvin. Who was, was the first two you said? Uh, Brayton and Short. Mookie. Okay. Oh, Mookie. No Short. 
Short, yeah. Okay. Who do you think wins? Brayton. Not Shorty? No. Really? No, it's Brayton. It's an off-season Supercross. It's Brayton. Yeah. Especially Geneva. He always asks at Geneva. Yeah. He likes it there, so he does really well. Um, and, uh, yeah, so thanks, everybody, for listening. Jason Thomas will be on, too, uh, skipping last week. But uh, we'll try to get to the bottom of uh, Chad Reed's deal um, and uh, talk about that a little bit, see what's happening with that, see what he knows. Even if he knows anything, he probably won't tell us. Oh, I don't no. know what he knows. You know, who knows? Who knows what he knows? Looks good in the Omaha, though. Yeah, looks good. He's, yeah, he's throwing it around pretty good. I saw some videos, right, of that. Yeah. So. Carmichael Road, too. That was kind of cool. I saw that. Yeah, he did a um, three-lap ex- three dual race with Chad. Well, he did Super Pole, too, and he was in the mix at the time. I wonder, and I didn't see any Super Pole. We'll ask Eddie this question, but do you think Chad was checking up a little bit? Oh, for sure. To make it exciting? In the race, in the, in the head-to-head, I'm sure he was. Yeah, no, just those two on the track. Like, I wonder. But on Saturday, or no, sorry, on Sunday, they had... Uh, you know, Super Pole for the timed, and he was like, he beat Cooper Webb's time straight up. He did? Yeah, by like four hundredths or something, you know? Oh, okay. All right. But he was, what, fifth or, I think it was fourth or fifth in timed. So, yeah. shit, that's pretty cool. Yeah, not too bad, right? Um, I, I think I think if I'm, if, if I'm Chad, I'm holding up a little bit, like just to put on yeah, the show, Yeah, you got to right? put on the show. I mean, it's Ricky, it's everything else. Yeah. Uh, I wonder, too, if, in Australia, if you're an Australian fan, you didn't get Stewart. But did Cooper Webb and Ricky make up for it? I wonder, like, what they thought. Right. Uh, you know what I mean? I don't know. I wonder. Right. Because the Stuart Reed thing was going to be pretty pretty big, you know? So I wonder if any of your fans, like Mim or any of those guys, went. Mim probably bought the arena. <laughs> oh, shit. Huh? Mim probably helicoptered in, landed right. on the arena. Right. You know? He probably paid Carmichael's um, salary to get over there. Yeah. yeah. No, exactly. Right. All right. Uh, let's get to the bottom of this Australian race with uh, our Pulpamex co-host, sometime contributor. Uh, he is the man uh, traveled the world. He's down in Australia, and he's going to give us a full report on it. The Eddie Ray. What's up, E-Ray? What up, boys? How's it going? How's Australia? Dude, it's good. Smoking hot right now. It's probably like Vegas. Oh, really? No, like Vegas, Vegas is cold. No, Vegas is cold. And over as shit. here we call over here we call it forty, but that means like about a hundred. So uh, <laughs> yeah, right. No, holy jeez. I would call that forty being Canadian. So I get it. Oh, okay. Well, then you know how hot it is. Um, yeah, because it's now their summer. They're opposite of us. So, um, hey, I'm a. Uh, hey, listen up. Before you start, I'm a little bit jealous. I fly in, have to sleep with Hello Kitty, and Kiefer's over there going to the the Aria. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I balled yeah. out yesterday. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie. Well, they <laughs> we were, we knew we would be out late. They were going to get a room, and then we're like, well, let's get a room ourselves instead of driving all the way back here because we knew we'd be out late. And then I was looking at rooms, and it was only a little more for, like, this suite, and it was a pretty nice. I knew we'd want to watch the football game together because Heather Yeah, it was legit. I mean, what are we going to say, Heather, we can't watch the game? No, that wasn't even an option. So Hey, sounds like a good time. Yeah, so it was good. The suite was nice. Aria was really nice. And the gambling was not nice. The losing money at the strip club was not nice, but everything else was great. Um, I got a new screensaver on my phone, too. I'm very happy. Um, nice. So anyway, so Australia. So, okay, look, no, question number one, and we just brought this up. Do you think in the head-to-head races, Chad had RC, like, covered? Or how did that go? Did he check up a little bit? How was that? Uh, you know, hey, no two ways about it. Like, they put on this head-to-head race, mm-hmm. and it was actually pretty legit. Like, they're what, you know, like, you ever seen how they try to do it, and they say, hey, guys, kind of like, you know, make it look like a show? Mm-hmm. Ricky hasn't changed. He was going for the win. But (laughs) you could tell Chad didn't, like, Chad was faster. Let's put it this way. What happened was on the second night, 
um, the first, the top six guys went to this thing called Super Pole. Mm-hmm. Well, Gavin Faith, he crashes on the finish uh, line. Gnarly. Dude, um, yeah. Goes, I mean, gnarly crash. Yeah. And we can't even tell what happened, but we'll get back to that. So since Gavin's not there, Ricky steps into the Super Pole position. Mm-hmm. So uh, they let Ricky go first. And uh, I think uh, the night before, the fastest guys were doing a 31. Like, I think uh, Reardon did a 31-1 or something like that. Well, the first person out is Ricky, and he knocks off like a 30.6. But I'm telling you, okay, you look at him. Yeah, he's a little bit bigger. I know you're not a fan of him. But, you know, you look at him. Regardless of whether I'm a fan, it doesn't matter. Regardless of what, you know, it's like, dude, you remember how he rode back in the day, just nasty clutch, like, ah, 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 ah. (laughs) Yes, yes. Nothing changed. Right. This guy laid it down. He went through the whoops. But you could just tell it's like, hey, plus, I have a funny feeling. Here's your bike. It's nothing special. Mm-hmm. Here's your bike, a cut seat. The suspension was like some RG3 stuff. Like, if he would have had, you know, I'm never going to say, oh, if he went back to training it, you know, the guy's still a competitor. Yeah, yeah, and absolutely. Chad came out and did, hey, Chad came out and did like a 29.9. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? So yeah. you're talking half a second, but, you know, Chad's in probably about 70% better shape oh, yeah, yeah. than Ricky yeah. is, you know? And his bike, and it's funny, in the Super Bowl, when Chad wins it and they talk to him, mm-hmm. he kind of, like, threw out a little maneuver, like, like, how'd you go so fast? He's like, yeah, I got stuff that these guys that these guys don't have. Like, I'm talking, he goes, I got this get ignition with this traction control. Yeah, yeah. They don't got what I got, so, I, you know, that's probably why I was able to go faster. You know, it's like, eh, maybe you should have kept that one, you know, to yourself. <laughs> you know, but yeah. regardless, Chad looks good. Yeah. He, he looks good. I mean, he went across the whoops. His bike looks good. It did. I saw but that, yeah. You're like, the, hey, let me tell you something. Another guy that we haven't heard of in a long time, and I'm telling you, if he came back to the States right now, I believe he'd be a top 10 guy in the 450 class. Daniel Reardon looks oh, good. stop it. No, stop I agree it. with him, dude. Listen, Reardon's fucking smooth. Let me tell you something, Steve. You know me. I call it how I see it. Yeah, I know. I know. He'll give. He'll. He would give. I mean, over there, like the first night, he rode away from Chad in the heat race. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like he rode away from Chad. Mm-hmm. He beat Chad by five seconds, and that's a straightaway here. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, short shot. And uh, just um, Chad got the start in the main, and you know, rode well. But Daniel Reardon, dude, um, there's some solid guys over here. But once again, you know, it's like the story where Americans look good in America, but you send them to Europe yeah. and they struggle. Yeah, no, absolutely. So they're comfortable here, but yeah. besides the racing, amazing. You know, it's an Eric Kennard. You know, I think the guy's name, his name's like Adam Bailey or something like that, like production. So, you know, it's top notch, right? Like the whole yep. intro opening ceremonies, oh, yeah, yeah. pyro. Do you, um, hey, do you think, um, do you think the loss of Stewart, was made up by Webb Carmichael, or do you think there was a, something missing from the event with, with James still no, not there? No, straight up, Chad, Chad said after the second night when Cooper won and they had the sickest race, everybody, you should put your hands together for a guy who stepped in for Bubba at the last second. You yeah, know? yeah but, do you I, think, I, but what do you think was the general vibe about these people? No, they love – I believe if they had – I think the people would rather see for some, the way the – hey, listen – the crowd was off its head. Like, they were going bananas. <laughs> they almost blew the roof off of this place. Like, you know, right. hey, I think they would – I would rather – I mean, for me, you know me, I'm a Cooper Webb fan. Oh, Captain yeah. America. Yeah. 
I would rather see Cooper and Ricky from what we've seen from Ricky. I was expecting him just to step in and kind of like, you know, mail it in. Mm-hmm. He got out there. He cut laps. I think the people would have rather seen Ricky and Cooper than seeing Bubba. Okay. Yeah. Huh. And, and I'll bet you, you know, the way it, I, I always, you know, the, you know, this is me just speculating, you know, you know, Pulp Show, we speculate. We do. Jab, jab. I, yep. I'll bet you they took Bubba's pay, split it right down the middle, gave yeah. half to Ricky, yeah. and gave half to half to Cooper. Because when we, when, like, you know, after the race, when you're 15,000 miles away and you see Americans, you kind of tend, you know, and plus, yeah. you know, we're tight with Cooper and, you yeah, know, yeah. Eric and his right. mechanic and stuff. And he has a man friend named Seth. That's a buddy of ours. And uh, I know Seth Rarick. Stop it. He wears XP yeah, okay. for years. Well, right. You, you know Seth then. Well, um, anyways, uh, everything they did there, they had to check into everything as James Stewart. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I was supposed to say that, but anyways. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that's how they checked into their hotel. Right. That's how everything was. was that's how it was written down because, you know, it was such kind of a last-minute. Uh, and Cooper, he rode all they brought for him was a gas tank, a subframe, and suspension. Oh, Rode really? the bike stock ignition. Oh, wow. Okay. Stock engine. That's impressive. Oh, and a pipe. Yeah, and a pipe. They put yeah. a pipe on it. Wow. Everything um, stock. God, Cooper Webb just killed it this year in, in start money. He <laughs> just killed it. Oh, dude. He, he, hey, and you know what? Like we said, that guy is a, he's a kid, no filter. He's a, you know, not obviously, I want to say like, you know, like a Jason Lawrence who, you know, like disrespect, but you know, yeah. like, he said stuff, but people love it. You know he's a normal I mean? human like, being, people, dude. Mm-hmm. That's what he's like. Yeah, <laughs> like you get what you get. You're not going to get right. sugar-coated. And, and you know what? Even though it was start money, when he lost to Chad, Chad kind of ran him high one time in a mm-hmm. turn. Yep. You could see Cooper wanted to just cream him. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. You could see like Jessica went over and talked to him after the race, and he was like a little like, you know. Right. I'm not saying he was mad, but yeah. he don't like to lose. But, you know, you can't fault a kid. I mean, maybe more kids should have that attitude, you know? Right. Um, so, but I mean, he took it serious. You know, he came down here to race, and uh, yeah, he's solid. You know, was uh, was Drewby working for Chad? Uh, yes, he was. Because yeah, yeah. I was like, I was like walking. You know, we walked over to the Yamaha truck, and it kind of looked like, uh, you know, like uh, I'm trying to think of maybe Wonder Warthog. There was like nine guys under the Yamaha truck. You know, they, <laughs> yeah, had yeah. Chad, they had, you know, all the Yamaha guys. Shane Boyd came out of retirement. Like everybody was, you know, they haven't had a race of this caliber in Australia, they said in this stadium in 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. It was a big and deal. So like when they had it, man, what it, they really put it together. Well, like the people Saturday night, it was packed to the hill. Like I'm talking, it was bottom floor to top. Floor. And someone, someone hit me up from Australia and said the tickets were expensive too. So like, yeah, they were, uh, was... they were a hundred and a hundred and twenty Australian. Okay. So, and, you know, of course, at first, you know, everybody paid, you know, Bubba's going to be there, Chad's going to be there. And then when they backed out, like a lot of people were mad, like, that's what we paid for, mm-hmm. you know. And But, hey, once they talked, once it was Ricky, everybody was like, yeah, full go again. I think you know, they Ricky should have. Uh, you know, yeah. and Coop, they were full go I again. think they should have brought Timmy, myself, but that's just me. Yeah, I mean, Vets, Timmy would have given a couple of lessons. And he would have went out there and said, man, y'all got to do this in the turn, you got to do this in the turn. <laughs> um, so, uh, hey, so the second night. Webb wins by, you know, whatever, a couple tenths over Chad. I saw the last couple turns on Instagram. What happened to allow Webb to win? Did he straight up beat Chad? How'd that go? No. So, anyways, race takes off. You know, they, they go out of the stadium. They come in. They come in. It's Reardon leading. Mm-hmm. Uh, this kid, Lawson Bopping, second. Yep. And then Chad and then Cooper. 
Well, they, they kind of made, I'm not saying, like this Lawson Bopping kid, he's pretty fast too. Like the kid's solid. Like mm-hmm. he's a solid Supercross guy. They get by him, and now it's Reardon leading the way, Chad in second, and Cooper right in third. They're battling, and hey, it's like a, like one of the heat races. There was eight guys in it, and it was eight Yamaha. Okay. No yeah, other yeah. brand. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, um, so they're battling down, and I'm talking they're like just, I mean, good racing, good clean racing. All of a sudden, they come over the finish line. They go flying into this, like, kind of little hump over before they turn left to do, like, the quad. Reardon loses the front end. Chad crashes into him and falls. Cooper runs into him and falls. Oh, Jesus. Well, oh, yeah. Cooper gets up first, but Chad had a better angle. So Chad took off, but as soon as he took off, he couldn't triple on. Mm-hmm. Like, he couldn't jump yeah, onto yeah. the table. So Cooper goes quad because he kind of rolled from the outside. Yeah. And you see on his, like, on his uh, Fly360 cam, Cooper jumps right over him, and then it's on. Yeah, yeah. And then about lap 14, 15, 16 to the end, Cooper could keep about four bike lengths, three bike lengths on Chad. Chad would make him up in the uh, in the whoops, mm-hmm. but then Cooper was just killing the turns. Like Cooper wasn't even going up to the tops; he was staying at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Like an old like member, like member when Mike LaRocco would always ride like the bottom of the turns, like yeah. you know, instead yeah. of going all the way top. Dude, just smooth as could be. Well, then with like two laps, I think Cooper got like, oh my god, two or three laps, like, oh my god, like I might win this thing. You could see him kind of tense up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And then Chad started putting that, like, you know, the veteran pressure on him. Right, right. Like, he kept kind of giving him the nudge. Well, <laughs> the place that he, Chad could get him was down the inside of the whoops. So Cooper started blocking his line kind oh, of. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, when yeah. they'd come out of the tunnel, right. he would go down the inside, then Chad would kind of have to switch. And, but then Chad started pulling his, like, where he goes up wide in the turn and cuts down. Yeah, yeah. So – White, you know, they, they don't even use the white flag. They use a board that, you know, it's, you know they go from five to four, yeah. to three. They show a card from five down. And when they hit the last one, it was said last lap. I'm telling you. Me, I, I was watching as a fan. I went into the grandstands. I'm watching as a fan. <laughs> I was going. I, I was swinging my hat. Like, we were all going. I'm telling you. America! First, America! Hey, the first night, there was... Let's say I think the stadium held around twenty thousand. Uh-huh. There was twenty thousand. Yeah. The second night there was maybe I like, maybe ten thousand maybe for the second day. Hey, they were louder on the second day than they were the first because they were just going ballistic. <laughs> and when it came down to that last lap, they were dicing like you could tell. Oh, cool. here it is. Yeah. Hey, Chad pulls the square up out of the the whoops turn. They're side by side over the triple. You know, it's a it's a, a double, a supercross triple, and then a right hand turn and a bump in the finish line. Mm-hmm. They're side by side, and you could tell like Cooper was trying to kind of think. Like he looked over, he seen Chad. You could tell he was like kind, like kind of thinking ahead. He dove to the inside. Chad went wide, squared down. They like bumped going off this single, and Cooper just kept it pinned. Like you could tell, Cooper at that point was like, "I don't care <laughs> yeah, yeah. if I go over the finish right, line right. with or without the bike. Right. I'm going to win this thing." And you could. And it was good. Like, dude, they were going bananas. And, of course, right after the, tra- the race, they talked to Chad. Mm-hmm. He goes, if this race meant something, I would have put him off on the side of the track right there. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. he kind of threw it. You know, but yeah. then, he, then he later said, you know, like, hey, you know, I'm super, like, super pumped to be working with Yamaha. And he said, he actually said, you know, like, this kid's got a bright future. And me trying to be involved with Yamaha, I hope to work with this kid sometime down the road. Right. 
Yeah, he has heart. He has heart like Chad. You see that? Yeah, he does. No, Webb's good. So um, I got this. I got this email, Eddie, from this guy down under. I want you to. I want you to listen, and maybe you can help us out because I wasn't there. So, the voice of reason was his name. Dear Steve, what conclusions can we make from the Australian Supercross? This guy says we now know that Chad Reed cannot get a start on the Yamaha and will have a harder time in the U.S. this coming season. True or false? Um, false. Um, his starts, like his starts, weren't ter- you know, like they weren't terrible. They weren't absolutely terrible. Right. But at the same time, if you go back, if you go back and look in the past, when Daniel Reardon was in America, he whole shot at every race there was. Yeah, he was good. Yeah, Reardon. Reardon is solid off the starts, and really, that would be about it. And the second, I don't know what he's talking about, because the first night main event, Chad Hull shot at it and okay. just rode away from everybody. Second, second question. We now know that Chad Reed isn't going to be competitive this season because he could only just beat Ricky Carmichael, who was long-time retired and a little bit out of shape. Okay. okay. Um, you know, you got to look at it this way. Chad was a six-tenths faster on a sprint lap on a track that was – sub 30 seconds right now we'll send it up into a minute now he's a second faster than Rick. that's a lot on a supercross track yep okay. you know what i'm saying we like next one no, next, whatever yep. i don't know what he's talking about right. maybe he's maybe he i don't know maybe he's a chad, I, think this, I don't know this, but this no, guy, chad's gonna be fine this guy possibly could be related to dan reardon because here's the other questions we now know that chad reed is a sore loser because dan reardon has once again had the measure of chad by leading most of the race and chad was not able to pass him legitimately um, well, not true again, only because <laughs> Reardon is a great, like I told yeah, you yeah, before no, yeah. I even knew this, right. I told you about Reardon. Hey, if, here's my call. If somebody in America falls off, and of course we never want that to happen, if I'm a team owner, remember how you've always put yourself in this scenario? Yeah. If you're the team owner, the first guy I'm calling is Daniel Reardon. Okay. That's the first guy I'm going to get on the phone and get to America. Hey, he's just like I think he's he's a little older now. He's thirty. But he's still yeah. not old. You know, he's not old. He retired for two but years. He's he was thirty. He's like yeah, thirty-one. Three he was two years. Yeah. Yeah. He, okay. Three years. He said, and uh, the guy is solid. Like he puts laps down. Hey, when they were doing like the sprint laps, everybody, Ricky, Chad, like uh, Cooper, they're just like da 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 da. Their bikes sounded like they're going fast. Mm-hmm. Daniel's like. Uh, uh, his corner speed. Listen, I like I said, Daniel Reardon's not going to beat Chad, but Daniel Reardon could be a top ten guy. And you know, in America, okay. I mean, there's times when Chad runs. Chad's going to be fine. And you know what? The first guy to ever count out Chad, you're cra- like you don't do that. You never no, count Chad no, out because you, you know what? Okay, That's what so fuels this guy. The voice of reason has a few more statements. We now know that Yamaha still has an issue with pushing in the corner and causing crashes. Oh boy, here we go. Dan Reardon went down with only a couple <laughs> laps to go and would have easily won the race. Here we okay. fucking go. This guy loves Dan now, Reardon. Hey, I would I would say me. I'm just a I'm just a nobody. You know, whatever. If I only went to, you know, let's just say I went to one race. Just so you know, when I was out here last week was Jimboomba, which was the Supercross previous right. to this week. The track was dry as crap, crumbly, marbly. Just a, hey, it's it's a hundred degrees out. You know how Vegas is yeah. in the daytime. Yeah. That's when they raced. Daniel Dan Reardon rode the whole race solid and just rode away from everybody. Never pushed the front. Hey. The only reason I could see Daniel maybe pushing that front end 
One, the dirt was very polished. It was a little bit, even Ricky, Chad, everybody said the track's a little slick tonight. And I believe 100% Daniel Reardon was pushing the envelope. Like, he wanted to win just as bad as everybody else. Yeah. Okay. Like, I think he wanted to prove, like, hey, you know, like, I'm not going to let these guys walk in and just kind of take over the show. Right. Um, but, no, Daniel's, Jen, Daniel Reardon was a mistake that Chad could have made. You, I, Villapoto could have made that same mistake on, on a Kawasaki. Stigmatism it has nothing on that to do bike. With the bike. If you ask me. The Yamaha looked like Stigma, the best sorry. cornering Stigmatism. bike on the track. <laughs> this this might be true. The only true statement of this email: Chad Reed still doesn't like James Stewart and is pissed off at him for not making the trip to Australia. That might be true. Uh, listen, James could have come. Chad still doesn't like him. Right? Yeah, it doesn't really matter. We I was talk I was talking with some friends riding the, you know riding the train up to the, you know up to Olympic Park, and I said, listen. You see these guys who race, Johnson and Wardy, you know, these guys and these guys, they all make up. I said in 10 years, Chad and James will still never be friends. Yeah, I don't when think racing, so. I said, yeah. I actually even told my, this, you know, this kid, Ty, that rode with us on the train, I said, they actually started to warm up to each other at one point. Like, they were buddying yeah, and no, they were slowing down. James said on the show that and he would, he would buy Chad. Atlanta yeah. happened. Yeah. You know, Atlanta happens, and boom. The, the, it's back, and then, you know, you only get one chance. Like, okay, hey, listen, let's let it go. Boom, you, you did that. Now we're never for, like, it's a, I said, James and Chad will never, ever make um, amends. Like, they're going to hate each other for life. Did you get a sense of, uh, if I'm talking to anybody, I don't know if you talked to Troopy or, or, or Chad himself, did you get a sense of what's going on with him for next year? What's he doing? No. Let me tell you something. Supercross in Australia is nothing like Supercross in America. Okay, in America, we're in the pits. Everybody's walking around, you know, like, man, I'm Alicia. Yeah, you know, everybody's just chilling. Like, there's Chad. Nobody cares. There's these guys. Nobody cares. You know, it's more like, yeah, there they are. You know what I mean? Like, right, you right. see them and you yell. Yeah. Listen, Chad had three security guards the size of, you know, twice the size of Weston Pike that he'd go, okay, you ready? Let's go. These guys would run beside him. Chad would sprint. He would run from like from truck to signing, and these three guys would run beside him, the and fuck? people you could watch the crowd like, yeah, yeah. like hover across the parking lot. We were on top <laughs> of the Honda, like we were on top of the Honda semi mm-hmm. with Jimmy, you know Jimmy D, looking down on the crowd, and Jimmy goes, "There goes Chad," and it looked like the crowd just hovering, and Chad's like in a full sprint with three dudes like flanking Jeez. him. You know, they look like rabbits in a marathon. Meanwhile, in Vegas, like, okay, Chad, Chad me- we're going to set you up the pace, and then we're going to let you go. Meanwhile, and he would sprint to the next, you know, to the next. <laughs> Signings. Meanwhile, if you want to so, see Chad here, just go to like Vegas, go to the casino, and just sure. hang out with him. Yeah, get watch him. Yeah, that like yeah, that would never happen here. Like people were yeah. excited to see, you know, they were excited to see Chad. Right. They were excited to see Ricky. People were, I mean, Cooper came out of the Yamaha truck one time after he won. He comes out. There's a Yamaha truck in the front and a Yamaha truck in the back, and they're like, "Hey, let's." Uh, we're all talking about, "Hey, let's go to Sydney tonight. Let's go hang out. Let's go do this." Right. Well, Cooper comes from the Yamaha, stops to talk to us for literally 10 seconds, and we kind of screwed him over because when people seen that and they saw they, he was talking to us, mm-hmm. they just, like, banners were being torn yeah, right yeah, on yeah. top of them. Um, and then he, like, you know, he's signing cell phones and signing hats and but no, signing baby uh, foreheads. But and, no, sense you know. of, no sense of what – I saw some press releases today, like, Chad Reed's going to stay at the Yamaha. Yeah, all right, didn't know that. No, But I, no sense I, of what he's going to do. No, like it was never. It was almost impossible. You know, you know, we're in America. We can just walk right into the Yamaha truck and you know, high five everybody. Hey, what's up? 
like there were like four security guards standing like you know like ducks fly in a row like right, right. you know putting their hands behind their waist like you couldn't get in to the Yamaha pits and like, um, that's just how they had it. It sounds like Jimmy D just so, killed him in the lights. Oh yeah, Jimmy. Yeah. Jimmy D just. I'm not saying he's got it easy, but this weekend, like I went to Jim Boomba. Yep. And the track's dry, beat up, marbly, and he he didn't look like he had won every race. Well, that was the first race that he got second. He had won every race. He got second last week, but I'm telling you, you put him back in the stadium, mm-hmm. like he's just a he's just a class above everybody. Hey, he was only um, I think three or four tenths off the leaders in the 450. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, well, yeah he's in shape too. So, dude. It's like it's like you watch him ride. When I was in Canada, spent some time with him. He's the new Jimmy like, D. He'll be out. He'll cycle and like he's really like dedicated. Right. Okay. Hey, I've known Jimmy since he came to you know to, we met Jimmy in the end of 2009. And, like, going from a kid that was – and I mean, he, I mean, he'll hear me say this – that was so scattered. Like, he needed ten friends to, to constantly be – you know what I mean? Like, he always needed somebody with him to – I think to now where he's like, hey, this is my final shot. Like, he's actually taking it serious. And, like, you talk to him now, and he's, like, really, really knowledgeable on road bike and heart rate and yeah, resting yeah. heart rate. And, he, like – before it's like, yeah, I might go, yeah, you know, yeah, I'm the Ripper. Yeah. You know, I might go right on uh, on Tuesday, but I don't know, maybe Wednesday. I don't know. Fuck, I don't know. You know, that's right, how he said. Yeah, yeah. But then he's like, I'm like, hey, Jimmy, let's do this. He's like, nah, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta ride Tuesday morning at this time. Yeah, yeah. He's always cycling and da da da. So like, I think he stepped up. Um, it's hard to say. He looks really good, but it'd be hard to say right now. Like, can Jimmy come to America and win? You know, it's hard to say. Like yeah. the totally. guys he's going up against are are definitely he's outclassed. Them, right. You know what I mean? Like. There's um, one kid that, you know, kind of gives him a, a small run, this kid Luke Clout, but she was in America yeah. for a while. Yeah, and Luke grew up but for this nation, too. Yeah. Jimmy's just more solid over the whole range of Supercross than Cloudy is. You know right, what I mean? Right. Like, he's just not as solid. And Jackson Richardson was there. And, uh, hey, and you know, he rides a Honda. Some will say the best turning motorcycle. And he lost the front end twice. He fell on the, he fell on the track, turned, front end goes yeah, out. Yeah, people need to calm down with the front end steering bullshit. Yeah. Hey, but Kiefer, you'll appreciate this one. So I've been to two races, two races. Mm-hmm. And in the two races, I watched Matt Moss totally lose the front end yes, four times the same way, the same way. And he's running like the kit, like air for like the tack for it. Yep. And I, I'm, I mean, I have a bike, I'm not going to say what kind, but it has the tack fork on it. And they're not good. Right. They're not good. <laughs> shocking. It's not that shocking. I, I already, if anybody listens to Keith on the show, my forks. I, I already switched my forks to the forty-nine millimeter Showa spring forks, mm. and it's like a whole new motorcycle. You're like, thank and like you, the Jesus. whole time I'm watching this, going, "Holy cow!" Like Matt Moss. Like I've seen this four times in a row. Like four times. Like the last time he finally went down, you could tell he was so frustrated. And you're going, "Is it the Pirelli tire, or is it the Pirelli plus the?" Plus the air fork, or is it just the air fork? Because I mean, it ain't the I mean, we don't have to sit here and go into the air. We don't got to go into the air fork dilemma, but it just looked terrible. Like his bike looks terrible. Like the front looks high. It looks, hey, it almost looks like Stewie's bikes a few years ago. Like there's just no give in the should've, front. Should have got some Michelin Starcross fives. There you go. Um, hey, yeah, hey, Michelin's would have been good. Are you ever coming home? Yeah, we come home. Uh, we leave tomorrow. Like I'm in Tuesday already. Yeah. And hey, let me tell you something. Funny thing. I think I know why so many Australians listen and listen and call in is because in the they morning. get to listen to the show right in the middle of the day. Yeah. Like it's the perfect yeah. timing. Sure. Like right before lunch and you're just chilling at your desk, you know, whatever, or driving around in your car, you can listen to it. But for us, 
it's already like right. you know past dinner time. You're trying to you know cook or just trying mm-hmm. to settle in, and like no one wants to listen. I'll bet you all the live listeners are probably Australians. And it's funny, the first person that mentioned Pulp Show, I was in Jimboomba. Um, I just happened to go to the writers' meeting. Isn't that a pasta at Outback? What's that? That's Wallahalla. Pasta at Outback. That's Wallahalla. Oh, okay. Sick name. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, we're, I'm at the writers' meeting talking to some guys. Like when Jessica was here a few years ago and wrote for Circo, like the the, the head mm-hmm. technician had moved to Cowie, and we're talking. Right. First person that comes up to talk to me is Adam Mania, like the factory Kawasaki guy. He's like, yeah, I listened to you on the Pulp Show. <laughs> and nice. like we, I actually know his brother. Uh-huh. But, you know, it's like just one of those things, like, right away, it's like, and then when they hear you're on the Pulp Show, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, well, dude, it's a great, that's awesome, you got good stories. I'm like, yeah, 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 whatever, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're so, right. yeah. No, it's you know, good, I'm glad, just, I'm glad uh, you met some, I'm glad you met some uh, Pulp fans, it's good, it's good to hear, so. Yeah, and you know, not like any of them, I, I mean, probably if they maybe knew I was here, but whatever, I mean, it's like, they didn't, no one even knew I was here until probably now, but, yeah. um, you know, I mean, just like the people who kind of know, and obviously, you know, coming over here and a few years ago, a little, you know, people kind of know whatever who we are. So, um, but yeah, it, it's cool. uh, it's definitely like I said, the, the pulp show plays at the perfect time. Mondays are always busy. Obviously, yeah. it's Tuesday here; everything's yeah. slowed down, so they're just probably sitting at their desk watching. You know, yeah, you know. I'm always going oh. like, where's Tomo? You know, I don't even know who that is. You know, where's Tomo? Where's Tomo? Yeah, to- Tomo. No, but they say it's not Tomo here. Oh. It's Tom O. Oh. They, like, uh, hey, an Australian guy said to me, yeah, there's this guy that comes on the show. Y'all call him Tomo, but they actually call him Tom O. I don't it's not know. Tomo, it's did you Tom. see? So I'm like, oh, whatever. Did, I, yeah, I know who he is. Did you yeah, see, I don't know him, but did I you hear see him Mim, calling, you know Mim and his jet. Did you see Mim and a jet flying around? Or nah, nah, no. Okay. Then again, once again, I don't even know what they look like. So, yeah, yeah. you know. You just kind of know the people who somewhat have seen you around the races for yeah. years, but you know. Um, but regardless, well, hey, it was a, um, it was a good trip. So good. Uh, thanks for coming on. Appreciate it, man. We're gonna run. Uh, tell Jess we said hi. Fly, travel safely, please. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Thanks thank, for letting us know. I feel like thank we were you there. For the update. Yeah. Uh, it hey, is, and yeah. one other thing. So let me tell you one more funny thing. Okay. So on the night of the Supercross, the first night, they put it at this place called Olympic Park, where they had the Olympics in Sydney in 2000. Mm-hmm. Well, in this little city. There's a couple different arenas. Okay. Now, the, di- the, the, the distance between the arenas is literally like maybe 200 yards. Like they're all in the same yep. big block. You know what I mean? Like, sure. But you can walk from, like we were in the All Phones Arena, and you could walk next door to the, I think it's called like the A and Z or something like that. And I, you could literally walk there in one minute. Like you, there's nothing yeah. blocking the way. Okay. So that night, they have a sold-out crowd of 20,000 in the all phone mm-hmm. right next door. They have a sold out crowd of 75,000 for Taylor Swift mm. oh, and in the parking lot, in the parking lot next to that, all on the same property, 50,000 kids at this giant rave. And it all lets out at the same time. Oh, you geez. want to talk hey, <laughs> That's a mixture. I, hey, I've, hey, I've been in Supercross and walked down and be like, yeah, this crowd's pretty bad, but we're moving. Hey, it was like, so, crowded like yeah. i started to get a little nervous like i was like like you know you hear the stories like watch out for the isis you know what i mean you're like constantly looking around for somebody with a backpack you know what i mean <laughs> hey. so that's how crazy it was like Damn, they ran yeah. like that many people all in that area and like it, it was just like it was insane like to have but you know like if you went to taylor swift it was all like in the same area so like there were sure. people like covering yeah. over and you know so it was like a 
good atmosphere in the pit. You know, like for us, we got privateers spread out. Nobody's a privateer really, and like everybody's in a truck that's in a real small area, so yeah. you can kind of get to them. Right. So, like I said, like the the majority of it was solid. You know what I mean? It was, cool. a, it was a cool it was a cool production. Good to hear. Um, yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks anyway. for coming in. I owe you for this phone call. I was going to call you, and you end up calling us. So I owe you. Well, we got a pl- uh, the reason I did that is because uh, I didn't know the number to tell you to call. And this plan that this this is Mackenzie Tricker's phone, and uh, she's got like 500 American. Like you can call to America for like 500 minutes. Oh, so fantastic! Thanks, Mackenzie. Awesome. So, thanks, thanks, buddy. Thanks, 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 Mackenzie. All right, I will. Thanks, thanks man. Thanks, see ya. Eddie. See ya. All right, see y'all. All right, see ya. I felt like we were there. <laughs> he was good at it, right? Is he, he related was... to Intignap at all? <laughs> yeah, we should get Intignap at him on the, on the show. You, can tell Which, you have a story about Intignap we, we should get into if we have time. Oh, uh, do you have about the, memory? the off-road. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, for now, we're going to take a commercial break. Christian Craig from Geico Honda will be back on. The Pulp and Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. Dom's in studio. Heather Kiefer's here. Chris Kiefer. And she kind of is here. Yeah, what's wrong with her? She's passed out. She all right? Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, stick around. We'll be right back for this commercial. Hey, guys. This is Jason Thomas. I wanted to talk to you for a minute about fly racing. Fly racing has grown by leaps and bounds since I started wearing it back in 2003. If you go back and look at a picture from back then and flash forward to now where you see guys like Trey Kennard, Andrew Short, Justin Brayton, Weston Pike, and the 250 Rockstar Husky team wearing, you'll see what I'm talking about. We're now producing premium products, but our goal to give you more bang for your buck hasn't changed since those days. Our F2 carbon helmet, worn by all of our pro riders, is what I consider to be the best value in the motocross world. Our new Evolution 2.0 and light hydrogen lines have been continually improved and perfected over the past couple of years to give you the ideal fit. Whether it's off-road, supercross, motocross, or just riding in the backyard with your buddies, we have something purpose-built just for you. I invite you to check out our website at flyracing.com and, of course, your local dealer and online retailers to learn more about what we have been working on. Follow us on social media at FlyRacingUSA and post pictures of you riding on our Fly Racing wall on our website. From all of us at Fly Racing, I want to say thanks for listening and support companies that support Pulpamex. Next show is brought to you by BTOsports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. Us at BTO Sports want to give that to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX show. Use coupon code PULPMX when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Race Tech. Privateer proven. When riders choose, they choose Race Tech. Supporting the world's fastest racers. Providing factory-level products, support, and service to the everyday rider. Each setup and product is 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. When racers choose, they choose Racetech. Visit Racetech.com for a full listing of suspension parts, tools, and information. Or check out Paul Feed's Motorcycle Suspension Bible, your guide to everything suspension. To receive 20% off parts and labor, enter discount code PULPMX2015 when ordering. Racetech. 
NFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out NFAB Off-Road Accessories. From Nerf Steps and Lighting Accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and bed access models, NFAB Nerf Steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. Nitro Circus is stoked to announce its greatest ever all-new arena tour coming to 25 North American cities this fall. It's the most extensive run that Nitro Circus has ever undertaken. Hot on the heels of Josh Sheehan's groundbreaking world first triple backflip on a motorbike, Nitro Circus Live's latest creation takes things to a whole new level. Starring 17-time X Games gold medalist Travis Pastrana, the tour will feature unbelievable new tricks, record-breaking feats, insane stunts, and the craziest contraptions ever, plus a whole new repertoire of daredevil fun. In all, there will be more than 10 world's first each never seen in the USA. Combined with a host of outrageous new contraptions launched from the jacked-up, bigger-than-ever Nitro Giganoramp, this is truly a visual experience never seen before. Tickets are available now, and fans looking for the ultimate Nitro Circus experience will want to get their hands on the all-new Nitro Club VIP package. Just $99 each plus applicable service fees, these exclusive passes include the best seats in the house as well as a chance to get up close and personal with Travis Pastrana and the stars of Nitro Circus during an exclusive Q&A session. Nitro Circus! Michelin tires are back, people. MichelinMotorcycle.com. Michelin Starcross 5, brand new, available in hard, medium, soft, and sand. Uh, their off-road tires are some of the best ones out there, and they've revamped this whole lineup. There's no one who knows these tires better than our own, Chris Kiefer. When they're calling it comfort casing technology, what are they talking about? Is this a fancy marketing term or what? No, it's actually the carcass of the tire itself, so how much it flexes or how you know sidewall stiffness that you have when you come in the corners. And... What's cool about this tire is even from the previous version, the MH3, it gives more. So when you hit square edge or you're coming out of a corner with some bumps, it has some give to it. It's more comfort, so it doesn't feel so rigid. A lot of that has to do with the, the CCT. So you're telling me the comfort casing at the end of the day, maybe it helps you a little bit to have some suspension in tires. Yeah, obviously it's flexing a little bit, but also, too, when you come into corners, you don't want it to roll on you. So they've got that dialed in to where you come into a corner and you still have enough stiffness where it grabs and bites, but yet straight line, you have comfort. Hey, as a former factory mechanic, Kiefer, I know all about mounting tires, um, so no problem for me to mount anything. Right. Well, maybe not a moose. Uh, you found mounting these new Michelin's uh, pretty easy, actually. Yeah, I'm a great test rider, but my mechanic skills are novice at best, so mounting the tire wasn't too bad. They sent me a bunch of tires to mount before testing, and I was out there busting in the garage, and normally you got to put some tires in the sun, let them soften up a little bit, but this... 
Um, the bead rolls on really nice. I didn't have to struggle. No curse words were, were sworn in the garage. So uh, it was a lot better for me, you know, putting these on. Four versions of this tire. They cover all the uses, Kiefer. Reduced weight, comfort casing technology, mounting traction handling. They do it all. Starcross 5, MichelinMotorcycle.com. Thank those guys. Check them out, the local dealer people. These guys know tires and they know what they're doing. Full-time one of our ride engineering triple clamp sets with a much smaller hit to your wallet than other manufacturers. For around $635 complete with rubber-mounted bar mounts and poly cones, you'll save hundreds over the other brands and enjoy the same benefits. All ride engineering clamps are made to flex like stock, which assures suspension action is not compromised. We offer both a soft and firm polyurethane cone to better tune for the rider's needs. All triple clamp sets are lighter than stock by 4 to 8 ounces depending on the model. Other than those pesky KTMs which are the same weight. All ride engineering clamps are available in two or more offsets to customize the way the bike handles for the rider's intended use. Most clamps also have the option of adding a Showa steering damper. Add our one-piece anti-twist bar mount with 8 pinch bolts instead of 4 and keep your bar straight in the event of a crash. Vent posts can be unscrewed and replaced for $19.95 and fit both our clamps and stock, too. Visit us today at ride-engineering.com. How's it going? My name is Chris Laredo. Patrick Marker. Scott Lewis. My name is Ben Shearmeyer. I'm a mechanic for Jason Anderson. Weston Pikes Mechanic. Wrench on the number 10, Justin Brighton. I work for Justin Marsh. We are running uh, Galfer. Galfer. Galfer brakes. Uh, the best thing, yeah, it's like better on Galfer. Usually, safety comes at the expense of comfort or mobility. Notice how we said usually? The all-new line of Atlas braces are 20% lighter, have three times more suspension in them, maintain the much-needed flexibility, and even contact 27 more percent surface area of your body than the competition, all in a smaller overall package to make it feel like you're wearing less. The experience speaks for itself. The only thing left to do is join RV, Jason Anderson, Dean Wilson, and Martin Davalos to experience why Atlas is the fastest-growing neck brace on the market. Get yours today at atlasbrace.com. Follow them on social media at atlasbrace to find out new and exciting things all the time from Atlas Brakes. We thank those folks for coming on the show. If you're on the fence about a neck brace, please try the Atlas one. Best one out there. For 2015, X-Brand has added stellar new colorways to our exciting Volcano, Phantom, and Limited lines. You know Nick Way demands the illest style, and now with RCH Racing's Brock Tickle on board, we have assembled a motivated squad. Our simple approach to a fresh look, unmatched comfort, and elite performance remains pegged in the red. You can rest assured knowing X-Brand has you covered with a full offering of lenses, tear-offs, laminates, nose guards, and our zip-off system. Order direct through the EKSBrand.com store and enter discount code PULPSHOW15 to save 30% now. The leader in design and development of high-performance dirt bike camshafts, Hot Cams is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show and its listeners. Looking to increase the horsepower of your engine without spending a fortune? You need to get a set of Hot Cams. Engineered using state-of-the-art valve train software and CNC machined from 8620 billet steel, Hot Cams camshafts are one of the most economical, reliable, and easy-to-install ways to add 5 to 10% power gain to your engine. By selecting one of our three stages of camshaft profiles, you can specifically tune the 
power band of your engine to best suit your riding style. Designed, dyno-proven, and made in the USA. Hot Cam's performance camshafts are used by privateer riders like Jimmy Albertson, Mitchell Oldenburg, Michael Lieb, Adam Entignap, Nick Schmidt, and the Monster Energy Leading Edge Kawasaki team. Hot Cam's wants to help you get the extra power you need by offering all Pulp listeners a 30% discount on all orders placed online at hotcamsinc.com. Type in the discount code HOTCAMS2015 at checkout. Hot Cam's, unleash the power within. Works Connection is proud to be a sponsor of Pulp MX because just like you, they're passionate and dedicated to the sport. For over 23 years now, they've been producing innovative products like their Pro Launch Start Device and the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch Line. Just take a look around the AMA Pro Pits and you'll see Works Connection's proving ground for products under the canopies of Yoshimura Suzuki, RCH Racing, Star Racing, and other top teams. Plus, they now stock hints and clutch components, peg armor, ARC levers, and Fasco products too. Works Connection, your one-stop shop for cutting-edge products. Visit them on the web at www www.worksconnection.com and use the keyword PulpMX for 20% off your order or visit your local outlet and check out the new lineup of products for 2015. Do you own a KTM like Andrew Short? Then listen up. You can stop searching for the best place to get genuine KTM parts and accessories. Grab a whole shot like Shorty and go directly to KTMPartsExpress.com, your number one online source for KTM parts and accessories. There's no shortage of genuine KTM parts in our huge warehouse, as well as a full selection of KTM power parts and power wear accessories. We also offer the same aftermarket parts and accessories that you see on Shorty's bike for your own KTM. 29 years of experience would be impressive, but we have over 35 years of experience in the motorcycle industry. We're here to serve you with a huge inventory, great prices, and fast, dependable service. The staff at KTM Parts Express is not short on experience and will process your order with speed and accuracy. Our goal is to get you the parts you need in the shortest amount of time. If you're in need of KTM Parts or accessories, this is the place to shop. KTMPartsExpress.com Roost MX. Roost MX, the official graphics company for both Cobra Moto and Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. For over 16 years, Roost delivers professional level graphics for every rider from amateur to pro. Choose from our huge selection of graphics online and make yours one of a kind. Roost also offers a wide range of other custom products from t-shirts, sticker kits, helmet kits, trailer graphics, and more. With our quick 48-hour turnaround, shipping orders is top priority. Be sure to check out the new Pulp Nation section to get your Pulp MX swag. And follow us on Instagram at RoostMX for monthly sales. Get your equipment looking fresh by visiting RoostMX.net and use the discount code PULPNATION to save 20%. RoostMX. Hey, 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 hey. W Wheels. Now that I got your attention, let's talk about Wheels. WUSA, based in Orange County, California, the nation's leading supplier of high-quality wheel sets for some of the best teams in the sport. They carry the top brands like Talon, Kite, DID, Excel, as well as Galfer and Brembo Brakes. All the W Wheels are built by the same guys, 
that build Chad Reed's wheels. Whether you have a new bike or looking for a set of new race wheels or a backup set of wheels, W can get what you need. Complete wheels are not in the budget. Let W rebuild your stock hubs with their OE spoken nipple kits and a quality rim like DID or XL. WUSA, used by Reed, Roxon, Millsaps, Anderson, Dungey, Short, Brayton, Grant, Antonap, Peters, Partridge, Freeburg. They all use and trust W for all the wheel needs. If they trust W, why don't you? Don't buy a, a set of cheap wheels. Just because you paid $500 for a set of wheels, you're not going to put those on your bike. They're not that good. Really, seriously. WUSA.com. Anything you need, cool colors, better strength, they've got it. And they've been proud supporters of the Pulp Mech Show for many years now. And we thank those guys. WUSA.com. Do it. Don Emler had a simple vision for FMF racing when he started it in his garage back in 73. Provide top-level U.S. racing equipment at the grassroots level. 43 years later, FMF racing is known for delivering the world's top performance exhaust products. Today, Don's vision continues to guide the family-operated company in its 100,000-square-foot state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in the heart of Southern California, where 100% of everything is built under one roof. FMF is factory. Vortex Racing, the leader in top quality racing components for over 15 years, is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show. All Vortex Racing products are made with the best materials and the tightest tolerances. All because Vortex Racing is owned and operated by guys just like you. Enthusiasts and riders that demand the best. We have over 1,000 different gear choices to suit your needs and track conditions. All sprockets are cut from 70-75 T6 aluminum and come in an assortment of colors. Want something even stronger? Check out our full line of laser-cut steel sprockets. Besides sprockets, Vortex offers V3 oversized motocross handlebars that are 29% stronger than the competition. With years of research into these bars and top riders like Arena Cross champion Tyler Bowers putting their trust in them. You know these these bars bars can take the abuse you give them. them. Remember, there's a reason champions choose Vortex. So the question is simple. Do you want to join the ranks of James Stewart and FMX legend Ronnie Renner? Choose Vortex. For more information, check out VortexRacing.com. All Pulp MX listeners are getting hooked up with a discount on any Vortex Racing product. Just email Jake at VortexRacing.com with the promo code PULP2014 or call him at 800-440-3559, extension 222. See you on the track. Ride Engineering is stoked to be the only brand offering a trick billet brake caliper. Machine from billet aluminum, this front brake caliper comes in anodized black or machine silver for that trick factory look. We use larger pistons than stock for more power, reduced weight, and have machined openings for better venting to keep the temperature down under heavy abuse. Add our braided steel brake lines for a more consistent feel and cut the amount of pedal travel in half for more efficient braking. Combine our braided lines, 270 rotor, and billet caliper for the ultimate brake system and a great way to lower lap times. Visit us at ride-engineering.com. Hey guys, it's Brady Chisholm here. Listen up. 
You'll spend $9,000 for a new bike, $3,000 for bling, and you wonder why I have monkey butt? I'll tell you why. You didn't go to GutsRacing.com for new seat foam and cover. Guts Racing has been the leader in seat technology for 25 years. They've worked with every top rider at some point in their life, and that tradition continues. With riders on teams such as Cycle Trader Yamaha, Moto Concepts Racing, RCH Suzuki, Yoshimira Suzuki, Pro Circuit Kawasaki, Geico Honda, they have worked with them all. They have riders like Cal Chisholm, <laughs> Ben LeMay, Matt LeMoyne, Ryan Sipes, Brett Metcalf, and many, many more. They have been working behind the scenes with factory riders for over two and a half decades. So here is your chance to join stars of Supercross, Motocross, Arena Cross, GNCC, and FMX by taking advantage of the discount they have going on. If you head over to GutsRacing.com and use the code PulpMX2015, it'll save you some money, save you from having monkey butt. It's win-win. Head over there and check them out, guys. Here on the show, Hope Mech Show presented by BTOSports.com and Fun Racing. Jason Thomas coming up. Secret, secret uh, conversations between the Kiefers. Uh, Ride Engineering, uh, RideEngineering.com. Adrian down there, come on board with us. Triple Clamp sets uh, retail for about 635 bucks, a lot cheaper than a lot of the other brands out there. Any kind of offsets you want, soft and firm cones. Uh, all ride, all the ride engineering clamps are made to flex like stock to not compromise the suspension. And uh, one-piece anti-twist bar mount with eight pinch bolts instead of four keeps the bar straight. And uh, much more braking stuff too. They got a lot of brakes, uh, billet front brake caliper, things like that. RideEngineering.com. And also, and, uh, Adrian texted me today and said, uh, for you live guys here that are listening. Uh, Till midnight tonight, 25% off all products. Oh, my God. What a deal. 25. What a deal. Cyber Monday. That's right. Yo. 
Uh, Vortex Racing, uh, celebrating 20 years of an intelligent race design. Vortex Racing is a leading manufacturer of MX race components. Bars, sprockets, V29, V3, MX Supercross panel bar, 29% stronger in the competition. You ride with confidence knowing that Vortex has put years of research and development into testing these bars. They got uh, brake pads and performance brake lines and uh, V3 oil filters, cycle straps, tie downs. As uh, also two gearing, they got chain and sprockets, uh, Vortex Racing, uh, Yoshimura Suzuki uses them, Babbitt's Kawasaki uses them, and uh, you can email Roger, or email Jake, sorry, email Jake at VortexRacing.com, 40% off, Pulp Mex 15, 40% off, Kiefer, That's at Vortex. That's Vortex huge. makes good stuff. That's so, like a damn sponsorship. Right? That's like, hey, I'm racing pro. That's the shit that I used to get, like, hoping I'd send my resume out and get, like, Dude, yes, 40%. I got I got a Smith goggle deal when I raced pro, uh, and I got five pairs for free. Uh, and I, you would have thought that I was factory Honda. I freaked out. Five stoked. pairs of Smith? That's bitching. This is the uh, Violator days. Remember the Smith Violator? Yes. Yeah, remember that? Remember so, Vents? Goggles? Mm, oh, yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. Those fucking ginormous things. Um, my first sponsor, we're talking about sponsors. My first sponsor ever was Gear Racewear. Oh, yeah, they gave everybody stuff. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you. No, Gear did. Gear did everybody stuff. But look at where I got you. Okay, let's, uh, let's get to the phone lines real quick. And then, uh, yeah, and then we'll, uh, we'll hit Christian, Christian, uh, Christian Craig. Uh, Kate, what, are you there, Kate? Hello. Thank you for calling a Pulp of Mech show. Okay. You, have a, uh, <laughs> you have a question for Chris Kiefer? I do, yeah. Um, I'm really excited about the new Michelin tire, and uh, it's funny because it seems like every time I hear you guys talk about it, it's always prefaced by, uh, oh, well, Michelin, you know, kind of has a bad reputation for this, that, or the next thing. And it's just, I, I've, I'm only been riding about five, six years. That's what I've used, um, or actually the Michelin Starcross uh, MS3 tires for that whole time because my husband's been riding forever, and I mean, that's been his preference. And so I, I just, it was funny to me because I've never really, I don't understand why they'd have a bad reputation before. They didn't have a bad um, rep. Actually, the, and the MS3 that you're talking about was mm-hmm. a good tire for for soft conditions. Right. Everybody did like it. But they've just not been a major player, Kate, in Moto Supercross. And people kind of go, oh, you know, like, nah, nah. And people remember, like, when KTM used them or Suzuki used them back in the day. So it's not so much that, I guess we maybe sell it that way but we shouldn't be selling it that way because Michelin's a sponsor well, here, I'll, I'll give you the honest breakdown okay, truth for me do. like I wasn't a big fan of the old Michelin compared to a Dunlop because the tire's carcass was pretty hard and I wasn't getting a lot of traction I get a lot of life out of the tire but then again mm-hmm. performance was pretty bad so uh, this new tire when I was, was, was helping develop it I was really blown away at how well the performance was and I still you know granted I didn't get as much life as like your MS3, but really good still and comparable to a Dunlop. So for me, it's a cool choice. Like instead of just going straight to buy a new, you know, MX32, I have another choice. Hey, I can go get a Michelin star cross soft or, you know, medium. And, and it actually works to me in some spots better than a Dunlop. So, yeah. Cause we just, I mean, that's the tire we've been using just as an all around tire um, for, I mean, most of what we do, I've tried a couple others, but so I'm excited to try the new one, um, needless to say. But um, I just as far as if you're if we're going from, I mean, I'm used to using the MS3. Mm-hmm. So would it be comparable to use more of the medium compound or would the softer be better? I would. I what, I mean, what, read, what kind of riding are you doing? I'm sorry. Well, we're in Northern California, but we come down 
to SoCal every now and then. But it's, I mean, a lot of it is more sand. It can get hard packed. So, I mean, there's really a broad range. Yeah, the good news is um, soft is really good for, that's where I would, I would run soft everywhere when I'm riding down here. Um, right. I actually prefer the soft pattern versus the medium pattern up myself. So that's what I would run. Okay. Um, that's what I was leaning towards because I feel like ours are, it's, I mean, uh, more of a soft compound, I think. Right. It's awesome that you called in to ask a Michelin tires. It's awesome that you're a female listener of ours. So congratulations. <laughs> you're going to win a set of Michelin Starcross 5s, all right? Yes. And um, <laughs> uh, Gibbs, yeah, Gibbs, awesome. was the, it, Gibbs was the guy picking the winner, and he immediately picked you, Kate. So can you stay on the line, and then uh, we'll get your information, and uh, we'll hook you up with a set of Michelin Starcross 5s. Awesome. Well, thank you, guys. Thanks Have for fun, uh, Kate. the show. And, uh, yeah, Thanks, thank Kate. you. All right, thank you. Mm-hmm. Kiefer. Again, yes. you, I want to congratulate you. About? Broad, hard, soft. That was all brought up in there. And I didn't go for it, And you I? just kept your composure. I think I got my fill last night. <laughs> it's fantastic. I you're, think I'm going to take a day off. You're a new man. <laughs> uh, the people on hold will get to you in a second, but we've got to get to our guest right now. Um, Brought to you by Vortex Racing, uh, Bars and Sprockets. He is uh, going to compete in the 250 Supercross Series this year for Geico Honda. I think he's going to be one of those guys right up there uh, challenging for wins. Uh, can he win the title even? Maybe. Uh, this kid has talent leaking out of his asshole. Um, and uh, he's a fantastic guy, and it's great to have him on the show. Christian Craig, what's up, Craig? How are you? Uh, just, just loving my introduction by you. How's your asshole, man? Dude, you're su- yeah, listen. No, I'm, I'm listen. I'm not blowing you here, but you are such a rider, a nice rider to watch ride. You have so much talent. Your dad's passed it on you. He was the same way, and to watch you ride a bike to me is That's really impressive. cool. It is. Yeah. It is. I hate that. I appreciate it. I mean, you're no Tim Ferry. Like, you know, you're not yeah. on that level, yeah. but it's great. Yeah. No, I know. You can never get there. No, no. Hey, no. by the way, too, like, let's talk about you and Paige, you and your lovely wife, Paige. You guys come up here to Vegas for a little stay, uh, a vacation. You come on the Pulp Show. You're working in Minnesota. You're, you're working at your father-in-law's company. You're, you're telling me how hard it is to get up early to go work. You don't know about coming back. Since that show, co-hosting, your total life has changed for the better. And you are now back to being a motocross superstar. And I like to think the Pulp Show should get a little bit of credit. Yeah, I think you you might have started my the spark, you know, back <laughs> into my racing. So mm-hmm. Yeah, props yeah. to you. But no, it's been good. Yeah, um, been a lot of work. I had a good outdoor season, had some ups and downs, but uh, ended up getting a ride for mm-hmm. 2016 and moved the whole family out to California about oh, five weeks ago now and got a house and you know we're just mm-hmm. uh, just getting used to it and. Riding every day and just getting getting ready for Supercross. Yeah, no, it's gonna be good. East or west? Do we know? Please say you got it. Please say you can just tell us. West. What do you think I should do? West. Well, have you ever done east? No, I've never. Done never, it. right? So, don't you feel like Kiefer, technical rider, lots of skill, taller dude, really could excel in some of those Daytona, uh, ruddy tracks out east. Yeah, no, I, the way he rides, it'd be sick right? to watch him some soft tracks. You know, like, you got to improvise at Daytona because there's braking bumps and shit, and there's, like, right. it's weird and stuff. Like, Christian and it seems just... like you can manual, like, people manual a lot of more stuff back yep. east. There's rollers. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So. East Coast, bro. Do it. <laughs> yeah, make the call of the Rocco and ask them that one. Oh, I'm not calling the Rocco. No, no way. Uh, <gasps> I don't know yet for sure, but <laughs> right. I'm ready for either one. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, so. I'm how, ready right now. How's the so. prep going? How how you doing? Yeah. No, good. it's it's going really good. Uh, I think you know every every rider's going to say that, but uh, I feel really good on the bike, and mm-hmm. I've been doing some long motos. So, yep. uh, you know, it's going to come soon. So, if 
if I'm racing A1, I'll be ready. Yeah, no, fantastic. Vortex Racing, you're bringing Geico Honda's Christian Craig on the show. Um, I got something from you. Yeah, quick. go ahead. This is going to sound bad, but I'm sure a lot of guys are wondering this. We know you're married to Paige, correct? Yeah. And <laughs> the dad is the run, you know, owns the team. They're like, oh, Craig's on the tip. That's why he got the ride. But you watch him ride. You know, have you gotten that at all from anyone? It's like, hey, this is the only Fuck reason it. why you got a ride. Oh, yeah. I get that all the time on Instagram and Twitter. You know, they're all like, he got given that ride. But if you look back, um, I got the ride because Vogel got hurt in the outdoors. Right. I had to pretty much beg for that spot. And they weren't even going to give me it. I just said, give me one day. Fly me out to California and give me one day on the bike. And if you think I'm ready put me out there so mm-hmm. um you know he did, it did help because i had some connections but i proved myself and you know i think that i earned that ride and uh absolutely I'm, I'm gonna do my best to prove that i do deserve to be on that on that team and um you know they're a winning team so i'm hoping to win also yeah, I mean, dude, you got the you got the fill-in spot a little bit through family connections, but then once that happened, if you sucked balls, they were not going to give you a ride. You got no, you got yeah. fourth in Colorado, I think. You you set the fastest time of the day. You uh, had a shitty the next race, and then kind of a lot of us were like, "Oh, here we go." Colorado was just one of those things, and you backed up Colorado with some more great rides. So yeah, you know, like you got a bit of a break, but you absolutely earned it from there. That's the way I look at it. Yeah, and uh, you know and. Once I signed that contract, I ended up getting the podium at Redbud, and I think that you know solidified that I deserve a ride. So, um, mm-hmm. no, I'm happy. I love the team. Everyone's really great at the team. It's uh, I'm there pretty much every day at the shop, and we all gel really well. And Jordan just Jordan Smith just came out here, so mm-hmm. uh, we're gonna get some riding in together and just uh, getting ready. Yeah, cool. I'm excited. How's Larocco, dude? How is he? <laughs> he's awesome dude he's a good guy he's, he's funny uh, people don't know he's really funny but no he is and i'm trying to get him in, him into uh, some mountain biking right now and uh, i'm trying to get him to sign up on strava <laughs> he's <just> not <laughs> taking it but uh he's more of a gym guy and mm-hmm. he's really strong at the gym right yep. i can't you know tell him that but we're trying to get him on some mountain biking and you know we'll get him there but you don't know he's not quite like you yet you know oh you mean strava wise yeah, Strava Steve. You can't KLM's for days over Strava here. Strava Steve was back, and then I jacked my back up, and, and I had to take like a week off because I like really did something to my lower back, probably due He's, to my enormous gut in the front. But fuck, but I'll be back. I'll be back. Seat bounced to like a big G out out in the des. I, yeah. I was coming down a hill, and I'm like, here comes this hole, and I'm like, oh sweet, I made it, and then bam! Uh, who's your mechanic? Uh, it's Derek. He oh, oh yeah, Derek. Yeah. For- Yep. Malcolm last year and right. yeah, so he's good. a good guy. Yeah, I worked is. with him last year in the outdoors for the four Dude. rounds that I did. And, he uh, um, he survived Moto Concepts. He's ready for anything. Like seriously, <laughs> once you work there, you can do anything. Derek, I think which one? Derek. Um, uh, also, too, uh, Christian. So, um, what do you think of Cali? Living back in Cali, I mean, uh, look, Minnesota in the winter wasn't so great, but beautiful out there and a little more normal life. Do you like being back in Cali, or is it one of those kind of things you have to do for your job right yeah definitely it's for my job but uh right now i enjoy being here because i got a picture from my buddy in minnesota and <laughs> there's some icy roads and i'm like i do not miss that right no. now and i got a picture from jeff you know they just got their first big sm- snowfall and i'm like yep i'll mm-hmm. be here so right uh no there's some parts i miss there in the, in the summer you know it's all green and but i belong out here you know for my job and yeah uh, i'm gonna do you know make the best of it How's Pops? You talk to him much? What's good? How's he doing? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
Are you talking about my dad or yeah, or, Mike? Yeah, he's actually Factor we went out to dinner with him tonight. And, oh, cool. Um, I see him at the track sometimes, so yeah, yeah. no, it's good. Um, hey, uh, so one of the reasons we wanted to get you on too was because I, we're <laughs> having Don Maeda on from Transworld. Just came out with this premix video, and you're one of the stars of it, riding a uh, surface Honda CR500. Uh, I forget which track it was, um, but uh, what do you think of that experience? <laughs> I know you mentioned the word vibration twenty times in your interview, <laughs> but how was it? I literally can only last about not even an hour on that bike like we did like three sessions and i was like dude i can't hang on to this thing anymore i'm like did you get enough footage because i like it's hurting my hands and my feet and like everything so um no it was a fun experience uh don called me I, i'm pretty sure i was the last resort to ride it um, <laughs> come on i'm pretty sure you know he called me i'm like yeah for sure that's cool and then later on, you know, I was talking to Steely, and he's like, yeah, you know, I got the call to it, but I was hurt. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's why Don called me. <laughs> so, um, no, no, Don's a good guy, but uh, it was a fun experience, and, you know, the movie turned out really good. And, was, um, maybe there was I'm a motor, glad I lasted on that bike. Maybe so. there was a motor mount loose or something. Like, it shouldn't be that bad, right? Should it? Was, I know, but um, yeah, that thing was fast. Dude, sure. how was it? Yeah, just, I guess, I mean, I used to race 500. That's how old I am. Um, but they're gnarly. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how they used to hang on to them. I tried to ride it like, uh, like a one twenty five or a two fifty. I kind of no, you it can't. At first. You can't. And, yeah. Oof. Yeah, and Don was like, "You gotta shift that thing." So I shifted one more gear, and I could barely hang on. <laughs> like it pulled me wherever I wanted to go. I'm like, and then I ended up falling and tipping in a corner. I'm like, this yeah. thing is just crazy. Yeah. Like, but it was fun. You know, it's cool to ride that kind of bike and yeah. see what those what those people rode back in the day. Dude, your team manager was a two-time yeah. champion of that thing, or at least one time anyways. I yeah. I know. I used so. to come into turns. You'd come into turns like in second, kind of coming out of a turn, grab third to hit the corner. Like you're not shifting down. You grab third to like motor <laughs> through the corner. You know what I mean? Like it was not. It pulls forever. Yeah, yeah. It's just a different type of riding. And then obviously an aluminum chassis too. I, Dude, I'm, vibration right there. I'm, oh. I've always said like those things are, those project bikes are cool putting them in aluminum frames but guess what folks those those frames are designed for dude they're not designed for a two-stroke yep that kind of horsepower they're just not it was made less vibration in the steel frame than those things oh yeah yeah oh yeah they didn't vibrate that bad right like christian was saying it was pretty normal yeah, you guys see that bike on uh instagram a couple of weeks ago the broken half out of milestone yeah, the oh, yeah. yeah i saw that, that I, 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 I don't know it. what it was yeah. that thing was in half so. Yeah, I reposted it. Um, it was. It got a ton of likes. I felt. What's bad it for. like to whip that thing? Because you laid it over pretty sick. Yeah, you can whip it coming off the lip, but once you like you rev it to bring it back, it comes back too fast. <laughs> so <laughs> it took me a while. I'm like, whoa, you know, I get a little sketchy, but at the end of the day, I got I got you know pretty comfortable on it. But you um, must have um, only had 80 cc two stroke experience, right? Uh, yeah, I rode a 125 two stroke, but I never raced it. Um, yeah, pretty much 85. I was yeah. 150. Right. Oh yeah, it. you you had your 160. You were gonna. We talked that we debated about you making the field at Millville, and then we decided I was nuts, and you were absolutely. Gonna I was qualify. gonna do it. Right, but right, right. Oh right. five or or oh eight or later. Mm-hmm. Bike wouldn't is not allowed. So I had like a oh six or right. seven. How's uh how's dad life? How's that going? Good. He's uh he's running around now. Yeah. Um, in the house screaming, playing in his playroom. <laughs> Got Paige chasing him around, so um, no, it's fun. It's 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 cool to uh, watch him grow, and yeah. Uh, now he's he. I sit him on my dirt bike, and he makes the sound. It's pretty no, funny. No so, way! Oh man, you're um, you're done. <laughs> Football. No, he'll have a dirt bike when he gets older if he wants, and right. I'm not going to force anything, but you know they are fun to ride. So 
Um, up for it. You'll have some fun. We know you quit on that. Well, not quit. Kind of forcefully, kind of went back east and and did your own thing and got a job and just lived, you know, lived the normal life. Now that you're back into riding, you have a full time ride. You have a job. What has it done for your mental aspect now? Did, do you think leaving the sport for a little bit and getting a real job has helped you now? Uh, for sure. Um, I got to see the different side of not racing motocross. You know, I grew up, a bunch of kids grew up doing it. That's all they know. So um, what a lot of, you know, the young guys in the pro class don't know is the real work. And so I got to uh, experience that, and there were some tough times, but, I'm glad that I did that now that I look back and I let my body heal, which was the biggest thing. So, uh, no, I think that helped my confidence. It helped, you know, my, my mind game when I'm on the line that, you know, I, it makes me work harder when I'm training and makes me ride harder. So, uh, I think I'm a different person on the dirt bike now for sure. Well, we, we said this too, Mm -hmm. like we were, um, I was saying like, we need to do this thing where, if guys are struggling, yeah, go get a job for a bit. Yeah, we we ship them off. I we make money, so you give us the rider. You know, send us your stroops, send us your izzies. We'll find a spot for. We him. can't handle that shit. We'll too. find a spot for him for six months at a Seven Eleven working graveyard shift. They got to put six months in, and then we go back to him and go, "What do you think about being a pro supercrosser?" Right. And they go, "Oh my god, oh my god!" Like I'll do it. It it, uh, it definitely opens your eyes. You know, when you're when I when I was out working, I'm like, you know what when I was racing and I was complaining about training or doing too many laps. Now that I look at it, mm-hmm. that was fun. Right. You know? so yeah. Now when I go ride and I have to do two twenties, like I'm fine with that. Like, Oh, I'm, <laughs> this is going to be fun. I get to ride a dirt bike today for a job. And, yeah. um, you know, when I go train, I went mountain biking today. Like at times I'm hurting. I'm like, gosh, this sucks. This sucks. But then I got to think, no, oh, this is fun. Like this is your job and you got to enjoy it while you can. So, mm-hmm. um, I'm doing every minute. It's uh, the team you ride for right now. So Preston did the same thing, dude. So just think about this. Travis went and got a job, you know, for six, seven months, you know, grinding slag off welds, and then went back to riding, won a championship with your team that you're riding on right now. Yeah, so, he did, yeah. Well, he won the yeah. lottery, too. He won the lottery, Well, he won too. 10 grand to buy two bikes. Right, and then, yeah. right, right. Yeah, they actually said that right after one of the races. They're like, you know, Travis actually did this, and he got a ride after quitting, and uh, when it won a championship the next year. So mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, that's the I plan. Hope I can do that also. Yeah. yeah, that'll be awesome, man. Well, hey, uh, Christian, thank you for coming on the show, man. I really appreciate. it. I want to get an update on 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 how how you're doing the uh, the premix video and everything else. I, uh, East Coast. I'll, I'll tell Jeff. I'll text Jeff yeah. right now. Tell you tell him East Coast. <laughs> Kiefer, right. I think that that's where you're going to be better at. And um, yeah, man, thanks for coming on the show. Yeah. Hey, how was your guys' night last night? Whew. Oh, yeah. like a big night, dude! It was a big night. It was very expensive between the gambling and the women. The botchery. Yeah. Um, How was the gambling? Gambling was not good. Gambling did not go well. Pookie took a hundred dollars and just I don't know where it went. Wrapped the roulette. That's where it went. Kiefer and I sat down at blackjack on fifteen dollar minimum, and I had a whole bunch of elevens that I doubled down on. None of them paid off. Uh-oh. So that was rough. Uh-oh. Kiefer lost money, and then we yeah. went to this place where these girls take their clothes off. We lost more money there. <laughs> right. It was it wasn't good. Yeah, it was. Um, uh, it's, it's a used car sales lot for women. So just be careful, man. <laughs> it's Vegas, Christian. Vegas, man. It's, it's I know. No, I went when I was there at the Monster Cup. I lost some money gambling, and 
Um, at the time, you just want to keep gambling and try, you think you're going to make it back. Yeah, yeah. You don't. Well, and then, too, like $15 minimums, and I'm betting, I'm getting 11s, and I'm like, boom, boom. Like, I double yeah. every 11, and I'm just like, you know. Have, have you been to a Strizzy, Christian? A what? Strip club. Uh, I think back when I was when I turned 18. Until you've been one like time. That was a cool thing, right when you turn 18. Right. And did you get so. suckered? At, did you get suckered? What into a lap dance? Or yeah, something? and they suck you in. Like, hey, twenty no. bucks. No, because I didn't have any money. Okay. <laughs> the cover fee where you go in and sit in the back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, you're just young and you're like, yeah. Right. Yeah, no. My when you get married and your wife doesn't mind going, then it gets a little expensive. <laughs> but um, you know, I was actually impressed with Kiefer. Around two thirty in the morning, he played the part of like, dude, it's over. Like, yeah, let's just go. I'm like, hey, Kiefer, what do you think of this deal that this girl is offering me? And, and Kiefer's like, no. I think we're good. We're good. Don't do it. Don't spend money, which is really impressive by Kiefer for doing that. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy. Idea. So, uh, thanks, buddy. Thank you for coming on. Yeah. Good luck this right, year. I'm sure we'll touch we'll touch base at some point. Thanks again. All right. See, see you, Christian. Guys. All right. See you, Christian Craig. Everybody, Geico Honda on the Pulp Mech Show, presented by BTOSports.com and Fly Racing. Let's take a couple of calls here, and then we'll get JT. Uh, he's on the line. Daniel, what's going on, man? How are you? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? Good. Tonight? Thanks for waiting on hold. What's your question? Um, I just wanted to ask, I read your write-up on the 1110 Mods team yeah. last week. Thank you. And that was, first off, that was an incredible piece. My question was, is um, how often does that, does that kind of scenario really play out with these non-factory-supported teams? Is it once in a great while, or is it just more than the public sees? Well, it's definitely more than the public sees. I mean, there's a lot of teams out there that, I mean, I was on some of them. You go in these beautiful trucks they have, you open their listas, and there's no parts. <laughs> there's, there's nothing in there. Like, these teams just don't have the budget. They don't go. But having said that, 1110, I believe, someone could correct me, is the only team that I know of with, like, number, riders that had national numbers that failed to show up at three races. Like, riders were there, flew in waiting for the team, and the team did not show or showed up too late to race. So, like, there was a sense of, like, that was and, – and honestly, uh, Daniel, like, uh, I like Chad Sander. He, he, he's a friend of mine, or maybe used to be. I heard he's not <laughs> he happy. Was. He's not happy. But, like, Phil and Alex and even Nate, these guys, we all know these kind of things behind the scenes of what was going on. And I wanted to capture – not to bag on Chad because he has his reasons for what happened. Sponsorship money probably didn't come through. He was trying to do it all. But I really thought, like, whoever saw Filthy Phil on a basically factory Yamaha, yeah. Alex Martin on factory Yamaha, when these guys were literally not being able to show up race because their team wouldn't show up or bikes would blow up constantly. Like, whoever thought we'd see these dudes, right? So... I just think it's an amazing story that those guys made something of themselves, and Nate and Billy are at the fact they're at the factory level as mechanics. So I kind of wanted to just capture that. Unfortunately, Chad wasn't too pumped. But I remember the well, bikes being pretty good though when they stayed together. When they stayed together, they, they were, were fast, good. Durham yeah. put in some good rides. Right. Yeah. And I read some stuff on the forums, you know, like Vital, and everyone was like, "Oh, it's a low blow." It, it's Santa and all that. And I didn't, I didn't take it like that way at all. I took it as, I mean, how many riders? would have just thrown in the towel and said enough is enough and we just give up. And those two just gutted well, it out you. and really are a success story. To and me, even to the, the mechanics who had it worse than the riders, thank you for saying that. That's exactly what I, want, what I wanted to get through that in that piece. But unfortunately, in this fucked up world we live in now, like you can't – like that's all the truth. Those four guys, 
what they told in that story was exactly what happened. They all backed each other up. And unfortunately, the truth hurts sometimes, but it's a great story. And, you know, people get pissed or whatever. And, 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 you know, and whatever. Like, it turned into this huge thing on Facebook where somehow Davy Coombs started getting bashed from people who know Chad and everything else. And I texted Chad. He never got back to me. Didn't want to speak. Didn't want to tell me some of these stories. I didn't really want Chad in the story as a main player, but I did want to get him to comment. And I did want to get him to back up a few incidents. But, I mean, he had, you know, everything in there is the truth. And it's more to celebrate Martin, those four guys, than it is to bash on Chad. Chad has reasons for not going through and whatever. But, yeah, thank you for saying that. This is exactly what I wanted to get through. Those four dudes deserve golf claps for never giving up. Well, and the truth is always appreciated. So keep up the great work, Steve. Thank you. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thanks, Daniel. Have a good night. All right, you too. Uh, Dave, what's going on? You got a truck driver question? Yeah, I uh, was just listening to Tony Blazer uh, podcast, and uh, you asked him about some uh, people you know that you can interview. And uh, what about some of the iconic truck drivers that have been with these teams for years and years and years? I'm sure they've you know seen some crazy stuff, maybe been put in situations that are pretty crazy, or just the success stories of driving those rigs all around the country. You know, I mean, from I've got to imagine, you know, some of them might have broke down with all the bikes and gear and everything in there. And, you know, they got to figure out how to get to the race across the country in, you know, a week and a half. Yeah, so I, no, these guys, are they, they they bust their asses for sure. I, I don't know of any, quote-unquote, iconic truck drivers. Right, because they're still around. What about but, Big B? Yeah, Big B would be one guy that's, you know, seen it all through the McGrath era, and I he was actually my truck driver for, for a couple of years. Um, he'd be good. The problem is, is you know, some of these guys, they don't want to say everything, you know what I mean? So Some stuff they can't well, say. Yeah, yeah exactly. Dirt. You know, so. no, no, yeah. Not necessarily the dirt on the team, but, you no, know, yeah. like, I, I drive for a living, and, you know, I think it's crazy shit on the road. And, right. And Lot lizards, bro. Yeah, some fucking crazy lot litters. I don't like when you guys drive side by side and I can't fucking pass you. It's oh, bullshit. I, I hate you, mother. No, hey, those, for doing are, that. those are Durka Durkas that don't know how to do uh, 60 miles an hour. Those are the idiots that I. They piss me off, too, so it's all good. But what? hey, um, what about a, that Chad Sanger guy? Wait, does he still have that company anymore? Or is it, is uh, it I think it's more like a backyard kind of deal. Yeah, yeah. I don't know exactly what he's doing, so I'm not really sure. I think there's still some um, guys on. on on vital and if they can be believed or not that they still waiting for some money from Chad for services they purchased. So I don't really know what's going on, but yeah, I see that. But Coombs, Davey, yeah. Davey Coombs is going to call Chad and, and, and talk to him this week on racer X online. And you know, he got back to Davey and he wanted to talk about his, his role in the team and all that. So I look forward to reading that. Well, thank you for uh, once again, bringing, shedding some light to some crazy situations. I've always wondered what happened with that team. You know, I was at a local level and right. I remember seeing, the you know eleven ten mod stuff popping up everywhere and I was like wow you know it right. seemed like a pretty cool company but yeah no no they, at their time they did great things for sure I mean I was I look at it like a triple X I was at Moto Triple X Alan Brown Jordan Burns and these guys they had riders that beat factory dudes on bikes that you could just put together and they had, you know and I worked for Nick and he was top privateer like they did some cool things as a privateer team as did eleven ten but um right on. Other, uh, you yeah know, yeah so all right thanks man appreciate it later. Jason Thomas, welcome to the show. Appreciate it. Are you going to do that? I can do what? Introduce Jason Thomas. All right. On the phone now is JT Money. That's right. 
Should I go to the main stage, or where am I? You are on the main stage right now. First of all, JT, before we get too far into it, Fly Racing Zone, Jason Thomas. Dom is in studio here, JT. I don't think you've ever met Fly gear, best out there, I don't think you've met Dom, but Dom's uh, intern here at Pulp What's up, JT? Do you guys know each other? Have you met? We uh, We have spoken. We have not met. You're right. Okay. All right. So Dom just did a 250 shootout for Kiefer at Dirt Rider Magazine. Just... What, right. A month ago, whatever. Yeah, a little bit. And JT, you helped out with the 450 shootout, correct? I did. I did. Okay. Well, guess what, JT? I just got the new dirt rider handed to me before the show <laughs> with the 450 shootout in it that you took place. Mm-hmm. A whole day of riding. Right. You know, you're an ex uh, top privateer in the sport, raced at a high, high, high level for a hundred years. Um, there's a magazine with the 450 shootout. You have your face photo, and that is it. There are no photos of you on a motorcycle. There's no rankings of yours. There's nothing in it besides, like, hey, this jerk-off the took place. Rank- his rankings are in there. This jerk-off took place in this shootout. This is what you have to look forward to, Dom. So I'm just want to give you a heads up. So once again, <laughs> Kiefer, Jesus. Kiefer has Thanks, fucked Kiefer. you over. Thanks, no. Thanks Kiefer. Kiefer has Damn. fucked you over, JT. I didn't DV him. You I didn't, didn't DV him. Just like DV. Nope. The program, you guys know the program. Jason's headshots in there. His results are in there. His he opinion. says I'm the Rudy of motocross. I put your quote way. in the Rudy of motocross. <laughs> I like I'm, that. I'm yeah. sure you can appreciate that. <laughs> and listen, I, I'm I'm more than fine with how it turned out. I, I have no ego egotistical agenda for doing. That. I thought it was awesome. I had a great time. Yeah, I, but, I could care less. Okay, how much no, photo, no, photo opportunity. No, I know I was you're getting. not upset, and DV wasn't upset either. DV called himself a washed up has been, and nobody cares. <laughs> but I'm trying to help Dirt Rider Magazine out with some credibility here because you have credibility, JT, as a tester. Uh, David Villeman has credibility as a Absolutely. tester. Absolutely. Okay? And yep. you just fuck these guys. You Let's bang get... them over no. like last night at a strip club and you bang them. I didn't fuck them like well, I would... in the drive-thru. I didn't do it. I would be much more concerned with some of the other results that I saw. Because I have no idea what bike they rode. Maybe they got confused when they put their results down. Like, oh, maybe they thought I was on a different bike. Oh, I agree with some of them too. Yeah, right. What happened? Why are you screwing these no, pro riders over? JT didn't come for the photo day. He knew. I already gave him a fucking heads up. He knows about it. I told how him. How hard is it to I'm take not worried a, about that. How hard is it to take a photo of him in his fly gear? Like, he's he, down there for fly. Calm down. He's down there for fly. Everybody calm the fuck down. They post down. stuff on social media. It's fine. Everybody everybody, calm down. Okay, why, listen why to so this. Mad about this. Next thing? issue, which is the April issue. I'm calling sh- Dennison. I'm there's calling gonna Dennison. Be, I'm going to get you in trouble. There's going to be Dennison. a huge two-page interview with JT Money, sideways with JT Money, with all these wow. fucking pictures that you're listen talking about this. that didn't happen. You couldn't put a photo of his... They're, they're going to be in there. All those great Glen Helen shots, those bangers that JT did out of Glen <laughs> Helen are going to be in the April issue. But your shootout where you pick the best bikes. Right. Like people, I would want to read Villaman and JT's opinion. JT's, I a, read JT's that. results are in there. I want to see JT riding one of in these action. fucking bikes, and I want to see what JT thinks, and I want to hear more about JT. Like I want to hear more about David Villaman. You got Villaman out for the first time in 18 years out on a bike at sunrise. <laughs> that is true. So and you just fucked. I them. agree with you. I think we dropped the ball on DV so a little that bit. That being said, what does it, you're fucked on. What you're does fucked. it take to get inside the photos? Ooh. No, you're fucked. You're fucked. Yeah, oh, you're I, knew that, I knew that going in guess, also. Hey, guess who's the first photo in the shootout when you turn the page? Well, definitely not me. Fucking Kiefer. Yeah. <laughs> Check me out. Fucking 120. He's the new Jimmy Lewis. Oh, 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 that fucking hurts. That <laughs> is 
that hurts me. <laughs> Lucky um, Lewis. That hurts me. Like, seriously, jab, JT. Jab, JT takes so much, like, time to fly down. And I, and I did. I made sure it went right for him. He's going mean, to get more out of this than he is going to get one fucking photo of him on a KTM 450. Use these people, dude. Don't use fucking bumfuck George from bumfuck High Desert Results. Use JT. I would love to use JT for photos, but JT wasn't around for photos. He was only around for this. Okay, well, you just said that the next issue is going to have photos of <laughs> JT, JT, so apparently there on. are photos of JT. But by the time he goes to the... Okay, t- you know what? We're not doing any more tests for Dirt Rider. <laughs> Let me finish. We're not doing any more. <laughs> we, we are not doing any more tests I don't for like, Dirt Rider. I don't like your agent there, JT. I don't like him. Gargoyles. Back Gargoyles. to your crypto, buddy. <sighs> Fuck Kiefer. You're getting really worked up about this. Anyway, let me for the fans out there... The art director already has the photos by the time the test starts. So he starts rummaging through photos that we had a special day for already. So it's not like we can magically just fucking get JT at Glen Helen and mix the photos up again. Why? Because that's just how we roll. That's how how it's done. The process, I guess. Maybe you can ask. You're fucked on. I know. You just wasted a whole day. I know. I definitely didn't. (laughs) You did. You're you're fucked. (laughs) So anyway, okay, moving on. JT, how you doing? I'm all right. I'm all right. I appreciate Matt's, you know, going to bat for me, but I, I seriously have no problem with that. I thought it was. Thought you it was should funny. have heard him earlier. This is nothing, so this is good. I just, I, I don't know why Dirt Rider continues to just screw over all my friends. That's all. <laughs> it's your fault, Steve. Somehow. Yeah. Breathe. Move on. I can't, I can't say though, like I, like I said earlier, I seriously was shocked at some of the results. Like what? a lot of them, I could, I could understand. Like, I'm like, yeah, I, I can get that. Like, it may not be my exact opinion, but I see where you're coming from. And other ones, I'm just like, what? Were you shocked at the overall result? Uh, no, I wasn't. Okay. I, I was fairly close to that, I, and I can totally understand why, you know, the overall results were that way. Right. Um, but just some of the individual ones, I was just mind-blown. Like, no. I couldn't believe it. That, yeah, that's the different styles of riders and skill levels. So Right. 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 I do have a question, but, Kiefer. Yeah. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. Obviously, the Yamaha one. Uh-huh. Um, but you're on all three photos. Four. Sorry, there's four photos of mm, you shocker. on the Yamaha. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, that, How many photos are you in here? Honestly, Total. that has we pick right. Like We go off of gear and bike. Have so, you not seen his business card? Right. So you're saying JT's gear sucked. So no. So what I'm saying is when we all get it's there for up. photo day, everyone gets their gear on, and we match the gear color with the bike. So everybody has that's how they're assigned a bike. And I just so happened to have been on the Yamaha. That's how the gear colors worked. So if I was on a Suzuki, I would have got one page. And the page numbers are already assigned per bike. If, if the bi- if, let's say, if Honda won, it would have got more pages than the second or third place bike. So that's a coincidence. And the 250F shootout's the same way. Like we're, done. we're done. We're I'm done. Not on, on, we're, I'm done. Not on, we're done with Dirt Rider. I'm not on the, the winning bike. We're so. done. We're done. You had Adam's brother on the Husky. So. I, like it. I really like you on the show. Thank you. You're allowed to stay on as co-host. Thank you. But we are done doing deals with you. Really? And doing Dirt Next Rider year, deals. I want someone else. Who, who can I get? I'm not done. Yeah. You're done. No, JT is done. The next time we're, we're done. getting JT's getting in the photo loop. This is complete bullshit. <laughs> well, let's get you in the photo loop. How's that? Do you have sort of like yeah, a huskier rider, like a little you if, know? If you would get your ass on a bike, I would have you out there. I got a photo in a magazine once, and Pingree called me Santa Claus. I had red moose gear on. <laughs> Pingree was like, "Who's Santa?" So, how's things at Fly Racing, JT? Uh, good man. It's. Uh, nothing too crazy. I mean, it's always you know kind of business as usual. But is it calming? Good. Is it calming down a little bit, or are you still busy processing Tits's order? 
no, it's good. We're, you okay. know, it's Christmas season, so being Black Friday and Cyber Monday and all the ridiculous buzzwords that are out there, right. it's, uh, it's definitely busy. But, um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's a good time of year for business for sure. What do you make of the results from down under? Um, I was kind of what I expected. You know, I think uh, Chad is good in that element. That's what he grew up racing is races like that. And, um, yeah, it's, it's pretty much what I expected, to be honest with you. You know, I think I think the James thing would have been interesting to watch. Uh, but once he kind of pulled out, I didn't really think that Cooper would be better than Chad kind of in his element like that. Uh, so, yeah, I was, you know, I was, I was a little bummed to see Gavin Faith have a big get-off like that. But the rest oh. of it was kind of kind of to be expected. Now, Kiefer said Faith scrubbed and clipped the finish line uh, structure. I didn't. I guess. Yeah, I couldn't really see that. I just saw him in a kind of an endo, but I, I yeah. assumed it was the scrub gone bad, but right. I didn't see. I remember it was a metal ramp. So one of the guys that was, oh, it was there. A metal ramp. It was a metal lip. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So one of the guys that was there, I guess, um, said he scrubbed it, and it just barely caught the peg and just kind of pitched him like in an endo. Uh, yeah, it certainly appeared that way. Uh, by the way, we gave away, courtesy of Max down there at Fly Racing, um, we gave away a set of uh, Fly Evo gear, um, pants, jersey, gloves, Evo uh, line of gear, and we had 238 entries. Pookie ran some sort of janky uh, random number thing program on the internet, and the email of number 180 won the uh, Fly Evo gear, so I'll look that up uh, during the commercial break, but number 180 wins the set of Fly Evo gear, and we also given away an Andrew Short signed jersey tonight, JT. Sick. Yeah, we're uh, just – I had, had a couple extra. Um, you know, yeah, I use most of them for dealer engagements yeah, and stuff like that. Sure. But I wanted to give one away, and then uh, whoever wins it, if you were at a race, uh, whatever race I'm at, I, you know, I need to be there to help. But I'll uh, I'll get it signed for you. Okay. Get out, if I'll get Moser drag Andrew, I'll trot him out there like a, you know, a circuit clown um, and have him sign it for you. Hey, Corey Moser is not eligible, yeah, correct? he cannot win that right? jersey. No, Moser's out. Okay. He's like a part of the like. He's like a radio. You know, if they do radio giveaways, the people that work there can't win. Right, right. Sorry, Sorry, this guy right here. So let's do the giveaway of Andrew Short signed fly jersey. Uh, just again, email contest at pulpamexshow dot com. We'll just do that contest at pulpamexshow dot com. Put Andrew Short jersey uh, in the uh, subject line, and we will uh, draw a number. Or you know what? No, put Dirt Rider sucks in the subject line. Oh, Jesus, um, and we will uh, we'll, we'll pick the draw. Hate mail. You do. Kiefer, like, Hate, are like, you still going? We're buddies. We're bros. But you just We're still going. fuck you. I can't. Your show, I can't Memphis. wait for the. Uh, I can't wait for the uh, Travis Preston comes out and tests the bikes and it never appears in the issue. It's that will for sure happen because he's a <laughs> Yamaha guy, so that's not, definitely not going to happen. Uh, poor JT. Poor Dom. Poor DV. <laughs> just after. I'm just pumped that my name's in that mix. There you go. Thank See? you, JT. Yep. <laughs> Um. Uh. So yeah, the down under thing. What do we know about Chad? Anything? I mean, we, we know a lot about Chad. But yeah, did, he's at thirty three. Um, Scorpio. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lame. Um. What What do you think he's gonna do? I just like he's gonna put a Yamaha underneath a existing team, right? Or do you think Yami pulls out this semi and makes it happen? I don't know, man. I honestly think that he has exhausted every option, mm. and I think there are probably possibilities, you know. But I think. I really think that he's kind of leaving no stone unturned and knowing him very well. He's, he always wants to seek out and search out every possibility, which I'm sure you've come across with him testing is just like everything you can possibly come up with. He wants to know about it or learn about it or try it. So I think he's, he's doing that. And you know, it's, it's tough because I think everybody goes through this. Um, you know, I, I know I did on a lesser scale, obviously, um, you know, 
different kind of uh, scope of a career, but I think everybody does where, you know, age catches up with you and your value starts to come down as far as what people are willing to invest in you. Uh, because a lot of these teams, you know, they, they don't, they don't necessarily look at one year as being a, a valid investment. You know, it, it yeah. takes time to brand somebody and mm-hmm. to get people to even realize that you're, you know, using that product or um, supporting that brand. So for him, they kind of know it's it's coming to an end here. So I think everyone's scared to spend a lot of money. Um, even if even if he can go out and win races, I, I think it's still like, man, you know, do we want to invest a lot? You know, he, he's only going to do Supercross. And unfortunately, I think that's that's a big part of his struggle. Uh, you know, and I don't necessarily think that's fair, but I just think that's reality with our sport. How is my 2017 Supercross season not going to include Nick Way and Chad Reed? Like, seriously. Is 16 going to include Nick What Way did I say? 17? Yeah. You got me rattled, Kiefer. <laughs> Fuck. Well, I think 16 is going to include both of them. Oh, do you think so? Okay. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Both, of, both of them are going to be out there. Those right are the now. last two guys that raced when I was a mechanic, bro. That's it. Those two guys remember yeah. me in the trenches with the clear glasses. Mm. Once they're gone, I'm just this tubby fucking media guy that never nobody likes. Yeah. You know? I think seventeen. I think seventeen. You're probably asked, but I think yeah. you're good for sixteen. I, I got seventeen on the ways on the mind because it was seventeen ways a dirt rider fucked you over, and so that's what I have it on the mind. <laughs> Sixty shades of getting fucked over. By dirt hey, Fifty riders. Shades of Grey's on HBO right now. Oh no, it's good. Yeah, it's a fantastic movie. You Those... should have watched that before the strip club last night. Oh, I saw, no, how pre-game. do you think I pre-gamed it, dude? Oh, this is pre-game. <laughs> I seriously can't believe you told us you pre-game before a strip club. Dude, everyone pre-games. You got to pre-game before a lot of stuff, dude. So uh, maybe you're the only one that doesn't. And then uh, that's why you're so we cloudy. Had to, we had to watch the Broncos game before the strip club. Okay, <laughs> NFAB, NFAB question of the day for the finest truck money accessories can buy. NFAB has you covered from step systems, light mounting solutions to bumpers and Jeep gear. N-Fab.com, built in Houston, Texas. Of course, NFAB, big part of the JGR guys with filthy Barsha and Pike. And we'll do it right now. The NFAB question of the day. Go to n-fab.com, bitches, and get some deals on uh, some truck parts. Um, all right, Kiefer, I gave you one job tonight. Uh, come it. up, come up with the n-fab question of the day. Uh, let's hear it. What do you got? You let us into it. So, I did. Yep. Um, will Chad Reed? Obviously, will Chad Reed? What tent will he be under? And will he win a Supercross next year? If we had to guess, I am gonna go star, and yes. One win. I'm going to say it. factory truck. Okay. By himself? Yes. Agreed. And yes, win. JT? Oh, man. What truck? That's tough. I think I'm going to say... I'm going to say... A truck we've, we haven't ever seen before. I think it'll be some box van type motorhome like Rocco did with Jack in the Box or something. Dan Truman's pickup truck, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) I just think uh, I think there's too many complications, like the the Rockstar Monster thing, to put him under that truck. I just think there's a lot of Mm -hmm. things working against that particular program. I think JGR is possible. No, Um, no, I don't think that's possible at all. I really don't. I don't know. I talked to those well, guys. Well, there a lot. was there was an offer at one point, so Oh, I don't know. Jerk off. Uh, I think you're getting it from one side. Do you think he's ridden that bike, JT? Uh the JGR bike guy, I doubt it. I uh, doubt it. Yeah, I don't I don't think so. My people at JGR um, are like telling me, No way. Never gonna happen. Yes, we talked about it. Yes, it got brought up, but no way. 
So yes, like, we talked about it, but you're to so see you're saying that I'm getting it from one side, but your well, your side is saying yes, we talked about it. Well, like there was discussions about it, but no. No, no way. You know what I mean? Okay, well, I think you're, yeah, I, I may, okay, maybe it's not going to happen now, but to say, like, that there was right. never, you know, possibilities, I think a little bit far-fetched, but uh, I don't know, man. I don't... Dude, would he spend the money to put, like, a fun mover on the road for himself? I don't think so. Right, I, I don't know. No. I don't know. I mean, I don't think it's going to be his money, you know, and that that's not going to happen, but um, I don't know, man. It's getting late, and I don't see any, you know, Dude. crystal clear answers. Dude, so. it's really late right now. How sick would it be if, if he didn't like he if he just did like he said just showed up in a in a normal truck for Anaheim because the shit wasn't correct yet? No, he can't. And he, and he and he killed it. I think if we look at Monster Cup, he showed up in the Yamaha rig by himself. Granted, we're right down the road from California where the factory is, but I really feel Yamaha's got a lot of momentum behind him right now with their bikes. The 251st now, the 450 winning shootouts. Uh, and I think they're going to do everything it takes to but they're blast not. No, them. They don't have the money. They're not going to spend the money. Like They That's, have already made that very clear. Those jerk-offs, okay, and I know the managers at Yamaha. I work there. Okay, You don't think they'll do it? No. No. Those no. guys, I don't know what's going on. I don't think they have the money, and they're like hiding but it from accounting, Chad. Accounting, accounting makes all the rules. So yeah. Accounting says we're not paying you. You're not going. Like that's it's but what about really just the rig? Hey, that. we're going to lend you yeah. the rig for the rounds here to be this, in it. At this point, but then what? What happens when it goes right, east? That's what I'm saying. What happens when it goes east? Because like, if you think about it from Reed's perspective, he just kind of got out of that ownership perspective of spending money left and right. So maybe this is his chance of saying, you know what? Give me what you can. I re- I just want to go out I, and save. I don't, my own personal pennies at this point. The accounting and the marketing people at Yamaha are dropping the ball here. They need to pay Shane Drew's salary and a truck driver and diesel and fucking get the thing on the road oh. and have Chad there and let Chad keep all the money from his gear, all the monster money, give him all the bikes and parts he needs, which is no problem. If they were smart, no and, doubt. And that's what they do. And then Chad run, runs into a managing role if they come back further. But I talked to some people at Monster that are like, dude, we tried to talk to Yamaha. They're nuts. And now, of course, I'm yeah, only getting one side. Too much money. I'm only getting one side, so I'm not getting both sides. That's crazy. I you, know what, you know what I think I think may happen? And I, I seriously and, and can honestly say I haven't talked to Chad about this one one word of it. I, haven't, I have not spoken to Chad about any of this, which is kind of crazy, but I really haven't. Um, I think if he put together some sort of just like a fun mover type thing, and if Yamaha helped him with, with bikes and technology and all that, he could do it pretty cheap. It's just, is he willing to do it that way? Because that's what he wasn't willing to do before. He wanted a chassis guy and he wanted this. You know what I mean? Right, yeah, yeah. That's where all the overhead came in. I just don't know what he's willing to do. How is he willing to do it? Because there's options. I think Monster's willing to pay him X amount. I, you know, he has, obviously has gear deals and all that stuff. Uh, I, you know, I, I think 360 fly with Peter Adderton, those guys are willing to pay him, you know, a, a decent amount of money to, to go racing too. It's just, is he willing to do it on the level that he may have to? I, I don't know. I, I think you know, that's, that's what it's coming down to. Well, don't do anything with Dirt Rider. Whatever Chad does. <laughs> we'll help him. We'll put him in the mag. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> All right, everybody. Let's go on to the X-Brand Goggles uh, tear-off segment. Let's do it. It's the X-Brand tear-off segment. 15-second rapid-fire Q&A. Rapid-fire. 
xbrandgoggles.com eksbrand.com the goggle of choice of champions everywhere Chris Kiefer is wearing the X-Brand goggles uh, in the new Dirt Rider magazine that he's effing over JT on uh, fantastic <laughs> goggle Jesus. company the zip offs they got a quick easy tear off uh, ramp system where you can only pull one at a time because oh, yeah. guys like you Kiefer like, that's I the, do like three the, sometimes do you? I was yeah. going to say you're one JT you the biggest skill you guys have not jumping quads not jumping triples but pulling one fucking tear off at a time because I could never do it laminated issues man I could never do it those things as are a so racer. flimsy yeah. I didn't have laminates when I raced did they have no, laminates no, no. when did laminates la- come around six, five years five ago five, six years ago yeah what's that JT laminates are way tougher they're way hard and when did laminates come around though five six years ago no yeah. no earlier than that earlier no, than like that. maybe oh eight well, that's oh, six seven, years eight. Ago. Six, eight years. <laughs> yeah, Tom, um, you idiot. You're so fucking wrong. Um, yeah. No, because you know what? Carmichael was running laminates because remember he flipped off Paggio. I uh, remember X Brand was. That would have been 06, 07. That's X Brand was out of laminates uh, one time where I, I got to be. Uh, uh, I had to be like um, scarce with them, sparse with them. And I had to give a couple guys regular tariffs for practice. Oh, man. You would have thought that I was asking him to color in their lens black. I'm oh, like, it's pretty tough, man. I'm like, bro, McGrath won <laughs> Supercross titles with these on them right here. You're fine mm-hmm. for for practice for They're four like, or no five. Way. You know, I know I mean, they had him in 08 because I ran X brand and we ran out of laminates and had to run Oakley's one moto. And then you never came back. True. <laughs> Thanks, JT. It was the same frame, so it was pretty easy. Asshole. Uh, X-Brand Goggles, Chisholm, Way, Tickle, Resland, Norin. Uh, Sutherland. Sutherland. Brabeck. Ricky Brabeck. Yeah. Just some of the great, incredible athletes that were X-Brand, EKSBrand.com. Rich Goggles. Taylor. Rich Taylor was X-Brand, too. He loves them. And uh, we uh, use the code PulpMX15 when you're checking out to save some money on X-Brand.com, EKSBrand.com. Four-way, four-way layer, four-layer foam. There you go. Um, four-way. You're four-way. Yeah, he's, he's, yeah, he's from last night, man. Four-way from last night. <laughs> Dude, you would never believe it, JT. Kiefer was a voice of reason at this club last night. It was incredible. He's really grown up. It's very proud of him. I'm very proud of him. Well, his pre-gaming. I was doing up. the swingers. Uh, cool. I'm all grown's up, and I'm all grown's up. I don't know what you're talking about. JT knows. Okay, so these questions are submitted by Corey Moser. I'm not familiar with this man at all. Oh, my. But he submits these questions for JT, Kiefer, and I. We have 15 seconds on the clock, and uh, let's do it. All right, JT, you're up. Uh, Let's see. It says, which year of your racing career career were you in the best shape? Best physical shape? Uh, Good question, actually. You know what? I think I trained harder for the 2002 season with Tortelli than I did any other. But I think that I was probably in the best shape like like 05, 06 because I had so much momentum from previous years. Like I, I think that's really underrated. When you look at a guy like Dungey or these guys, they have such a strong base because they've got years of it, years and years and years of 40 seconds. steady, I don't care, <laughs> steady racing. Uh, and that's what I think hurts guys like Wilson and um, even Bogle a little bit this year. Is they just they lost all their base, especially for a guy like Dino who sat off for years. That's just a really, really underrated and underappreciated aspect of the of the sport is but the years of momentum. Those guys there's gained. a flip side, JT, where you race 12 months a year like yourself, <laughs> and then you end up about halfway through Supercross and yeah. you're tired as fuck. 
No, for sure, for sure. Uh, I just think it's the, the base is yeah. something that doesn't get talked about enough. Right. JT's racing eight weeks in Germany and then coming into Anaheim. Right. Yeah, I remember being at Anaheim dinner before Anaheim, and I just was like, I got to, I got to go home. Like, I, I can't even handle this right now. Like, I'm so burnt out, and I don't even want to be here. And everyone else is like amped. Yeah. But. All right. Next question. All right, Steve. Please describe the type of stripper Pookie likes. Ah, uh, that's a good one. Heather Kiefer, <laughs> please describe it. Big vanilla boobs with blonde hair. Mm, there the we milkies, go. Huh? Yeah, she's big on the boobs. All right. Vanilla? Vanilla boobs? No. Well, what these strippers do, uh, we've noticed, is they coat themselves in a... Glitter. Is it a perfume or what would it be, Heather? Like, what was? what is that? Stripper per- dust. Stripper oh, it's dust? like cotton candy and pink lemonade or something. The yeah. worst. Yeah. So they just permeates your clothes. So it just, it's, their boobs smell vanilla. Vanilla. Yeah, I don't know. Like mm. cake. All right, next question. All right, Kiefer. Mm. Oh, God. Moser. (laughs) All right. I'm fucking, I feel bad asking about this. Uh, If you could pick any girl to watch Heather make out with, who would it be? (sighs) Any girl? Any girl. This is a hard one for you. Mm. So many. Like, I mean, you can't just choose on hotness. You know, who looks good kissing Heather? You can't, Um, you can't say like one of your friends because that's weird. um, Yeah. Why would you say you're one of your friends? Just JT Timberlake's wife. Jessica Alba? Jessica Biel. Jessica Biel. Jessica Biel. Really? That's a good choice. 20 seconds. There you go. It's very fitting. That kind of bums me out. Why? Someone in the... Why? What's wrong with her? Yeah. I don't know. I just thought you'd pick someone else. She's nice. What, do you want someone hotter? (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) JT, someone in the chat room says, follow the fucking rules, and I couldn't agree more. So. Yeah, suck a dick. (laughs) All right, JT. (laughs) No, it's not. (laughs) All right, JT, take as much time as you want. Uh, motor motor superstore or dirt candy? Which Suzuki team puts a better effort or result in 2016? Uh, I don't know. It's four against two, so it's a little unfair. Um, I don't know. I think I think Superstore's presence will be pretty impressive. I think they have a lot of money behind the program, but I think I would have said for sure dirt candy. But Bichelle is hurt now, so he is. Uh, it's gonna make it. It's gonna make it tougher. Broke his collarbone. Yeah, uh-huh. but he should be ready for East. They're they're always gonna do one East, one West. So. Okay, well, if Michelle is healthy, then I would say that team. All right. Uh, Steve, which new... Well, Cunningham's good, though. Sorry. Right. Cunningham's good, too. Yeah, yeah Cunningham's I great. told Jim... Jimmy was on the show last week. I, I told him it was a bad move. I, and I referenced Jason, Jason Thomas' 2009 jump down to the lights. Yeah, box. whatever. I was hurt, though. I had a... Seriously, still had a broken leg. It's just a different broken. mentality after years in 450 class. See, I like, I like Jimmy's move back down. You do? Yes. I feel like he's okay. going to be better. Well, you know what? Yeah, if I'm wrong, it won't be the first time. So I mean, he hasn't really done much lately in the 450 class, so right. It, you know, whatever. All right. All right, Steve. Which new rider slash trainer combo seems like a good fit for 2016? Whoever Tortelli is working with. Mm. Four point six, which is no one. Probably. Yeah, he's working with Pichelli and Dirk Baker. Candy. Yeah, he's yeah. working Dirk Candy. What yeah. about DV? Yeah, you talk uh, about DV. Oh, DV and Daniel. Well, yeah, I think DV said it. it best last week when he said, uh, "My name is David Villeman, not David Copperfield," <laughs> in terms of getting results. <laughs> <laughs> so DV himself is tempering the results. God dang it! Did you see good. his program? Dude, he's so funny. He's an elite, oh, man. An elite training compound. He was like in a in a local park. Dude, no, he's going rocky. It's, this is great. <laughs> but honestly, honestly, and we said this last week, we love DV. Yes. Is there not a 50-50 chance that he fucking gets fired or quits 
50, I say it's right? 60 40. I, I say 60 40. It's 50 every day. Every day <laughs> he goes French. out there. <laughs> That's what I mean. He's French. DV's going to say, look at Sanyai and, and be like, yeah, I'm out. That's you it. suck. <laughs> or the team's going to go, like, dude. Stop asking him to run up Everest. You know, you're fired. <laughs> but I don't, I don't feel like DV was such a trainer, though. Like, he's super talented and yeah. crazy technical on a motorcycle, but yeah. like a trainer? Not yeah. so much. He was never like the, the picture of fitness. <laughs> no. Like, he wasn't riding around with a shirt off. No, no, you're yeah, right. He never had abs when he saw his shirt off. Yeah, no, never you're saw right. It. All right, next question. Uh, all right, Kiefer, I'm not sure if you would know the answer to this question, but Moser thinks you would. Which manufacturer sold the most bikes last year? KTM. I thought he was going to say Yamaha. Kind of not fair, though, right? I would, yeah. say, I would say Honda. Are you being serious? Sold the most bikes? Yeah, the, just as a company, sold total units? Yeah, I would say Honda. Uh, I, no. I don't know. Honestly, no, because I saw numbers, and total units, actually, KTM was. I would like, say so. Where, where were you talking? Just Off-road only. Total motor, motorcycle sales. I'm talking a street like, Honda okay. worldwide. Honda, I guarantee you. Honda, Honda yeah. Well, I, I, uh, when we get the numbers, it's only like off-road bikes. There's no street sales. But even that, KTM has way, too more, way, more, way right. more models. So and then actually the next one after that was Yamaha. So who sells the most motocross bikes? Is that even a category? Yeah, they, all I don't have that. Okay. I would think. I will take Honda right? motorcycle sales over everyone. Anybody wants to bet? But you're including you're including street. I'm including all of it worldwide. Yeah. Yeah. yeah street. Gold street. wings. Gold wings and right. scooters. Gold yeah, wings. Right. Generators. No, well, not generators. It's not. No, that that's counts. Not if you go into a ride now power sports, you can buy a generator. Well, of course, but is it a motorcycle? It's a part of Honda's unit. <laughs> Thank you. When so, Honda, when so, Honda, so is when Yamaha Motors. So are Yamaha Hon- Motors and pianos. <laughs> well, you can't buy a piano <laughs> at a, at a fucking motorcycle really shop, can you, Steve? No. You're, can you? Can you buy a piano at a motorcycle shop? Yes or no? The no. generator is not included in motorcycle buy, sales. Answer the goddamn question. Can you buy All right, see you. <laughs> he got you. <laughs> I, I, can you can you talk normal or no? Yeah, I got. Thank it. you. I still got to do the segment. We got a couple of questions left. All right, JT, this is a big one: breast, thigh, or leg. Referring. Do you to think turkey. that Travis Preston could give me a deal on a piano? Because I would. That would be sweet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, breast, thigh, or leg, referring to turkey, of course, says Moser. Uh, well, is that really turkey? I thought that was chicken. Uh, maybe, okay. Uh, Turkeys have breasts, thighs, and legs. I would say, I would say all of it. We're going to go to the strip club route. All, right. get a all, of it. all of it. Black meat or dark meat or white meat? Um, are we talking about chicken or turkey or... <laughs> Just meat in general. It's just they Moser. The thing it. with Moser, like, you just... could go any way. Dude. All right. Last All right. night, there was talk of milky. <laughs> yeah, lots of milky stuff. Oh, God. All right. You can milk anything with nipples. <laughs> <laughs> Did you learn that from Moser? It sounds like you might have. No, that's that's meet the parents. Oh. <laughs> All right, uh, Steve, uh, this is the final question for you. Which team do you foresee lasting longer, JGR or RCH? Oh, that is a good question. That's a good question. question. They're both for-profit teams. You know, Mm. they want to make money. Um, Fuck, I don't know. But Gibbs got deep roots, man. Yeah, but, dude, they're not, like, Joe's not just writing blank checks. You know what I mean? There's got to be, they're running a budget. It's a business. Yeah. Like, I was really surprised. Patrick Barker left. He was day one employee of JGR Yamaha. And I just did an interview with him. He left to go work uh, at a NASCAR trailer shop. He wanted to stay at JGR and just get off the road. And he wanted to be a test guy. They don't have a test guy. They got three awesome riders. No test guy. So he said, hey, I'll stay. I just, I'll be the test guy and I'll work for Phil Outdoors. 
And like, so you know, what are we talking? Sixty Isn't grand. Spencer, the test guy, though. No, but Spencer's like more like R and D, developing okay. new products thing. Like Spencer's not a mechanic. Right. So what are we talking? Patrick makes in North Carolina, fifty grand. Right. If that. If that. Right. I would say more than that. Okay, I would say like 60? sixty. Okay, but they said mm, can't do it. No budget. Oh wow. They let a day one guy go. They just didn't have sixty grand. And I'm not judging. I'm saying that that's how that team is run. We don't have sixty grand. Meanwhile, in Joe's couch cushions, oh there's God. probably sixty grand easily. So that's and how they're run. It's all value. It's all. I mean, no, no, no I know. Them to spend the money, you know. No, like, no. So that's what I'm saying. So like they're run, but then RCH is also. I'm gonna say JGR last line. I'm really, wa- I'm, I'm really waffling. I think. I mean, with the Carmichael situation waffle, waffle, and his waffle, waffle. attachment, I deserve that. His his uh his involvement with the industry, obviously, he could probably pull from more areas, but as far as financial. Depth, JGR. Look, they lost Dodge. RTH lost Dodge. I've heard they're losing. Um, oh, that, that hurts. They're losing Soaring Eagle. You that know? hurts. Wow. So, I don't know. But the JGR's I would got say Yamaha. JGR just because I think that if Kerry and Ricky both decided they don't want to do it anymore, All right? I think JGR like actually like they have a business. They have like a service department. They have all these things set up. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. True. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like the other the RCH thing is more like it's a whim. You know, like they can just say, like, "Ah, this is a, I don't want to do this anymore. This, right. this is boring." Yeah. All right. That's a, that's the longest uh, expert question ever. Uh, yeah. Follow the rules, Steve. It's probably not. <laughs> it's, I deserve that. I deserve that again. All right. Next question. Fuck you and your show, Mathis. <laughs> all right, Kiefer. Yep. Final question. Uh, what's on the Kiefer's Christmas list this year? Oh God, Jesus Christ! A you Raptor. Got, you got Please fifteen seconds. Ford Please Raptor. Please keep it normal. Um, what else did I want? Swing. No, no swings. Oh, that's right. You Nothing got sexual. Jessica Biel. Jessica Biel. Yeah. Mm. No, I, I'm pretty much good. Like I don't really like things that I want are are really expensive. So we. Yeah. You don't want Happy photos in Dirt Rider. You got those. Oh, oh fuck! <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> He's coming back. For you know what? I had your back. Jimmy Suck it. Lewis. Suck it, JT. <laughs> Jimmy Lewis over here has got a ton of photos. God. Um, Would you stop comparing me to that, Kyle please? Lewis. That's so bad. Uh, I, I'm the same way, dude. I'm old enough. I don't, I, I don't yeah. want anything. I I'm buy good. my own stuff. Pookie, like, I'm just like, whatever. Yeah. My, I got my kid a hoverboard, and now that I rode it around the house, I kind of like it. So maybe I want to get one, too. Did you tell me I needed to get one in Supercross? Yes. Just zoom How around. many people are going to have those in Supercross this coming up? Everyone. Probably none, because I don't think they'll let them. Really? I don't know. I'm just Only you can buy them. I don't think Steve's going to have one. Only if you can buy them from Feld, from the, from the concessions, <laughs> or from the merchandise. Are they really that cool, Kiefer? Yeah, yeah they're, they're fun. pretty awesome. Yeah. Are they? They look lame, though. No, no they're, they're not. Fun. They're good. I they're went fast. running, and Aiden rode it for like three miles. Yeah. Just cruising. And it lasts a long time. Wow, really? How long does it last? What's the battery life? Um, I don't know. A long they're time. rechargeable? Yeah. 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 yeah, okay. I just saw one you on Facebook that burnt to the ground, I guess. Oh, burn really? some burn some family's home down. What? And they're blaming the hoverboard. What? <laughs> shit. First awesome. of all, they don't fucking hover. They got wheels. They got wheels. No, he, that's the name of them. My keeper's no, not. Yeah, no, that's the name of them. But they're not hovering board. They're not. No. They got no, no. wheels. Right. And you get pictures in Dirt Rider and call it hoverboard. Call right. them wheelboard. They're, they're, it actually the, the the title that it was his it was U wheels. So anyway, that's it. Nothing. It's because of, like the anniversary of like Back to the Future has come around. They're like, fuck, we got to make something quick. Oh, I really think that was it. No, yeah. I really yeah. do. Hoverboard, oh. they're calling it. That's it. All right, that's been the X Brand Goggle Tearoffs. XCapBrandGoggles.com, EKSBrand.com. Please check them out. <laughs> Incredible goggles, four layer foam. 
zip-off system with a with a first-turn tear-off mounting tabs, a tear-off ramp, easy ramp. Um, yeah, they got it all. Sombreros. Mm, X-Brand. Yeah. EKSBrand.com. Nice. You can buy a sombrero from X-Brand. And some chapstick. Race Tech. Uh... You want to experience the gold valve advantage? Top racers like Vince Freeze, uh, Michael Lessie, Ben LeMay, Cody Gilmore, Chris Blosis, some of these guys that use Racetech, Racetech.com. They got uh, everything you need for your suspension. Springs also. You can get some springs. You can get suspension parts if you want to do it yourself. They got Racetech service centers all across America. And Kiefer, they have a kit that turns uh, air forks into spring forks. Yeah, we're going to do that. Which you highly recommend. Very much. God, We're going to try some here pretty soon. These air fork people, they got to have a hit out on you. No, I've just been truthful. It's it's not very good. <laughs> Sorry. It's just it's you can set them up sometimes really good, but honestly, going from track to track, it's never the same feel. Keith, have you got to mess with WP air, air stuff yet? Yes. And out of all the air forks that I have tried, don't tell me it's better. Yeah. No way. That's it's shocking to me because the 4CS to me is shit, um, and that's a spring fork. But the their air fork actually, if you ever. Guys that have air forks out there, you know the top of your stroke's really stiff and harsh feeling. Here we go. And uh, the WP airs, you know, <laughs> it moves and it's nimble. And I won't take any pictures of me riding with the fucking shit. I'll use JT. <laughs> there you go. Dude. Wait till JT's bosses are like, oh, hey, um, JT's expense report is in. We need to pay for a hotel and a flight uh, to do a Dirt Rider shootout. Oh, this is going to be no problem. We'll, do, we'll pay that. Let's can uh, get in contact with Let's me. take we'll a look at Dirt Rider here. Oh, oh, oh. Let's write the pet monkey they let out of the cage. Like, oh. Let's go, go take some pictures. Let's write this check for a thousand bucks for right. JT's re for JT's expenses, mm -hmm. and get fuck all in the magazine. Fuck <laughs> all. <laughs> like. Dude, come on, get off of it, Jake. I'm st I'm speaking for those that are scared to speak. He's not scared. He'll say something. No, he likes you. He's your. He's not right. JT's. If he likes me, he'll tell me when I suck no, balls. He's a pet monkey. He doesn't speak up. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> it's getting reversed. JT, it's coming back on you now. See? Hey, let's take this commercial. This guy's been on hold for a while. Ryan's got a question for Chris Key for about two strokes. What's up, Ryan? So you're gonna take a commercial? Yeah, I don't know. I'm drunk. Hey, first things first. Y'all hear me? Yeah. What's up, Ryan? Hey, so, by the way, I got one of those hoverboards, yeah. and uh, those bad dudes last about 10 miles, man. They're great. Yeah, they last you long, huh? burn your house down. Be careful. <laughs> I saw yeah, it. I well, saw I mean, it. if you're going through some Daytona whoops, then they're going to last very long. But, I mean, if you're rolling on tile, you're, you're dialed in. Uh, Kiefer, so the other day I saw uh, a post on the, the very famous, uh, famous uh, Vital MX. You know, I think y'all have heard of it. They come up with great stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So... Somebody was asking about the style differences between two-stroke and four-stroke, and I grew up riding both, but I'd really like to hear your uh, perspective on that, the different riding styles. Well, I'm sure JT can chime in, too. Like He's been around longer than me as far as both styles, so I'll let JT start. Uh, I think the styles are... Um... I don't know. I, I don't really think that the bikes have changed the style too much. I just think that kids have evolved just uh, just like, you know, that has happened. Like when McGrath came up, he changed the style from what the guys were doing before him. And you look at all the kids scrubbing. I mean, I, I was at Mini Olympics last week, and there were kids in the C-class just scrubbing, like, upside down off these jumps, you know, harder than I could. Um, so I don't know that it's necessarily the bikes so much. Uh, because when I watch a kid like Austin Forkner, he looks—he's doing exactly the same things in the turns and everything like that that I 
saw like Ricky Carmichael doing at that age. So I just think it's the evolution of riding than, than really the bikes as far as the style goes. You know, if we were still riding two strokes, guys would be scrubbing two strokes. There, there would be no difference. Yeah, I think that the way you ride them, obviously, you know, is different. You have to ride the each bike differently. But as far as if you watched a guy hop back and forth, his style probably wouldn't change any, I don't think. I just think his technique would change and how he comes into corners or, you know, or things like that. But, yeah, his his body positioning and everything would be the same. Would, would yeah, st- just the engine braking and stuff is a little different, but, you know, it's if we were still That's on two strokes, it. if we were still on two strokes, would Stu ever have lost a race? No. <laughs> yeah, no. Really I'm kidding. Honestly. I'm kidding. But yeah, he was. <laughs> I think four strokes hurt James. I really do. But I agree. Well, yeah. hey, I was the uh, the clown that called talking about the the Obama and the uh, Stu would have gone one on one at Monster Cup. I was a little hammered when I left that voicemail, but it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> No problem. But, uh, no, he's guys, honest. Yeah, we like we like all types. We like all callers. Yeah, that's that's good stuff, guys. Y'all, I thank really you, Ryan. What y'all do? Y'all keep killing. Thank, thank you, you, man. Appreciate it. You, uh, you four stroke hurt James. What's that? You think four stroke hurt James? I do. Yeah, I do. Like if you watch him in like oh seven and oh eight, I mean, what more do you want than that? No, dude. But it takes more skill to ride a two stroke fast. It takes it's easier to go faster on a four stroke, and James has talent to you know. Obviously, he'd still crash out because he's James, but you know, like on a two stroke. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just like know. he was so dominant. No, I know, you know like, but twenty four and zero and all that. No, yeah, no, I mean, no. I understand what you're saying, like the talent thing. Yeah, like he he's but just got so I don't much know. talent. I, you know? I think he I think the four stroke saved him at times too because he crashed his brains out on two stroke too. There was yeah, there was yeah, no, 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 for sure. Hey, uh, Mike, you got a question for RV uh, about RV? Uh, I mean, sorry. Yeah, well, it's more about his bike. Mm-hmm. Um, I was looking at some pictures, and I've kind of noticed this over a couple uh, Kawasaki bikes. I was wondering why um, it's called a KX450FSR. Mm-hmm. Well, back in the day, uh, all the factories had special designations for their race bikes, and Cowies was SR for special racer. Um, CRs were uh, HRCs. RMs were RHIs. RHI? RH. RH. Yep. Uh, and Yamaha was, um, help me out. FU. There were FUs, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I forget, but it's just a, it's a name, uh, Mike, given by the factory to designate a race team model, you know, like a works bike. And then okay. some of those models, like, they roll oh, from. Yamaha was OW. Sorry. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, like, prototypes have the same type of stuff, too. Like, they have, you know, 06P or. Oh, so they might yeah. roll into production yeah. bikes. If anybody has any questions about uh, the new Honda, ask Kiefer. He's he's here. He can help you out. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, all right. Thanks, Mike. Anything else? Uh, no, that's it. No, thank you. RV and I have been going back and forth uh, a little bit about this premix video and things on his bike. You know, because his bike. We'll ask Don about that. Don Maeda coming up. His bike was one of Stu's last last two. Tro- yeah, two to me that thing bikes. sounded the best out of all the bikes. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I thought I was coming on the show tonight. He sent me some derogatory texts about coming on, and then I said, well, just, just you know, just come on, 20 minutes, whatever, you know, we'll talk about the old times, and then he never replied again. Bummer. So. Yeah. Kept living his life. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> I don't know if RV's ever going to come on again, but he is texting me back and forth, but usually just usually insulting me a lot, so. Um, all right, JT, thanks for coming on, buddy. Um, right. We're going to try to get you back on. But, well, we were going to have you back on, but Maeda's coming on, but then you didn't know if you could come back on, so I don't really know. So if you can, 
Let me know. All right. Well, like, or do you want to nothing stay? like a solid time slot? Do you want it? <laughs> First, Kiefer and now Mathis fucking fucking you over. Do you, do you want to stay on with Don Maeda, or would you like to go, or do you want to call? Uh, call yeah, you I'll take a breather and uh, gather my thoughts. And, okay. And, you know, go pregame it, man. Go pregame. Go pregame a little bit. <laughs> go Jeez. get a lap dance in the back room and come back. Jeez, don't go come back champagne in me. All right, buddy. Thank you for coming on. We'll talk. We'll talk soon. All right, see. Uh, Hot cams, hot cams, Inc. Hot cams unleashes power within. Uh, Chris Kiefer loves hot cams, and uh, they want to help you uh, get the extra power you need by offering all listeners a thirty percent discount. Hotcamsinc.com. Remember the ink. People, when you type in the, the address line, hotcamsinc.com. <laughs> Hotcams2015 is a discount code, the leader in design and development of high-performance dirt bike camshafts. Hotcams is used by a ton of privateers and teams in the pits, and uh, a great, easy way to get more power out of your bike or move the power around is changing your camshafts. So, with that, let's uh, get to our next guest. Uh, he is the editor-in-chief at uh, Transworld Motocross Magazine. He started MX Racer Magazine. He started Transworld. He worked at Cycle News. There isn't much in the motocross media that this guy hasn't done, and uh, he's done some great things with his new video, Premix, that is out now, and we'll talk a little bit about that. Don Maeda. What's up, Don? Hey, Steve. How's it going? Swap Man, moto- you guys. You you guys got potty mouths. I, I didn't realize that you cussed so much on your show. Um, yeah, no, we, we do. try to be ourselves yeah, there. Swap. No, some people get angry about it, but I mean, I don't know. You know? No, 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 that's good. I was I was really worried I was gonna have to censor myself. No, not at all. Uh, it's actually it's we right now on the line. Uh, Transworld Motocross is on the line with Don Maeda, Dirt Rider here in studio with Chris Kiefer, and of course I work for Racer X. Yes. Ooh, Pretty much the three powerhouse magazines that. right now. We just need to call Jody. Let's get Jody on the line. And That'd be a good podcast. Uh, let's call uh, DirtBikeTest.com editor. <laughs> Jimmy Lewis, come on down. Oh, I accuse Kiefer of being Jimmy Lewis because there was four photos of him in That's the new so Dirt Rider. I heard that. He got very you know mad what? at me. <laughs> if Jimmy was in charge, though, the shootout would have been all him. No one else. <laughs> Did you ever make up with Jimmy, or are you two still, you know? Uh. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's kind of, it's, no. hey, it's just a head nod. That's all it is. It's like when they walk by, it's a head nod. Hey. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, Don, yeah, I, yeah. yeah. go ahead. <laughs> no, hey, um, how's the mountain biking going? Dude, if there's anybody that mountain bikes, you and Paggio, I'd like to compare your Strava accounts because Don is a mountain bike fool right oh, now. Oh, shit. Dude, you love it. Oh, Pag- you love Paggio it. is gnarly. Is he? Yeah. No, Pag- he's gnarly. Yeah. Um, you love it, no. though, huh? Like, you're so into it. Yeah, it's fun, man. Yeah, it's fun. I just I, I do it to be healthy because I got I got the gnarly doctor's appointment like three years ago where the guy told me I was fat, high blood pressure, high blood sugar, and uh, high cholesterol. So, so you were like, hey, I'm gonna start biking, and now, and now it is just like one of those things where you have to go out on a day. Like it drives you nuts if you don't make it out at some point. Yeah, huh? You know, Mathis, I see, I watch your Strava. Well, I was I was getting some weeks with 70, 80 miles in it. I was pretty impressed with myself, but not lately. Yeah. Um, but uh, hey, uh, let's before we get into the premix video a little bit, uh, and that's that's available uh, right now out. The stars of the sport on two strokes is a great idea, by the way. But let's talk a little bit, Don. Like, dude, you started MX Racer, you started Transworld. Like I said, you worked at Cycle News, like filing race reports. What's it like being in the media now? Like, how much different is it? What's changed for the better? What's changed for the worse? Dude, uh, it, it's horrible now. 
when I worked for Cycle News, uh, when I worked for Cycle News, I used to uh, I used to go to the races with a notepad and a pen, and uh, you know we had a photographer that was there. All I do is go around and talk to people and take notes. Right. You know. And write, oh, yeah, oh, wow, I had to write a race report for the Cycle News, you know, by Sunday night at mm-hmm. 6. You know, but, dude, now, you go to a race, if you're the guy from going to the race, you, you have to write the race report, you have to Twitter the race, you have to post five, six Instagram photos, you got to do photos of the race, you got to post photo galleries, a practice report. A race for right after, and then you got to film those videos. You know, the right. how was your weekend and the right. fast. It's, it's, it's just, it's. It's taxing. Technology is <laughs> supposed to make your life. Te- technology supposed to make your life easier. It's right. Complicate the life of a moto journalist for sure. Yeah, it's a lot of work, right? People don't really see that part of it. Like you said, you just named it all off, and uh, and it, it is a lot of work. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. Yeah. You know? I mean, I don't know. It's not as much work as editing Tony Alessi's local stories from Paris. <laughs> Which always seemed to squeeze in a mention of how fast Mike and Jeff were. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. That, that literally was a job you probably had to do, right? That's why you're saying that? Uh, my first assignment was locals editor. Oh, jeez. Uh, it was right around then that I realized that the average American cannot compose a sentence <laughs> or spell anything right. <laughs> oh, it's crazy, right? Um, how's everything at Transworld? Good? So, you know, yeah. The, yeah. Getting, getting back to that, Steve, I, I was thinking about it earlier when I was, I was riding my bicycle. Uh-huh. I was thinking about you. And it's so impressive, seriously, what you've done. I mean, you've gone from being a mechanic who put green chains on bikes and... <laughs> I, I mean, look at you now. Dude, you're 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 a media mogul. You're like the Howard Stern of motocross. I don't know about that, but thank you. Yeah, thank you for the uh, for the compliment. No, I, I, I'm I'm very impressed because even like I used to be of the mindset that you can't learn to write as an adult. You right. Know, you have to have it. Mm-hmm. You have learned to write as an adult because you used to suck. But you're good now. <laughs> or, rather, you write well now. I, I and, yeah. And you're, no. You're creative I, and, and yep. Yeah, I've always been that way, you know, in school and stuff. And you're right. Yeah, you just get better at it with the reps, right? And you read some – I read some books and some things online to try to make myself better, you know? So. Yeah. Um, Definitely been the exception. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Like, sometimes we talk about, like, hey, Mathis, you need to get more mechanics on the show – and I don't want to, you know, bag on my brethren that I was a mechanic for a long time. But, Don, you know, Kiefer, you know – like they're not always great interviews. Like right. there's not a lot going there. Yeah. They're mechanical guys. They're not artistic guys able to put their thoughts, you know, into a sentence. But that makes sense. It's exciting or interesting. So have you had Billy Feltz on the show? No. Should we? You should get Billy Feltz on the show. I like Feltz. Feltz is cool. <laughs> um, he was fast too, dude. Back in the day, Don used to oh, yeah. ba- you Don used to bag on me because. Actually, Don was the first one as a mechanic. Like, when I first started being a mechanic, you know, I would look everywhere for Ty Birdwell photos. And I'm just like, oh, my God, I'm in a fucking magazine. Kind of. There's my bike, right? <laughs> Couldn't believe it. And then um, I got into MXA climbing a fence at the L.A. Coliseum, but it was just my ass and my climbing a fence. Right. Because when, when Red Dog won the um, summer cross, they put me in because I had to climb a fence and jump in a pool. Up from the t- high diving board at the Coliseum. Okay. But Don <laughs> was the first guy to, like... Put me in a magazine 
like my face and like a little Steve Mathis. Like, remember the the Nolene Yamaha test you guys did in '99? Oh yeah, and yeah, like yeah, MX Racer, right. like Don was the first guy to be like, "Hey, let's let me interview this guy." And I was like, "Oh my god, I'm in the magazine." You made it. I made it. Right. I'm in MX Racer. That's awesome. Yeah. So that was the first time I think I was ever in a magazine. So that was pretty cool. I was pumped on that. Um, and yeah, then Ruth. and then Don. Yeah, we have Ruth all the way back to the beginning of the internet. Dude, right? Yeah. Yeah, Moto Steve. Moto Steve. Yeah, <laughs> I was on this Motocross.com chat room, and Don was in it, and <laughs> Pookie was in it. Really? Oh yeah. Nice. Oh, we go way back. Uh, hey, Steve, what, what was Pookie's name? Oh, I don't remember. Do you? Do you remember? Oh, come on. I really don't remember. She's probably listening downstairs screaming at me. What was her name? I don't Goddess. even know. What? Goddess. Goddess? Goddess. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know that. I did not know that. I forgot it. Oh, that's awesome. I'll, I'll make sure I call her that tonight. Um. Hey, uh, and also, too, when I worked for Birdwell, Don was uh, MX racer then, I think. And remember, EK chains had color chains? Yeah. I had a f- lime, g- flow green chain on my privateer bike, and it would look so bitching with the glow frame and the day. No. And Don used to just bag on me. And I'm like, dude, that is sick, that chain right there. <laughs> <laughs> Don would be like, that looks terrible. I was sure that you painted it. <laughs> no, bro, EK. They had it going on. Yeah, I think you had a white one too, didn't you? A what? Didn't you run a white one also? Uh, no, I never had a white. I always went green. I think Watson oh. had a white one. <laughs> hey, Don, and that's another thing. Like, how funny is it for you, a guy who's been around forever, and of course, your brother Ross Maeda, one of the best guys in the sport, better than you, by the way. I like Ross. Like, Ross is just awesome. Uh, I agree. Um, and you've been in the sport forever, and I love how you chronicle your early days of racing a, a three wheeler. By the way. Um, yeah, but how funny is it? And I, th- me and J Bone laugh about this all the time. Like, like John Knowles and J Bone and Watson, like myself, like we're all like in positions of like that important, <laughs> and we're idiots. You know that says I mean? some better industry right there. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like Kenny Watson, we're running a team. Oh man, and, and you know J Bone, he's like a big deal. That's awesome. He's in Fresno Smooth like ten years ago. <laughs> Right? <laughs> it's just crazy. I just think it's just funny. I guess we're just still around, you know? So I think it's perseverance. If you just if you just stick it out. You stick around long enough. It's important, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly, right? It works out all right. Uh hey, premix video, man. I saw it the other day. I sent it to Kiefer, he saw it. Um obviously the idea is I guess pretty pretty known idea because he, people freak out about these dudes doing uh um these um uh riding two strokes but what like did you just say hey i gotta make a video of this like i these the people want this badly is that kind of how how did it come about okay so was 15 in 2014 i put a gopro on ryan surratt willie's kid <laughs> yeah yeah and and had him ride at YZ125 around Milestone and do knack-knacks and whips and stuff. Right. That was our number one watched video of the entire year. I mean, <laughs> throw all the high-production Jordan Powell, Don Mayetta videos out the window. Yeah. This GoPro yeah. of Surratt was the number one video. And I, I, I take it back. I think it was 13. And that same year, we did one with Muskin, and I stuck the camera on him, and that was the number two video. Well, the reason it wasn't higher than Surratt was because Surratt was out longer. But yeah, obviously, you know, I mean, I mean, you know, people are like two-stroke crazy right now. Yeah, they are. And they are. 
and you know you, you're at the track and you hear a two-stroke even if it's a goon bogging around following plugs you still look at it mm-hmm. to see if it's like a cool bike you know and if you see one that's in great shape you just your mouth waters a little bit and you want to ride it so you know i we were sitting around like wondering what our what our idea was going to be and mm-hmm. i thought back to the video i made of marvin like Marvin wore the GoPro, and I also filmed Marvin. Yeah. And people that watched the video of Marvin riding thought that I had sped it up or <laughs> did something to the sound because yeah, it was yeah. so so bitching sound. So it was a pretty easy idea to come up with, and I'll tell you what, it was the easiest movie to produce as far as getting riders to do it. Yeah. And and I mean, we had people asking to be in it. You know, so <laughs> yeah, definitely yeah. we're we've we're already got remix two in the works you know and then uh i already know who the number one like the cover guys are going to be you know so uh they're super easy and the thing i liked about it was there's no slow motion in it yeah you yeah know, slow-mo messed up the sound but dude people have killed 240 frames per second i'm just so tired of seeing that yeah really I, oh. the iphones do it yeah kiefer yeah, iphones do it too it's just like good god i hate slow-mo uh, Kiefer is with you on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. you, you're freaking out on people's slow-mo. Hey, if I want to see slow-mo, I'll just watch a video myself riding. You know? <laughs> it just takes a lot away from the video. Like, I mean, I want to see it in full, full speed. Yeah. I mean, and people want to hear the two-strokes just being wrung out, you know? Right. And so we tried to film it with, like, you know, real close camera angles and stuff so that it emphasizes speed because, you know, we all know that they weren't going as fast as they are on four-strokes, but... It was uh, right. It was fun to put together, and Jordan Jordan killed it with the edit. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> we start to finish. I want to say it was under three months. We didn't start the thing until the season was over. Yeah, really, huh? It's crazy. Um, the uh, is it out on iTunes or is it just Vimeo? Uh, it's Vimeo for forty five days exclusively. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, I, I believe today. Uh, it was sent off to the DVD house to get replicated, and we'll have them in like two weeks. Sweet. Are they like, are they selling? I, mean, I know it's late. Yeah. We missed Black Friday, but at least they'll still be new. Yeah. Right before Christmas. So. Yeah. Good. Um, are, are they selling well? I imagine they are. I imagine it's doing well so far. Yeah. Early on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, uh, by my best estimations, we've covered all our costs already. Sweet. Uh, Hot Cams bringing you Don Maeda from Transworld Motocross. Hotcamsinc.com. Um, my favorite part. I love the RV part, especially the part where you told me he was slamming Coors Lights in between motos. But um, <laughs> my favorite part was Wilson, Dino, on the 150, standing up, railing the turns, manualing the jumps. Manual. I love the Dean Wilson part. Like, that was awesome. Yeah, Dino's – I mean, even on a four-stroke, that kid can stand up in corners yeah. so well. Right? Yeah. It's funny. I was I was watching the, 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 the video, and I was – you know, I've been to Paula, so I know how, how hard you have to hit the jumps. And dude, watching Dino hit some of these jumps that are not that big on yeah. a one on a one fifty, just trying to stretch and the just, shit out yeah. of it. Meanwhile, on a four fifty, you're like, Bro. yeah, exactly. I'm like, <laughs> shit, man. Yeah, it was pretty funny to watch him rail the outsides of all the corners, standing up, and Weston Pike comes in, and just smashes the berms. Yeah, so it was pretty big. <laughs> Pretty good contrast to that. Which part did you like the best, filming or the best, uh, you know, best part anyways? Like, what, what did you like? You know, I, I had the most fun on the RV trip. Yep. Uh, I mean, 
I mean, dude, you, Mathis, you know RV. You know how funny he is. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, no. and you know, it, but all my guys, Jordan especially, have always been scared of him throughout his race career. Yeah, like they, he was a hard guy to get know? to know. He was. He was. You know, Jordan goes to the to the truck and goes, hey, can I get an interview? And, oh, fuck you, go away. Right. You know, like you and I know that you just have to insult him back, and then he laughs, and then he does whatever you want. Yep, yep. But Jordan was always scared of him. Anton was always scared of him. All my guys were always like, oh, God, I couldn't get RV this weekend. I, was, <laughs> I couldn't get in there. Yeah. You know? And so I've always told him, dude, just say, look, dude, you're doing it. Come on. And yeah, he, yeah. And he kinda, he'll smile, and he'll be funny. Mm-hmm. Well, the whole time, RV's just like joking around, drinking Coors Lights, taking us to microbreweries, and yeah, and and Jordan is just going, "Oh my God, RV is so cool." <laughs> <laughs> he's always been cool. What are you uh, talking about? Yeah, he he's like, but, like you know, was, you're like, "Hey, can I get a quote for about tonight's race?" He'd be like, "Lick my balls." And you're like, okay, yeah. after I lick your balls, can you tell me about the quote? You're like, you know, like, you know, yeah, you, you know exactly how he is. And then he kept hitting me up on, uh, on text. How'd I look, bro? How's my speed, bro? How was I? And he's just like, oh, God, shut up, dude. You're like one of the best riders in the world a year ago. He looks, looks good on that. <laughs> yeah. Thing. So that was Stu's old bike, right? That's his own bike that Cowie made for him, right? Yeah. Yeah. Did, you remember when Mikey gave it to him? Yeah. He posted on his Instagram. Yeah. Everybody freaked out. And, right. Oh, he, he didn't even. He wasn't even interested in riding it back then. No, and, no. Uh, I think, well, here's how it played out. Is I was with Tanner, his Tanner Ellingson, his practice guy. Yeah. He was uh, he was a milestone for some reason, just hanging out. And, and I was like, hey, we got to get RV to ride that thing. And Tanner's all, let me text him. Uh-huh. And so I said, hey, it's for this movie. And RV writes back, I'll only do it. If I get the cover in the sweetest part, I'm all, okay, yeah, deal. <laughs> you know, but, but so, yeah, obviously, yeah, it was the cool. It was so fun to do. Yeah, no, it was good. And, uh, yeah, it's funny. And, I went to that track with Birdwell back in the day, that second day track, the day on the, the track on the, the second Olymp- day. Olympic Peninsula Motorcycle Club. Yeah, yeah, Squim, Squim. It was in Squim. Um, Swim, yeah. And then uh, McGrath out there. I, the only thing about McGrath part, I wish you would have had him do a, a, a big sure was a bigger jump on Perona because Perona is just, you know, a smaller track. Oh, for a knack knack? Right, right. Yep. Yeah. But yeah. Um, it was pretty bitching. Where'd you get the bikes from? Like, okay, McGrath is his own or Cowie's or where'd McGrath no, come no, from? No, no, no. Well, <clears throat> it's funny because, you know, the service Honda 500. Yeah. Um, well, we have this reader named Dennis Mullis. Okay. Millis, uh, he's obsessed with service Honda 500. Right. He writes us these letters. He writes us these letters like, in the beginning, they're almost threatening. Like, you tell the truth. Tell the truth. They're fucking better than those pig four-strokes. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> no, don't, don't sell the, the four-stroke propaganda. Just tell the truth. Do a shootout and tell the honest truth. And... He's always just, like, hammering me for this, right? And, I mean, we've tested service Hondas plenty of times in the past. Yeah. But the guy is relentless writing these letters, right? And then it turned into emails because I guess he finally learned how to use a computer. <laughs> he sent us his emails, and he – I didn't realize it once, but he, he copied A.J. Wagoner at service Honda yeah. and myself. And said 
he was saying the same thing, you know. Right, right. And I wrote, I replied, but I didn't realize <laughs> AJ I was on it to, to, to Dennis as well. No, I didn't. I didn't reply. Oh, okay. no, I was replying to Dennis as well. Okay. And I wrote, this guy's insane. This guy's a cuckoo, man. Just ignore the email. <laughs> and the guy just writes back, oh yeah, I'm the insane one. And so now he still writes us all the time. Oh wow! But he refers to himself as the insane one. Oh jeez. My accidental email, right? But uh, uh, anyway, so he's just always hammering on us for that. And so somehow, this is scary because this, this this speaks to the to the uh, scariness of the internet. Uh-huh. He got my phone number somehow. He what? got my phone number somehow. Yeah, he called me on my cell phone. Oh, hello. Hey, Don, it's the insane one. Oh, <laughs> like, Jesus. Oh, shit. <laughs> so I'm talking to him. And I'm all right, fucker, all right, all right. All right. You just sit tight because I'm working on a project that you're just going to love. You're going to just nut yourself over this. And then after I hung up with him, I was like, hold oh, on, i got to call AJ at service and see if I could borrow a bike or something. So I called AJ and said, hey, do you have a bike that we could test for the magazine and mm-hmm. also use for this project? And he goes, oh, we don't have anything current right now, but what do you want to do? And I told him about the movie. Next thing I know, He's oh, they're not current, but they're pitching. Two crates show up at Transworld, and I open it, and one is that KX250. Okay. And a KX450 chassis, and, uh, mm-hmm. and then he sent a 500 as well. So. Oh, okay. <clears throat> uh, and then- originally, uh, originally, Will Hahn was supposed to ride that, that uh, the Kawasaki. Yep. And then, but Jeremy came by the office and saw it and was like, dude, what's that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. he's like, hey, so, yeah. Yeah. Then so, he said he still has more talent in his pinky than Wilhelm. Let him ride it first. So. <laughs> uh, and who was Suzuki? So, uh, who, who was Tickles? Who was, what was that? Oh, Tickles was. Uh, uh, was that Wheeler's was bike at Suzuki R and D built? Yeah, yeah, Wheeler and Kevin. Yeah. Oh, okay. I rode that bike. Uh, that bike was good. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. That bike needed a silencer yeah. though. It had a stock silencer on it. Come on, guys. Right. A whole two-stroke yeah, thing. Yeah, but you know what? Yeah. What? We couldn't have put a pro-circuit FMF on it. It would have been Naked Truth. Would have been what? Naked Truth. Right? What are you it talking about? It would have to be a Naked Truth muffler because he rides for Yosh. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, right. I got it. Right. Yeah, good Shit, point. Shitster. Yeah. Shitster. Yeah, good point. Uh, Don doesn't care about that, though. Don doesn't care about stirring the shit. Maybe Don doesn't. Maybe the guy above Don does, though. One time I wrote about how ugly Fox Gear was when I worked at Transworld for that year. And Warren Johnson <laughs> threatened to cancel all their advertising. <laughs> and Don told me, I thought it was awesome. Ah! <laughs> I'm just like, really? I was expecting. Hey, Mathis, I never censored you, right? No, no, you never did. No, you never did. I call you and go, dude, you got me in trouble again. Yeah, oh, well. and then and then you laugh with us. <laughs> you, you and I would have a good laugh. <laughs> um, but uh, no, I thought it was a great video, man. It was awesome. And I guess it was a little sketchy, all those bikes to take out on a supercross track, right? Just suspension wise and everything yeah um yeah we we couldn't set that up there there was a point where uh chad and i were talking and i was going to take my yz 250 stuff to ross and have him stiffen it up and i'm going to fly to chad's yep but that kind of dropped off when his ride didn't materialize but now you told me after this video came out and you did a lot of social media trailers and everything else guys are hitting you up for part two yeah yeah um so you're gonna? Uh, I, I, I'm sure you've already seen it, but Stewie has a sweet RMZ that uh, service Honda built. Yep. 
and uh, I got him one of those cone pipes from Bill's Pipes. And oh yeah, uh, he. I mean, it's dialed. It's yep. got the gold wheels and the work suspension, and everything. Oh, so that'd be awesome. It hasn't even been hasn't been ridden at all yet. So uh, you know, I'm sure it probably won't get ridden until the summer. So yeah, so uh, you'll there'll be a premix too. I'm predicting right now. Oh yeah, no premix two is definitely already <laughs> already like. In the budget, for right, year, right, so. for free yeah, that's huge. Uh, and uh, yeah, and you didn't put music over it. Well, there's a little bit of music over McGrath's part, I think, or something. For the most part, though, you stayed away from music. Yeah, there, there was music, and it was funny because Jordan and I were were disagreeing on that a little bit. Like mm-hmm. he was like, "It'll be way too boring, raw." And I could see if it was all raw, it might have got boring. So we compromised and did every other. Mm. Um, yeah, everyone, every other one, right? Hey, hey Steve, what did you think of my garage in the beginning? Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, I thought that was your place. I wasn't exactly sure, but I thought so. Hey, did you see that was the back of my head? I was the one mixing the oil. Yeah, yeah, I figured that was you. Well, well and you put the, you put the little GoPro in the bottom the, of the. That was thing. actually was the coolest part for me is seeing the camera down below with the oil and the yeah. mixing the gas and yeah. shit. Yeah, that was. And, cool. and also too, like the the Mitch, Bill, uh, Donnie, that was very good to put them in there. It's a good idea. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like just yeah, to the, give. Uh, yeah. The the DVD will have their full interviews in it. They're, they're awesome. Like I, I mean, <clears throat> sitting there and talking to those guys and just BSing with them about stuff. Is, yeah, it's a total privilege, you know. And you know what? You know what's funny I'm is, there, is I'm sitting there behind the lens talking to him, and I look over at Jordan every once in a while, and he's just sitting there with his mouth open because <laughs> he's just like can't believe the knowledge that's coming out of their mouths. Well, yeah, that's just it. Like like you and I have been around. We raced two strokes. We covered racing two strokes at the highest levels, and um, so it's not that big of a deal to me or to you, maybe. And we know that Mitch and these guys, but like some of these guys that are new, like they don't understand. Yeah, they don't even know. They don't get the Donnie Emler, Mitch Payton, and two strokes. I mean, they don't. They don't get that thing, that part, you know. Steve Lampson on a on a Ricky Carmichael on a one twenty five, Lampson on a one twenty five, right? Just pinned yeah. around these tracks, you know, and dancing on the shifter like it was a thing of beauty. Yeah, that was pretty cool. And Mitch said, with the uh, with the peak team, the thing was, if you can make the bike do the triples, you were dialed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which you remember that you, you're going to do awesome if you do the triples. Yeah. yeah, and you know, like, and it would be like, oh my god, Swink aired it out. He's he got this thing on. He's got this thing on lock. Right. You know. Or whatever, yeah. you know. So it absolutely is true. So, well, cool, Don. Uh, premix, check it out. Vimo DVD coming out soon. iTunes, it'll be on iTunes soon enough. Chris Kiefer and I uh, watched it. We give it uh, two thumbs up, and it was a great idea. And uh, I enjoyed it, man. Thank you for uh, good job, Don. For yeah, passing it on to us and everything. So, yeah, thanks for having me on. Yeah, no was, problem. Uh, um, I guess fun. we won't see you. Hey, Anna. You said a couple bad words. Talk. Yeah, you said F. That's cool. I'm glad. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's great. Um, hey, hey, so so Mathis, what about one day on a Monday? I'll drive up, me and Kiefer, and we'll ride mountain bikes, and then I'll stay for your show. That'd be awesome. That'd be, that'd be great. You've done sweet. it once then, before, right? I think you've done it once before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I did it. I did it before. I think one of the Supercross. I think. Yeah, that's when we did the. That's when we did the Mathis House Tour video, and we used the Taj Mahal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, well, we've got a lot more shit up in the studio now. But, no, we should do that, absolutely. But here's the thing, like, you're going to have to wait for me. So, on these trails, you have to go out and... We'll call you, it's called buzzarding. So, me and Don will go, (laughs) and then when you get back, we'll buzzard you and just circle you, and then we'll keep going. Because there's a trail out here at Cottonwood called the Rubber Ducky Trail, and it's really good. 
And I love it, especially the last like uh, three, four miles is all like rocks and it's like kind of like whoops and stuff. Yeah. But it's tough for me. So I'm going to just be like, hey, guys, go up there, go left at the tree. And wait. Go, go back. We'll, I'll beat you down there. We'll buzzard. <laughs> so, but yeah, Swap, you are a mountain bike fool right now. What kind of. Hey, go- hey, so I, I couldn't get my, uh, I couldn't get the app to work earlier. Did Christian make fun of me? He didn't. No. He said the, what do you mean you could get the app to work? What are you talking about? Dude, I, I kept trying to make it work. I, I think it wouldn't work in my house because my Wi-Fi kind of sucks. Oh, uh, okay. But All as right. soon as I left, it started working. Okay. Yeah. It's not the app's fault. And I'm not giving you that $1.99 back either, by the way. That goes right in my pocket. No, no, no. I, glad, I gladly contribute to the me, Fault MX. Me and the goddess fund. are now $1.99 richer. <laughs> me and the goddess. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> he needs it from last night. He's a buck ninety nine right now. Oh God, yeah. What the hell happened? Um, uh, what were we saying? I was saying anything. lame. No. Oh, oh, fuck I, you and fun. your show. What I can say is, you know, Don does mountain bike a shit ton, but let me—I'll be the first one to tell I'm you. So slow. Coming from an opposite magazine, he works his balls off. Like people think they see him, you know, Instagram and you know, a mountain bike and doing this, but dude. He's the first one to be busting his ass. He's running around with the camera. He's doing all kinds of shit. He produces stuff like this. So it's like the guy's, you know, you need some you need some you time, and the mountain bike seems to be his time. So, you know, that's cool. <laughs> Don, and I don't, um, what kind of shoes do you run, mountain bikes? What, what, what shoes do you run? Oh, boy. What do you, uh, what do you like? Fly gear. Best out there, bro. <laughs> uh, I wear specialized shoes. Oh, okay. And do you run the Oakley? I'm in the, I'm in the, yeah, I have the Jawbreakers. They look kind of retarded on me, though. Yeah, they're big on my face too, and I'm fat, but they're they got nice vents on them. So lame. And then uh, you don't run a yeah, vi- yeah. you don't run a visor on the helmet. You gotta run a visor on a mountain bike no, helmet. No, dude. No, dude. You, you can't run visor with tights. No, it's mountain biking. You need a visor. You guys don't run visors. It's ridiculous. What's up with the visor, Steve? Because <laughs> you're, you're, you're mountain biking. Boy, do you need it for the that. sun? If you're road biking, no visor. Right, arrow. Arrow. Right. Mountain biking, visor. Well, if you're running baggies, like shorts, you run the visor. That's like more Canada and like East Coast shit. Where here in the Des, you don't do that. No. It's spandex. Lissamore, Lissamore is West Coast. He runs visor. Oh, he hates when I wear spandex, too. He's like, that's lame. Well, I, no one wants to see me in spandex, so I run spandex, but then I put shorts on over top. I want to see you in spandex. Thank you. Thank you, so. Kiefer. I put Ugh. shorts on over yeah, top. Yeah, if I come out, it's all spandex ride. Yes. <laughs> Jersey, too? It's, it's, Everything? You yeah. Know, you know the hashtag? It's, it's three sock cycling kit. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Um, God, yeah. You're, you're full roadie outfit on the mountain bike. I don't get that look. You know? What happens when you take a digger? Got to run... You got oh, run? dude, I took it. Yeah. When you take a digger, it rips open. It hurts, doesn't it? Yeah. When you're, when you're mountain biking in spandex, you're basically, you're naked with a, a 99 cent ice chest on your head. Yeah. People are saying that I'm saying it's Vimo, but it's actually Vimeo. You did. You, yeah, you said Vimeo. Vimeo. Uh, I'm fucking old, so whatever. It's Vimeo. <laughs> I think Vimo was a little robot in Adventure Time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that means, but Heather Kiefer seemed to know what that meant. So, uh, thank you, Don, for coming on. I really appreciate it. Um, and uh, good times. Oh, Pookie texted me and said before her name was Goddess, it was RC Girl, which I now remember that. Her name was that. I do remember that. Uh, I'm not touching that with a 10 foot pole. <laughs> 
Uh, thank you for uh, coming on. Good luck with the Premex video. I guess we will come up here for a show. I hope you mean that. We'll do it. We'll go mountain biking. You, oh, yeah, yeah. You, let's do it. You and Kiefer can drive up together. Yeah, I, you guys can bond. We can bond. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, dude. Kiefer and Tilly are my two favorite other uh, magazine guys. No, I, I don't mean, say you because you're not a, you're not a magazine guy. You're you're like Howard Stern, like I said. <laughs> right, right. I got it. Right, I got it. Um, yeah, all right, perfect, man. Thank you for coming on. Thanks, we'll talk Don. Soon. See you, Don. Right. Thank you, Don. See you guys. All right, Transworld Motocross editor in chief Don Maeda. Check out Premix right on Vimeo. All right, we'll take a commercial break here. Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOSports.com and Fly Racing. We got a Race Tech uh, email still to read. Remember, I was going to do those about an hour ago. And we have uh, the Gabba Gibbs segment, and then the Kiefers are going to get out of here. We're keeping this show short tonight Boom. because uh, we had a late night last night. And uh, we'll be right back after this commercial. Stick around. <laughs> Hey guys, this is Jason Thomas. I wanted to talk to you for a minute about Fly Racing. Fly Racing has grown by leaps and bounds since I started wearing it back in 2003. If you go back and look at a picture from back then, and flash forward to now where you see guys like Trey Kennard, Andrew Short, Justin Brayton, Weston Pike, and the 250 Rockstar Husky team wearing, you'll see what I'm talking about. We're now producing premium products, but our goal to give you more bang for your buck hasn't changed since those days. Our F2 carbon helmet, worn by all of our pro riders, is what I consider to be the best value in the motocross world. Our new Evolution 2.0 and light hydrogen lines have been continually improved and perfected over the past couple of years to give you the ideal fit. Whether it's off-road, supercross, motocross, or just riding in the backyard with your buddies, we have something purpose-built just for you. I invite you to check out our website at flyracing.com and of course your local dealer and online retailers to learn more about what we have been working on. Follow us on social media at FlyRacingUSA and post pictures of you riding on our Fly Racing wall on our website. From all of us at Fly Racing, I want to say thanks for listening and support companies that support Pulp MX. The Pulp MX Show is brought to you by BTOSports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. Us at BTO Sports want to give that to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Pulp MX Show. That's right. Hey, listen, I know a bunch of you people probably need suspension work. I would bet that a lot of you people need suspension work. Pookie, how's your suspension? Ah, definitely need some work. And from who? Racetech, Obvi. Obvi. For over 30 years, Racetech has been supplying the racers, riders, and tuners with factory-level suspension for the everyday rider. Each setup and product is 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. 10% off Racetech parts and labor. Use pulp code PULPMX2015 when you order. And, uh... I guarantee you guys need some springs. You need some suspension work, your bushings, your seals. Vince Freeze uses Race Tech. Pookie, who else? Who's your favorite rider that uses Race Tech? Omaha Zone, Cody Gilmore uses Race Tech. That's right, everybody. Cody Gilmore uses Race Tech. They offer a full line of high performance springs, suspension parts, suspension revalves, of course, the world famous gold valves as well. 
Race tech suspension. Check it out, bro. Full-time one of our ride engineering triple clamp sets with a much smaller hit to your wallet than other manufacturers. For around $635 complete with rubber-mounted bar mounts and poly cones, you'll save hundreds over the other brands and enjoy the same benefits. All ride engineering clamps are made to flex like stock, which assures suspension action is not compromised. We offer both a soft and firm polyurethane cone to better tune for the rider's needs. All triple clamp sets are lighter than stock by 4 to 8 ounces depending on the model. Other than those pesky KTMs which are the same weight. All ride engineering clamps are available in two or more offsets to customize the way the bike's handles for the rider's intended use. Most clamps also have the option of adding a Showa steering damper. Add our one-piece anti-twist bar mount with 8-pinch bolts instead of 4 and keep your bar straight in the event of a crash. Vent posts can be unscrewed and replaced for $19.95 and fit both our clamps and stock, too. Visit us today at ride-engineering.com. MFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out MFAB Off-Road Accessories. From Nerf Steps and Lighting Accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and bed access models, NFAB Nerf Steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. Hey, everybody. Uh, thanks for listening to The Pulp Show. Listen, Chris Kiefer here in studio, and if there's anybody to talk to him about these new Michelin Starcross 5 tires that come in hard, medium, soft, and a sand version, it's him because he did the testing on them. Kiefer, uh, which, uh, talk about the testing. Which ones did you like? Well, when I tested them, I tested, uh, tested mostly with the mediums and the soft, and we went to all different types of tracks in Southern California. And the good part about it is that the medium um, terrain tire was good at every track we went to, even with some sand, hard pack, so... There's a wide variety I could use with that medium tire. Yeah, let's face it. Most guys have the money only for one set of tires, one set of pattern tread. Right. Mediums are where they're going to go. Yeah, medium's a good choice, and especially if you've got uh, anywhere from soft all the way, even to really hard pack, it's pretty good. Michelin's been around a long time. They've done a lot of things for tires, uh, Kiefer, and uh, they managed to improve just about every part of the Starcross 5. One thing they're super proud of, though, in talking to the guys at Michelin, is that they shaved the weight. It's uh, 10% compared to their, their previous tires, which... Uh, 10% when they're rolling mass tires, it's quite a bit. Yeah, too, you got to think about it's unsprung weight. So uh, when you're dealing with a lighter tire, which, you know, the new Starcross is, and I tested with previously with their previous version with the MH3, um, I got a little bit better acceleration and braking, and uh, that's not to mention their, their casing technology, but just the, the lightweight itself is a huge advantage on the track. So there you have a Michelin Starcross 5 hard, medium, soft, and sand. New off-road and motocross tires now available wherever Michelin tires are sold. Check them out at michelinmotorcycle.com.
Nitro Circus is stoked to announce its greatest ever all-new arena tour coming to 25 North American cities this fall. It's the most extensive run that Nitro Circus has ever undertaken. Hot on the heels of Josh Sheehan's groundbreaking world first triple backflip on a motorbike, Nitro Circus Live's latest creation takes things to a whole new level. Starring 17-time X Games gold medalist Travis Pastrana, the tour will feature unbelievable new tricks, record-breaking feats, insane stunts, and the craziest contraptions ever, plus a whole new repertoire of daredevil fun. In all, there will be more than 10 world's first each never seen in the USA. Combined with a host of outrageous new contraptions launched from the jacked-up, bigger-than-ever Nitro Giganoramp, this is truly a visual experience never seen before. Tickets are available now, and fans looking for the ultimate Nitro Circus experience will want to get their hands on the all-new Nitro Club VIP package. Just $99 each, plus applicable service fees, these exclusive passes include the best seats in the house, as well as a chance to get up close and personal with Travis Pastrana and the stars of Nitro Circus during an exclusive Q&A session. Nitro Circus! The leader in design and development of high-performance dirt bike camshafts, Hot Cams is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show and its listeners. Looking to increase the horsepower of your engine without spending a fortune? You need to get a set of Hot Cams. Engineered using state-of-the-art valve train software and CNC machined from 8620 billet steel, Hot Cams camshafts are one of the most economical, reliable, and easy-to-install ways to add 5-10% to power gain to your engine. By selecting one of our three stages of camshaft profiles, you can specifically tune the power band of your engine to best suit your riding style. Designed, dyno-proven, and made in the USA. Hot Cam's performance camshafts are used by privateer riders like Jimmy Albertson, Mitchell Oldenburg, Michael Lee, Adam Entignap, Nick Schmidt, and the Monster Energy Leading Edge Kawasaki team. Hot Cam's wants to help you get the extra power you need by offering all Pulp listeners a 30% discount on all orders placed online at hotcamsinc.com. Type in the discount code HOTCAMS2015 at checkout. Hot Cam's unleash the power within usually safety comes at the expense of comfort or mobility notice how we said usually the all new line of atlas braces are 20% lighter have three times more suspension in them maintain the much needed flexibility and even contact 27 more percent surface area of your body than the competition all in a smaller overall package to make it feel like you're wearing less the experience speaks for itself the only thing left to do is join RV Jason Anderson, Dean Wilson, and Martin Davalos to experience why Atlas is the fastest-growing neck brace on the market. Get yours today at atlasbrace.com. Follow them on social media at Atlas Brace to find out new and exciting things all the time from Atlas Brace. We thank those folks for coming on the show. If you're on the fence about a neck brace, please try the Atlas one. Best one out there. For 2015, X-Brand has added stellar new colorways to our exciting Volcano, Phantom, and Limited lines. You know Nick Way demands the illest style, and now with RCH Racing's Brock Tickle on board, we have assembled a motivated squad. Our simple approach to a fresh look, unmatched comfort, and elite performance remains pegged in the red. You can rest assured knowing X-Brand has you covered with a full offering of lenses, tear-offs, laminates, nose guards, and our zip-off system. Order direct through the EKSBrand.com store and enter discount code PULPSHOW15 to save 30% now.
Works Connection is proud to be a sponsor of Pulp MX because just like you, they're passionate and dedicated to the sport. For over 23 years now, they've been producing innovative products like their Pro Launch Start Device and the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch Line. Just take a look around the AMA Pro Pits and you'll see Works Connections Proving Ground for products under the canopies of Yoshimura Suzuki, RCH Racing, Star Racing, and other top teams. Plus, they now stock hints and clutch components, peg armor, ARC levers, and Fasco products too. Works Connection, your one-stop shop for cutting-edge products. Visit them on the web at www www.worksconnection.com and use the keyword PulpMX for 20% off your order or visit your local outlet and check out the new lineup of products for 2015. Do you own a KTM like Andrew Short? Then listen up. You can stop searching for the best place to get genuine KTM parts and accessories. Grab a whole shot like Shorty go directly to ktmpartsexpress.com your number one online source for KTM parts and accessories. There's no shortage of genuine KTM parts in our huge warehouse, as well as a full selection of KTM power parts and power wear accessories. We also offer the same aftermarket parts and accessories that you see on Shorty's bike for your own KTM. 29 years of experience would be impressive, but we have over 35 years of experience in the motorcycle industry. We're here to serve you with a huge inventory, great prices, and fast, dependable service. The staff at KTM Parts Express is not short on experience, We'll process your order with speed and accuracy. Our goal is to get you the parts you need in the shortest amount of time. If you're in need of KTM parts or accessories, this is the place to shop. Roost MX. Roost MX, the official graphics company for both Cobra Moto and Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. For over 16 years, Roost delivers professional level graphics for every rider from amateur to pro. Choose from our huge selection of graphics online and make yours one of a kind. Roost also offers a wide range of other custom products from t-shirts, sticker kits, helmet kits, trailer graphics, and more. With our quick 48-hour turnaround, shipping orders is top priority. Be sure to check out the new Pulp Nation section to get your Pulp MX swag. And follow us on Instagram at RoostMX for monthly sales. Get your equipment looking fresh by visiting RoostMX.net and use the discount code PULPNATION to save 20%. RoostMX. Don Emler had a simple vision for FMF racing when he started it in his garage back in 73. Provide top-level U.S. racing equipment at the grassroots level. 43 years later, FMF racing is known for delivering the world's top performance exhaust products. Today, Don's vision continues to guide the family-operated company in its 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in the heart of Southern California, where 100% of everything is built under one roof. FMF is factory. Ride Engineering is stoked to be the only brand offering a trick billet brake caliper. Machined from billet aluminum, this front brake caliper comes in anodized black or machined silver for that trick factory look. We use larger pistons than stock for more power, reduced weight, and have machined openings for better venting to keep the temperature down under heavy abuse. 
Add our braided steel brake lines for a more consistent feel and cut the amount of pedal travel in half for more efficient braking. Combine our braided lines, 270 rotor, and billet caliper for the ultimate brake system and a great way to lower lap times. Visit us at ride-engineering.com. Vortex Racing, the leader in top quality racing components for over 15 years, is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show. All Vortex Racing products are made with the best materials and the tightest tolerances. All because Vortex Racing is owned and operated by guys just like you, enthusiasts and riders that demand the best. We have over 1,000 different gear choices to suit your needs and track conditions. All sprockets are cut from 70-75 T6 aluminum and come in an assortment of colors. Want something even stronger? Check out our full line of laser-cut steel sprockets. Besides sprockets, Vortex offers V3 oversized motocross handlebars that are 29% stronger than the competition. With years of research into these bars and top riders like Arena Cross champion Tyler Bowers putting their trust in them. You know, you know these, these bars, bars can take the abuse you'll give them. Remember, there's a reason champions choose Vortex. So the question is simple. Do you want to join the ranks of James Stewart and FMX legend Ronnie Renner? Choose Vortex. For more information, check out VortexRacing.com. All Pulp MX listeners are getting hooked up with a discount on any Vortex Racing product. Just email Jake at VortexRacing.com with the promo code PULP2014 or call him at 800-440-3559, extension 222. See you on the track. against Air Forks. Yeah. Rage is good. You forget about Rage. Rage is solid. Yeah. Every time I listen, I'm like, God, these guys were good. Yeah, like, they got a lot of good songs. Yeah. And actually, people bagged on um, Audio Slave, but I like them, too. I like Audio Slave. And they had some good stuff. Yep. Uh, BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension, Vortex Racing, Roost Graphics, X-Brand Goggles, NFAB Jeep and Truck Parts, Hot Cams, Works Connection, Kiefer, you use Works Connection. God, those guys Always. are great. 
Uh, Atlas Neck Braces, FMF Racing, W Wheels, Guts Racing, two under, the best under around. You rock your two under still? Yes. Joey Pouch at night. The I number sleep. the number two UNDR, two under. Galfer Brakes. Galfer Brakes used by BTO Sports KTM team and JGR. Great guys, great company. Uh, KTMPartsExpress.com. Nitro Circus. Going to Europe in January. So, again, stay tuned. Mission of Star Cross 5, we gave away a set to... Uh, what was her name? Kate? Kate? I don't know. Yeah, it was Kate. Good she job, was, Kate, calling she, in. Good she job, really, good job really, husband of Kate. She really knew her textures and tire technology and everything. Whatever the husband did, he did it the right way. And Ride Engineering. You got three hours left in their Cyber Monday deal. Triple 20, clamps, billet brake calipers, 25%. bar mounts, 25%. Uh, at RideEngineering.com. Thank all these guys for coming on board with us. Uh, w Wheels, John Anderson down there, just finished the, the W World Vet Championships for our own Chris Kiefer, got third. I did. It's fantastic. Good job on that. Thank you. Beating Michael Sleater. Yeah. Yes, your enjoy, favorite writer. Enjoy that. Oh, Sleater's a good guy. <laughs> Great guy. <laughs> really, really top-notch dude there. Best friends forever. Uh, Chris Kiefer, third place. W World Vet uh, Championships. Right now at WUSA, there is a shit ton of wheel building going on because half the team in the pits oh, use man. W for the wheels. Whether they're talons or whether they're... Um, um, uh, kite. Kite. Whether they're kite or talents. Sorry. Uh, that's okay. It's, things are foggy still for me. I'm like, so kite. I, I didn't pregame for tonight's show, so I'm, not, I'm so foggy. Yeah. A little cloudy. Get so that cloudy, out of Cloudy, you know. Um, let's finish some emails because I didn't read these. Um, I was supposed to Fuck read them, it. I didn't. So. All right. Uh, Moto Madison. Dear Steve, Chad Reed couldn't have looked more pissed off on the weekend when he got taken out by Dan Reardon and then got beaten by Cooper Webb. Chad got a bad start and was about to catch and pass Reardon when Reardon went down in front of him, which held up both Chad and Cooper Webb. Cooper got going first, like Eddie Ray was saying, and blah, blah, blah. Props to Ricky Carmichael for stepping up and being there. I agree with that. That's nice. Let's, um, let's remember, though, folks, when you talk about Cooper Webb and Carmichael and all that stepping up. They got paid a shit ton of money. So yeah. they, they, they stepped up, but, you know. 25? Oh, fuck, way more than that. Really? Oh, God, yeah. Cooper got 35 for those races that I was at. Jesus. The Australian thing was such a late notice, and they were probably in the hole for Stu. That's a 50 Gs, I bet. Um, Good for him. And Reardon and Reed, unless things have changed, they are not buddies. Really? They do not like each other. So, unless things have changed. So. Uh, hey Steve, I don't know if you got a chance to watch Australian Supercross racing. I did not, but the racing was awesome. It was a great event. The track was basic. It had 30 second lap time. So I first thought the racing would be boring and follow leader, but it ended up being some of the best racing I've seen. One of the things about the race format was the 360 flyby lane, which was a shortcut that could be taken by the rider only once during the race. It was epic and resulted in many passes. We've always said the Joker lane, make it shorter instead of longer. Be better. Can I say something? Have you seen yeah, those? You can say something. <laughs> have, you, have you seen those 360 fly like videos? Yeah. They, yeah. they seem shitty to you. No, they seem all right. The no. quality of it. No, they seem okay. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Just didn't really care for I it. I haven't really analyzed it to a great extent. Like you I just thought have, GoPro but... was way cleaner looking. Right. Uh, Chris sent us in question for you guys. How come? Why don't you MX guys use nitrogen instead of compressed air in your shocks? The same would go with tires. Uh, our racing snow car shocks never need a refill unless we decide to change pressures to rebuild. Plus, we keep water on the shock. Yeah, uh, they use nitrogen. So, yeah, mm -hmm. guys use nitrogen all the time. It doesn't change. It doesn't change uh, fluctuation. So, nitrogen is used. 
Uh, Jim Aussie sent this in. Great show. No bitching allowed. Number one, Devin. I am severely dyslexic. I've also made six figures every year for 10 plus years now. Go to the local JC. Junior college? What does that mean? Oh, Jesus Christ. Your local <laughs> no, Jesus Christ. I don't Christ. think it means Jesus Christ. <laughs> Go to the local JC and take a few classes and let them help you or face a lifetime of poverty and let down. Okay. Is that what you want? All right, sure. Poverty and let down? Why does this guy think I'm going to have like poverty and let down because he listens to the show? He says go to the local JC, junior college, I guess, and take a few classes. Right. I went to college, dude. The choice is yours to make. Whatever. But denial is a weakness one must overcome to help you succeed. There's no denial, man. I mean, it's just, I'm just, I don't care what these fucking people say. If it's negative, then I don't care. He's trying to help you. Right? No, he's not. He's saying go to college, bro. I've been to college. Did you graduate? No. Okay. He That's says you're. Say. He says you're dyslexic. That's I, fine. I, I it's, not first time, it's not the first time I've heard that. He's made six figures every year for ten years. That's awesome. Good for him. Point number two. Point Supercross. Uh, Supercross, just like F1, reward the guys for hanging it out. Supercross Entertainment, and it sucks when the guys want to watch her and pose the consequence for hanging it out. Okay. Number three. Love the interviews with the old school guys and the up and coming. I do. I do admit, not liking the interviews with industry guys nearly as much. This guy's in the minority. People love those interviews, yeah. generally speaking. But that's fine. Because people like, yeah, they're, in, they're intrigued. Last but most important, more Pookie. She's a great laugh and seems everyone is better when she is in the room. I agree with that, though. More Pookie? More yeah, Pookie, you know, man, when I was listening to the show before I was ever on it, I always thought Pookie was a great add to the show. Yeah, you people are going to live with Pookie, though. She's yeah, not but that funny. She's very well. Yeah, I know. We nags don't have, me all the time. We don't need to live with her every week. Let's go more Heather. Four hours for Monday. More Heather. More Heather. There more cowbell. Thanks for the great show at FRC at this point. Mathis is more important to the sport. No, I'm not, buddy, but thank you for the thank you for the nice words. That's been the Racetech email segment, racetech.com. Use the code PulpMX2015 if you want to uh, save money at Racetech. Please get your suspension oil changed at least, people. Get your, get your bike valved and sprung for your weight and or speed. Use Racetech. Change the oil at least, if, if, at least 20 hours, please. Bro, how about just once a year? I let's would, not go 20 hours. 20 hours, dude. I'm I mean, you. I know what you're saying, but let's go once a year at least, people. Right. There's people out there riding, I bet, that haven't changed it for years. Man, and you, and you change your bushings and seals and oil, you're like, holy shit, I got new suspension. Dude, you ride at your local track, and you're like, and you just, bang, you hit your wrist and your hand. Right. If you change your fucking oil and shims and shit, you, you won't feel that. You won't eat shit. It'll hold up a little bit. Right. <laughs> God, talking about holding, though, Chris, you've been on hold forever. What's your idea about Supercross? Yeah, I, uh, just wondering what your – I want to hear your thoughts and opinion on if you, Steve Mathis, could pick a new panel for Supercross, um, you know, take away Emig and all the other people involved, who would you be your top, like, three picks? Oh, like for the booth, for TV. Yeah, yeah. If, if I'm not saying you need to fire him and say that you don't like him. Yeah. If you had a choice um, to rehire a new guy. I, when I hear Wyndham and MC, I'm always interested. I always find them interesting. Uh, Wygant, I love Wygant. He knows the sport. He's got the incitement in his voice. He can be the uh, play-by-play guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Wyndham or, or MC. I would also... Hey. I would also put a pit reporter down there that's not a hot chick that can 
ask these teams what's going on in between bike changes, what's going on with the technology, or maybe add a position. Keep the hot chick for the podium stuff. Add a position where a guy can tell the teams what's going on with these motorcycles. These motorcycles are massively uh, uh, um, important into the motorcycle, into the races themselves. The technology is amazing. Carbon fiber, titanium, um, everything else, uh, EFI, you name it, these bikes have it. Mapping, GPS, blah, blah, blah. Have someone explain that, and and maybe fans will go, "Holy shit, I didn't know that." Right? You know, these are F one on motorcycles. Most of us that are into dirt bike stuff, we're techie, you know, and like yeah. to know. Especially at Supercross time, and that's my favorite time of year is when I want to see the fucking bikes. Like I want to see what's on the bikes or who's using this. And, and then that. you and then you go up the hill to watch the race. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. I take pictures, right. do my rounds, yeah, and, and then, then I bail. Then you bail. There you go. But yeah, that's what I would do. So I would I'd go MC K Dub Weege and add a tech guy. Would uh, anybody from any other sport, like uh, just the way they announce or their voice or whatever, you think would uh, Paul Malin. help? You like Malin? I kind of like him. Oh, you everyone, do? Everyone talks shit about him, but yeah, I, I yeah, think people, it's, people back he, on him. it's funny because when something's about to go down, oh, like he yeah, gets, yeah. he's like into it. And right. that's how I am at home. Right. Because I'm like, oh, I think that's cool, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then uh, last, F. Carmichael, he is driving me nuts. I pause it and wait. I can fast forward through it. I cannot stand that guy. Amazing rider. All the respect for his racing career, but get him off TV. Please, God, I'm going to shoot myself. Dude, he's not good in the he's not good in the booth. And again, I'm not a huge fan of him. But there's no way you watch him and be like, oh yeah, I really learned something from this dude or anything. He's just not good in there. He just oozes cockiness and just. Yeah, and God, and him and Emma going at each other like got yeah. it guys got it yeah. all right you know so I don't know well, yeah, I guess so whatever I like Frodo Frodo let's good bring dude, Danny back I want Danny Danny yeah Danny was fine Danny, Danny was, was good, good. Yeah. yeah so he was funny to listen to all uh, right guys thanks Chris thanks. I appreciate it man thank you for waiting thanks uh, for Paul Mech Show presented by BTOSports.com and Fly Racing uh, 702-586-757 call anytime leave a voicemail uh, these are the best of the best that were in the voicemails uh, did we have a show last week. We did? Okay, yeah, we're off next week. Uh, but uh, So one week of messages. Uh, here we go. Hey, what's up, Steve? This is Chester MX. Just wanted to say that I love the show. I love everything you do for the sport. I love all the guests you got on the That's show. That's why I put this in there. I even love Brittany Chisholm. I think Ooh. she's got about the cutest voice ever. Wow. Could listen to her all day long. But your favorite co-host, guest, that I've that you have on the show is definitely DV. I love that guy. Agree with about 99% of what he has to say. <laughs> anyway, I was seen in for some pulp today, driving around. And, uh, well, there was no pulp because you didn't have a show last week. So I well, listened to the uh, MXS from a couple of days ago. And guess what they opened? They, they opened with. That's right, Van Halen. Couldn't believe it. Even them guys, yeah, they're copying you. Hey, Bercy, freaking awesome. Great racing. Good job, Pike. Man, once again, totally disappointed in Stewart. Oh, just want to see him dominate, but he cannot keep it on two wheels. Just so pissed about that whole thing. And uh, I think it's really crazy and awesome. And I shouldn't say awesome, but it's just amazing that you guys were down there so close to all that that massive terror that was going on that yeah, night was crazy. Awesome. Cannot believe it. Glad you guys are safe. Um, but the reason I call, I really want to touch on 
I think it was you, Steve, that had this idea. This is the best idea I have ever, ever heard for Supercross for, for making it better, and that is the 125cc two-stroke light class and a 350cc four-stroke premier. That would just, oh, my gosh, totally revolutionize the sport. Um, there'd be so much difference between the classes. There'd be this affordable entry-level class for these privateers. I mean, it was just, oh, I'm just, I just think it'd be the greatest thing ever. And, yeah, I do like the Joker lane, maybe for, like, half the races, maybe half of them long cuts, half of them short cuts. I don't know. I think that'd be a good idea. But the 125cc two-stroke lights, 350cc four-stroke premiere, that is that is the best idea ever for Supercross. Anyway, have a good show. Again, I love everything you do. Talk to you later. Bye. Well, first of all, thank you for virtually blowing me on voicemail. Was that, that one was voicemail? Good. That was, good. was that one voicemail? Yeah. That was two minutes and that was half our yeah, over you, half you our people got to keep them shorter. I just put this one in there because the guy was just blowing me. It felt felt so good. It does feel good. Uh, when tickling you get and everything like it was just great. Oh, retry. Um, were you Cradle the balls. Cradle the balls. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, were, you, were you upset that he liked Villeman better than you? you no, I, I agree. Okay. I love, I love DV too. Not enough to put him on the fucking cover. Second of all, uh, third True. of all, third of all, uh, <laughs> of course, DMXS started out with Van Halen. I mean, come on. How do you not just love this band? You got it. Isn't this? This isn't Sammy. No, it's it's DLR, but still Van Halen. This was this was in 1978, and it's still awesome. This is that long ago? Yeah, it's just 78 or 79, I think. I like. Oh man, it's tough for me. Like DLR or Sammy, I like a lot of both of them. DMXS knows what's up, bro, and that's why they that's why they did that. So. Hey, and and FYI, I think that guy's idea was Ping's idea. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't my idea because, honestly, if you talk about, like, I want 350 four-strokes and 125s at Supercross, you may as well say, uh, I want a money tree in my backyard and I would like a pet unicorn. Right. It's around the same idea. Exactly. So, whatever. It's not going to yeah. happen. Yeah, exactly. Like, calm the fuck down. So, what? but whatever. You know. It's going to revolutionize. Honestly, I didn't want to bag on his idea too much because he was cradling the balls and everything right. and it was felt so good. So, yeah. whatever that guy says is awesome because he says I'm great. <laughs> so, he yeah. You can pretty much just say anything. All right, Gibbs. Hey, Matt. This is Joseph. I uh, had a question I was hoping to get answered. Seems to me like a few shows back you said you guys, uh, JT Money and you were talking about the uh, that BOA uh, belt attachment system or whatever, the tightening thing. Did you say that Andrew Short's mechanic or Andrew Short's trainer buddy or whatever invented that or had a hand inventing that? Uh, could you clear that up? I tried to search you know, into it myself, couldn't find anything. So, yeah, if you could clear that up, I'd appreciate it. Thanks. So I know some of that. Yeah, go ahead. Um, Seiji, which is Shorty's trainer, he helps some of the design on Fly now. So he didn't come up with the boa reel. That's what's it's been around. But he helped incorporate the design, the boa design, into the pant. So, yeah. So Shorty's trainer, yeah. Seiji. Seiji used boa, you know, hiking or whatever, or whatever right. kind of weirdo stuff he's into. And then he said, hey, we should use this in moto pant and got in contact with the boa people, design it with Fly, blah, blah, blah. And Fly licenses the boa technology. And they use them in asterisk knee braces as well, the boa reel, oh. to tighten them up. Okay. So right. yeah, that's a sweet design in those astro knee braces. Aren't hmm? I was gonna say, wasn't it originally invented for like snowboarding? Boa. Yeah, it's for your boots. Yeah, yeah. for the yeah. boots. Yeah. yeah. 
Hey, Pope Show. I hope you guys all had a great Thanksgiving. Anyways, I got a Steve quick... Steve didn't, because he's Canadian. A quick tech <laughs> question. Uh, I have a 2000 KX250, and uh, the cylinder's got a big ding in it. I was wondering if I'd be better off to buy a new cylinder or possibly have that one replated, and if so, who would be uh, a good... Ellie Sleeve. A good job to do that. Anyways, thanks, guys. Love the show. It's Mike from PA. Later. Well, Mike from PA, it's way cheaper to replay it, but I'm thinking for a 2000 KX250, they're probably on eBay and cheap as fuck. Right. What'd you think? Yeah. What is it to replay the cylinder? A couple hundred bucks? I don't think that much. Not even that much? No. To, yeah, get it resleeved? I mean, I would well, say. Well, you replayed it. You don't sleeve it anymore. Well, okay. But, I mean, LA Sleeve, I think it's, they do that. They can do that, too. But or, is that steel or is or that millennium. nickel steel? I want to say it's Nicosil. Right. I yeah. So. yeah. But, God, don't you think you look on eBay and there are probably so many cheap cylinders you could just buy? Yeah, but I would rather trust. If I'm going to do it, I'm okay. one of those guys that trust and do it, you know? Kind of like JT put his trust in you? Not Ooh. quite like that at okay. all. Okay. All Nothing right. like okay. that. Okay, all right. I'm just checking. Okay. I'm not a dishonest like person. Pookie put her trust in Laura? It could be exactly like that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. Ooh. Hey. You guys want to do any any jobs today or anything? Let me know because um, I'm standing around trying to clean the house and it's a pain in the butt. Um, the dog's eating by itself. Um, I, I got a TV receiver in the back room and it came in one box and I got another one. I mean, I could use either one. One's the original one. This is it's mine and it's who we are. Another one was Tasha's with all the um, the card with um, her satellite was on the. Stuff in Zork and all the stuff she's recording, and so it can bounce back and be recorded at whatever studio she wanted to be. Sam's missing, and Don wants to pick it up, lady. and then mm-hmm. try to pick him up. Or she we'll sounds mellow tonight. I'm um, having a nice mm-hmm. day, and um, don't worry about. She hear that? She said she's having a nice day. Keep going. Don't worry about the puzzles. Don't worry about the puzzles. Don't worry about nice the puzzles. <laughs> Don't huh. worry about the puzzles. Kiefer, don't worry about the puzzles. I was really trying to get in right there. And you I can't. You can't. No. You can't get in. You no. try to get in, you can't. It no. doesn't make any sense. It didn't. <laughs> There's like a moment of consistency there that I haven't seen before, and then it went away really no. quick. No, and then you're like, okay, I follow you, I follow you, I follow you. I don't follow you. Bon, yeah, gone. Gone. Yeah. It's over. Hello, Stephen. I may or may not have seen a picture of a Matt Bichelia and a Daniel Craig both wearing X-Brand on the same team. So is X-Brand the official goggle sponsor of Dirt Candy, or is it just a coincidence that you have both of, or X-Brand has both of them signed? Who's Daniel Craig? <laughs> James Bond. Uh, Daniel Baker. Yeah, he must I have talk, been talking about, uh, I saw the new James Bond spec there, it's pretty good. Ugh. What? James Bond's gay. Really? Yeah. It's overrated. It's good, though. That movie was good, though. I liked it's it. It's just, they're always, uh, like, so well shot, and they're all mm-hmm. shot all over the world. Like, literally, this place visits, mm-hmm. like, this movie visits, like, six different, like, really cool countries. Right. Plot didn't make a whole lot of sense. So, you're looking at the cinematography. What I don't get is, like, there's this bad guy with this massive um, uh, compound out in the desert in Africa. Mm-hmm. Okay, beautiful compound. James Bond goes there. He's this bad guy. Him and his chick go there. They get, like, met all gracefully and everything. Then they get sent into a room and they're talking and James Bond goes, I'm here to kill you. Like, but like, fuck it. The, the bad guys are treating them nicely. They're treating nicely. They know James Bond is coming. It makes no sense. So would Weege wouldn't like it then? No, Weege would still probably say that it's possible that a British spy could okay. be this assassin okay. or whatever. Right. But anyways, yeah, X-Brand, uh, Dirt Candy. I, I'm not, 
I'm not onto this as much as I used to be because I am retired from the goggle building. Not according business. to Rich. I talked to him about this. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. When? When I was doing shootouts at Glen Helen. So I go. That motherfucker. I go. So what's up? Yeah. I go. Have you found anyone? He's like, Well, Steve's not actually calling this the right thing. It's like, I really is not looking for anyone. And he's like, Steve actually fucked me. So you fucked Rich. Okay. He said like I you, fucked him? You fucked him. Because now he's getting fucking emails about these no, people I I always know. want this job. And he's I like, know. dude, it's not paying $40,000. No, like, I know. He's like, so I'm getting all these people calling Fuck me, it. emailing me. Right. Because Mathis is saying he's bailing out. Do you people think that, are, like, would I have this janky media career and janky radio show if this job was, like, super prestigious and paid me so, money, so much money? Right. Like, of course not. Right. It's a side job. It helped me out for many years, but I, he's not. So he doesn't know if he found something. He he thinks he might have. Okay. He told me the guy. I got a guy. Okay. Maybe you gave him the guy. Yeah. So. Deegan? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Make it happen. Right. He hasn't made it happen yet. Okay. I know. And I think he thinks I'm kidding. Like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> and then I'm going to come build goggles at A1. You're there. I'm not. I retired. <laughs> You're going to do I it. I played the There Goes My Hero. I retired. <laughs> Tickle wants you back. Oh, I bet he does. <laughs> I saw his photo shoot. He's not wearing X. Really? No. I think he was in Thor goggles. Rich was also telling me he was in negotiations. Oh, God. Well, yeah. The super agents, of yeah. course. Yeah. Yeah. These guys with their agents. They're they're fucking phenomenal. Rich is like, dude, I can't believe how much they want for fucking goggles. Dude, these riders are just rocket scientists with yeah. these agents. This is hilarious. He's like, dude. He's like, I'm not going to make any money giving you these goggles and paying you this. I'm not I selling it. I had an OEM call me and tell me about her meeting with an agent for a hot rider for 2017. Guy's contract's up at the end of 16. And they told me about how this agent went in and is demanding for 17 already. Really? And he was, the way he was dressed, what he was saying. And I'm just like, the fuck are you doing, riders? Is it, is it agents we know or no? I don't know if you know them, but I'm just like, hey, Jerk off riders. Like, I understand you're not that smart about this stuff. Right. But why are you hiring that guy? That makes you look even worse. Right. Ugh. Makes you look like morons. Right. This isn't McDermott. Tickles guy just making shit up out of the blue. Like, don't these people know that I know John Knowles and I know Paggio and I know Beaker and JT knows Beaker and. Right. Like, we all just, we're on group texts with each other. Right. Hey, did, are you paying this guy this much? Because that's what this agent said, and then you reply, ha, 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 ha. It's not back in the day when you used to handwrite your resumes. Dude. And then send them into the company. These guys are such idiots, these agents. <laughs> They're not even agents, first of all. They're not agents. Oh, they right. got no fucking degrees. They're nothing. They're just probably bros, right? They're bros. Right. And they got fucking flat bills. Yeah. And they go and they lie. And these companies are like, come on. Right. Ah. Hey, Anyways, that's a that's a rant. I didn't what do you really think of Hill's thing? Josh Hill? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Cool. Is it? What do you think? He's dirt shark. He's the new dirt shark. Okay. Yeah. He's just deciding marketing or whatever it all is. I like Josh though. Yeah. Yeah. No. He's not really set for that position, but fuck me, dirt shark wasn't either. And look how well that worked. Right. Wait. Um. But anyway, yeah. Dirt. Dirt candy. Bichelia. Daniel Baker. Yes. X brand. X brand team. EKSbrand.com. And the and the guy, the kid that started that, the 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 Euro kid, he's not even racing anymore. He's the manager now. Uh, um uh, You know what I'm talking about though. Eight sixty nine guy. Robert Lind. Yes. Yeah, he hurt himself pretty good, so he's not racing anymore. Yeah, he's the manager. Okay. So good guy. Lind is a good guy. So all right, voicemails. Oh, we're done? Oh, there we go. Done with voicemails. Voicemails, everybody. Seven oh two five eight six seven five seven. Calling time. Seven oh two five eight six. Oh. 
Uh, we got one more segment. BTOSports.com, Gabby Gibbs. BTOSports.com, Gabby Gibbs. Gabby Gibbs. Gabby Gibbs. Gabby Gibbs. BTOSports.com, now they got OEM parts, they got BTOSports.com with Millsaps, Brayton Short. Use the code PulpMX when you're saving out, when you're saving, when you're checking out to save money. Great company, great guys, and uh, they got all your online needs, anything you need from them. You can get it. Pretty cheap, too. BTOSports.com. 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 All right, these questions are submitted to at Show Twitter. Gabba Gibbs uh, takes the best one, combs through them, looks at them, figures out which one, which ones he wants, uh, discards the dumb ones. Perhaps we talked about some things that he's going to ask again on show, but he doesn't. He's on his phone, so he's not paying attention. But let's do this. I was busy doing producer stuff, so I don't know if, if you were talking shit. No, not at all. Okay. Adam Arenberger wants to know what is Durham doing this year. Durham tweeted he's on a Rock River bike, but not the team, but he got it from the dealership, and he's going to race East Coast, right? Um, yeah, he was at Day in the Dirt on a 450, and yeah, that's what I noticed. He had Rock River stickers on. I like Durham. I hope he stays healthy. That's another guy I like to watch ride. Good dude. Yeah, good dude. Needs, some, needs a break, man. I uh, hope it goes well for him. He is racing, though. All right, cool. Uh, let's see. EB Suspension wants to know, what were the two weirdest purchases from the Pulpamex Amazon link? Maybe a new Pulpamex show segment. That could be. Mm-hmm. Could be. I don't look all the time. I don't look very often. I see everything you guys order through Amazon. Thank you. It's helping. Keep it up. I don't see who ordered it, but I see what they ordered and what mm-hmm. the commission was from it. And it kind of changes the commission-wise. Lot of, like I thought, I talked about this before. Mm. A lot of sex stuff. No. Yes, you people are buying vibrators and lube by the pounds. Nice. Like it started off as um, a joke, and here we are. No, they really do. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I think I'd make up the sex swing or what, but there was one. There was one purchased. Yeah. Nice. Went to Victorville or Hesperia. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Kiefer. Um, um, <laughs> honestly, yeah, a lot of like a lot of sex stuff, but more um not uh, there's just random shit. Like a guy bought like five heavy duty trailer hitches and I we killed it on that. Really? Like seventy bucks in commission. Oh man. Five heavy duty trailer hitches, bro. And like how do you ship those even? You know what I mean? Like right. you would think you would go down to a truck place and buy those right then. Yeah, big techs or but some you shit. Ordered that off Amazon and they ship these massive trailer hitches to you. Huh. So Alright. Uh let's see. Travis wants to know who will be the most underwhelming riders of twenty sixteen, one for each class. Go. Oh fuck, who knows? Underwhelming. Underwhelming. <sighs> Tell you what, Laura was not underwhelming. Laura was overwhelming. <laughs> she was. <laughs> um, I don't know. Who That's knows? tough to say. Yeah, like it underwhelming, really it could be James four fifty. That's a, always a possibility. No, it'll never be James, dude. It's it's what this guy said earlier. Like when I watch him ride, I get excited. I'm like, yes, I'm gonna watch yeah, him ride. No. And then he crashes, and I'm so sad. Yeah, but dude, don't worry. He'll get up, and he'll be amazing again. When? He's been getting up, and he fucking's out for four months or two months. And don't worry. Underwhelming. I don't know. I, I mean, Dean Wilson. I'm stamping it. Really? Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm stamping it, Dean Wilson. All I've right. had my. I've been on the bandwagon for a while, just waiting for him to turn it around, and he just hasn't. I'm off. I'm sorry, okay. Dean. All right. yeah. I think he's going to be all right, pretty good. I hope he stays. I think everyone free. thinks he's going to be good. And I think he's going to do the same thing. All right, but what do I know? Next Tom, question. Tom Townsend wants to know. Listen to the Ezra Lux podcast recently. He wants to know what happened after the 2010 U.S. Open comeback. 
he tried to race. He um, tried to get funding, wanted to come back. He was ready to do it and just couldn't get sponsors. Couldn't. Ezra was not going to do anything um, like uh, for free. He wanted to make money from coming back racing. So it just never happened. Hmm. Yeah. I went to the local pole position. Have you been here? The one right by us, yeah. Steve? They have an Ezra Lusk full pant jersey set up, displayed. I went there one day, and there was like a Jeremy Lusk memorial underneath it. Because these motherfuckers thought that was the same person. Oh, jeez. Really? Oh, my God. One what of the guys. What, what one, number was it? 11. 11. The guy, the guy, one of the dudes that was working there, I'm literally laughing at it and standing there laughing at it. And he's all like, yeah, dude, I want to take that jersey out and give it to the family. I'm like, of who? And he's like, Jeremy Lusk. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, oh, Jesus. That's sad. Epic, uh, yeah, epic fail. Uh, uh, Scott wants to know what was the most creepy thing Keith said last night? <laughs> yeah, what was it? We know he talked you off the ledge, but what did he talk you on the ledge almost? Um, what was the creep? Well, I think that honestly, the creepiest thing was today the pre gaming. Yeah, pre game. Like that was pretty out there. But I was pretty. Uh, Heather, do you remember any moments? No. I was yeah, I was chill. I was too busy screaming at the TV most of the time. Yeah. Um <laughs> No, I think you were pretty good, man. Yeah, I was you mellow. Were, you were good. Yeah, you were good. I mean, you don't really drink, so you don't really ever drink. Don't get so you too weren't crazy. Yeah, so you weren't drinking, so And I'm already naturally open anyway. Yeah. So it's nothing you're going to be shocked about when there you hear. There was no shocking moments last night. No, there's nothing creepy and there was nothing creepy either. No. Like right. there was nothing. I wasn't grabbing asses or No, like, no, yeah. no. It was Kiefer in his element. We were we were debating like some of the girls like but you were, we were debating them like in a nor- like we oh. debated about the burritos. Well, I would like yeah. to see. I wanted to see their faces. Like I, it was oh, so. It I was, don't think that was creepy, but yes, that was a big requirement for you. Yeah, like it was super dark in it was this really joint, dark, and you couldn't see anything. You know, how everything kind of glows if it's like yeah. day glow or whatever. But I could never see their faces. It's probably a good thing you didn't because I saw majority of them in the bathroom and it was not pretty. Yeah. I'm pretty sure one chick was standing up to pee. Wow. <laughs> Laura was good though. Laura was good. Laura had, Laura had the right genitalia. She was alright. <laughs> no, but her face, her face, Laura's face. Yeah, she's was, pretty. Yeah. There was a couple girls that were questionable tranny, according to you. And a lot of butt implants. Well, the, okay, the one girl that was talking to, I think she was sitting on Heather's lap. Mm-hmm. You reached in and grabbed the candle and were holding it to her face. Yeah, I wanted to see what her with the candle. <laughs> was that the chick that took it to show Pookie her tattoos? I don't know. And then look at Pookie's tattoos because they were like, had matching tattoos or something. I don't know. Yeah, that's right. My it, wife pulled up her dress. Yes. To show, the, was it, wait, I shouldn't say that. Which we don't mind. Was that bad to say? No, that's fine. Okay. I don't think anyone's going to see Nothing it. Nothing inappropriate happened. No, no, no. No. <laughs> um, um, so yeah, no, and actually Kiefer, if you had said to me when I was like, hey dude, like, do you think I should go drop another hundy? Right. You know, and if you had said to me, yeah, man, like do it, I, I probably would have. Right. And you I were, saved you. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. When you spend you that $100 baby somewhere, baby yeah. baby. thank me later. No, it was phenomenal. Kiefer was on his game. All right. Uh, we kind of kind of touched on it. He wanted JT's opinion, but he's not here. Uh, Chad and Ricky, Ricky's head-to-head uh, Australia Supercross race. Would it work for a retro race? And if so, who wins, MC or Ricky Supercross? Mm, that's probably a good that's one. A, that's a good one. That's a good one because Ricky did retire obviously a lot later. I think I got McGrath. Oh, I got Ricky. Got Ricky. Yeah. And Supi? I mean, we tried the chicken Bradshaw thing. It was a disaster because Bradshaw was so much better. Yeah, I think so. I think Ricky still rides Supi. A lot more than Jeremy. Yeah, does. yeah. Jeremy yeah. scared himself of the crash in Italy a few years ago. Where he was like, "Okay, I'm done." Right. Yeah. But I think just Ricky still gets out there at the farm and rides with the guys. So, yeah. So I, I would say RC. All right. 
let's see. Will says, uh, oh, sorry, Steve, I didn't send it. I thought it hit didn't send. There you go. All right, Will wants to know, hey, Keith, thinking about doing my top end on my 14 CRF 450R. The bike has 30 MX hours. What piston do you recommend? Well, if he wants it, I mean, obviously I would go with OEM, but if he wants to go with an aftermarket, like, high compression piston, I always had great luck with J&E pistons. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, yeah, I would say J&E. That's my, that's my bet. J&E, bro. Why, yeah. why do you say that? What's, uh... Uh, I just had some problems with, with Vertex before, um, and Weiss Cove had some, a couple problems before, so J&E always seemed to, like, have durability, and that's what I was going for, you know? So um, if, yeah. I wa- if I wanted to go get close to OEM durability, that's, that's the brand that I felt most comfortable with. Well, Pulp Omex 15 will save you with Vertex. I've had good luck with Vertex. So. Yeah, and it's been a long time since I ran a Vertex, but it's been since the 2012. All right. All right. Uh, Ryan wants to know, for all ye... That's what he said for all ye. How many Supercross races will Moose can win this year? He looked flawless in the lights class last year. It's getting a late start with the wrist injury. I don't think he wins. Not, not one? No. Oof. 450 class. Fuck, I don't know. You have really? Reed, you have yeah. Reed for winning one, though? Yeah. Yeah, Reed can win one. All right. Reed, yeah. I think Moose can win. I think Seeley can win. I think Anderson can win. There's a lot Watson of guys can win. win. Tomac can win. But I put Moose can in that at group Do you two. really? Yeah. Okay. All right. So smooth. Good technical guy. All right. You don't put JT in a magazine, but you put Muskan in to win. Yes. Okay. Correct. Right. 100% <laughs> correct. Right. Uh, Josh, what's up? Welcome to the show. What's your question? Hey, uh, I have a couple questions. I'll first start off with, uh, I don't know, Mathis. I, I think Muskan can uh, definitely, definitely well, win at least one race. I'm not saying he can. Uh, yeah, I'm not saying he can. I'm not like just saying, oh, God, no way. But he's got a late start going with this uh, wrist thing. And um, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. I mean, if he wouldn't, yeah. if he wins, I won't be like, "Oh my god!" Right, it's not shocking. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I understand. Yep. Um, all right. So I'm looking to see what you guys think. Um, you know, is the best substitute out out there? You know, and affordable for having somebody with a stopwatch and a uh, pit board. You know, running your practice times. You know, at your uh, personal track. Um, you know, I know the Lit Pro. That thing's pretty cool, but it doesn't really give you you know, uh, real-time lap times, um, you know, is the next best option one of those, like, Garmin watches? or um, For me, like, what I do, um, I have a Garmin XT910, and it has GPS, heart rate monitor, so, and it's pretty bitching, like, I just wear that sucker, and then I'll, I'll start my lap, and then it, every time I ride, it just counts my laps for me all day. How does it know okay. where to stop and start? It's auto lap. has auto lap feature. So I'll go to the furthest point on the track and push start. So wherever I start, the, uh-huh. the button is yeah. where it oh, ends. Oh, it'll, it'll do it. It remembers where I it's at. I did not know that. Because they have that. Is it Risk Racing makes something too? You jam it in the ground. Yeah. But this is so much easier. It's on your wrist. So even what I do is but like. But the thing with. The, sorry to interrupt you. But the Risk thing has a thing on your bar. It goes green or red, slower or faster. Yeah, but that thing's so big. And is bulk, it? Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just... Uh, yeah. and uh, I don't even know if it's risk racing. I could be... I think it is. You're oh, right. Okay. Um, but the Garmin is nice just because I'll, I'll put start or stop in my lap, and when I go over a jump, I can just move and look at my wrist. Oh, and, stop it. Do you really? Yeah, and I can see what lap time it is, you know? And then I'll, I'll yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah, but dude, that's yeah, why you're... That's, 
Like you're a pro, you know, like you're a super fast pro. You can take your hand off your bar, look at the watch, look at the time. And but then you put... can do that if it's in a slow corner. You can just look down real quick. And then you don't even the, – the, the benefit is that you don't even have to do that. So when you're done with your moto, you come back to your truck, you push, you know, back or mode, and it goes back to your file, and then it, and you can download – you can look at your lap times all in – on the whole thing, and then you can download it to your Garmin Connect or whatever. Or you have your yeah. wife go and yeah, the wife time goes right. Yeah, yeah, but sometimes you can't trust your wife because you know, suck it. Because sometimes you get your buddies riding with you, <laughs> and then she'll go, "Wow, Dylan's 15 seconds a lap faster than you." I'm like, "What the fuck? How the One hell time. is he 15 seconds a <sighs> lap?" And I go, "She's like, yeah, look at this," and it was like. 209 and one was like 140. I'm like, there's no fucking ways 140. Well, I had a blonde moment. Leave me alone. Yeah, she tried Zip her best, it. okay? No, Whatever. but it's it's cool. It's a cool thing. I wear it when I ride, what, too. What, what is it again? What number? A Garmin 910 XT. There you go, Josh. Try that. Okay. And, and now, Kiefer, do you know if... Uh, I'm assuming you can probably, you know, have the iPhone app or whatnot for it. Because, you know, what I'm really looking for is to have, you know, my buddy... You know, you know, with a pit board being able to track, you know, those times. So if I had to watch my bike, maybe he could open it up um, in his phone. You know, that way when I'm going, if you know, if I'm doing a 15, you know, lap moto, you know, and I'm slowing down, I kind of know that, you know, right away, and well, you know, just kind of get that extra kick in the butt. I'm confused. If you have a buddy, that's the best way to do it. Yeah. Well, I mean, your buddy can. You can even do this. He can. Your you wife. Know, your buddy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you can either have it on your wrist or you have your wife have it, hold it, and do it, whatever, and she can do the pit board. But um, for me, I always, I'm pretty self-motivated, so I just I can just do it on the thing. But you can download your laps and your file yeah. to your phone because there's a Garmin Connect app to your phone. So okay. he can see that if he's, like, on the side, he's like, okay, your fastest lap, first moto was a 209. Try to beat that, and then, you know, at least you can look at that on your watch for the next moto, you know? Yeah, no, that's that's awesome. I, I appreciate it. And um, uh, one more thing, Kiefer, I, I don't know if you had, I mean, I, I called uh, maybe a month ago just asking you on some KTM stuff, but I, I don't know if you had any more time on the uh, 450 specifically and, you know, any kind of uh, tips or tricks or, you know, maybe aftermarket things that you found uh, work better than others? or On the, the new KTM 450? Yeah. Um, I had more. I've I've got more time on it, but um, the best thing that you can benefit from just from that bike is obviously suspension because the stock stuff's pretty soft. And I don't know how much you weigh, but I'm only a buck seventy, and it's soft for me. Um, yeah. So I would you know do something with your four CS four because that's what's the only thing that's really holding that bike back is that fork. Um, yeah. As soon as I get that figured out, or even go with their WP Air fork, I think that bike's going to even be even better. Um, yeah. I, I was honestly thinking the cone. I mean, I, I rode a little bit on a kind of like a pretty mellow supercross track. I'm from New England, so we don't really have too many. But um, uh, you know, that's mainly you know I, I'm I'm building a track now, and I don't think those things can really are almost safe. You know, for a right. you know a real deal supercross track. So I, I'm just gonna you know go for the uh, cone valves. Uh, yeah, definitely. Here. If you can afford it, cone valve is a day and night better difference you know and the track shock is really good and i just got done doing some stuff with that on that bike and even on other japanese bikes and that have air forks and it's it's a it's a good setup so yeah if you can afford it by all means that's a that's a way better deal okay excellent and uh seeing as i am a new englander uh new englander um <laughs> that sucked, uh 
But uh, Jimmy D, that'd be awesome if you can maybe uh, have him on at some point, or maybe even do a podcast with him. I don't, I don't think uh, you've ever done one. Um, that'd be pretty cool. Well, hopefully, Jimmy, we, me, and my wife offered Jimmy and his lady to come stay for, for. Uh, She's from Manitoba. Right, for a little bit when he Trump, trains Trump. out here for Supercross, so maybe he can. Oh, awesome. Dude, you're such a like what? Nice, nice guy. guy. He's a class act. I, I like Jimmy. Like just Jimmy, bring your chick, stay at our house. Yeah, it's good for me. It's good to train with them. I think it just helps me too. Just nice, know? nice guy. I'm so a, yeah, maybe Matha can do a podcast with him. I might beat it. I don't want to stay in my house. You guys yeah, can. Jimmy. <laughs> I'm 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 really uh, excited for him. You know, I think well, this is kind of his real shot at you know proving what he has. Now that you know, well, Kiefer, uh, yeah, Kiefer had some great ready. words about him earlier. So, you know, yeah, I, keeps I, it up. I must have missed that. So. Yeah, no, he went on and on about Jimmy. So, all right, thanks for the call, man. All right, guys, have a good night. Thank uh, you. Thank see you. you. What do we got, Gibbs? Uh, we got two more questions, but they're worthless. You know what's really getting me though right now? I'm over here just fucking stewing in this thought. That email that we got earlier about the guy saying he was dyslexic and how I should take... Six figures. Yeah, yeah, that guy? Yeah. Why the fuck did he need to mention his six figures? Because he's saying it doesn't need to hold you back in life. Right. But it, why it, would it hold me back in life? He's saying it held him back in life until he went and got help. And now he's, now he's, now he's succeeding in life. Okay, I mean, well, succeeding means six then, figures well, or whatever. word it that way. Like, this is my problem with some of the fans. that like, oh, you're a dick and you just say suck a dick. Well, it's like... It's one way to come at someone and be like, hey, man, you know what I would really think would help you out if you just took a couple junior classes or well, junior people college classes? People have written in. Yeah, and they're great. And I say thank you and all that stuff. But then they come and you're like, you know what? I think you're dyslexic. Already fuck yourself. I don't care. But see, you can't let that get, but get to you real quick. You, th- here's the deal, what, I, what I've come to learn, is if someone comes at you negatively, negative, mm-hmm. the first time, don't let it bother you. Brush it off and come back with something positive and say, hey, man, I appreciate the offer. Thank you. And see if they flip their tune. If they're still a dick, then you can maybe, maybe they're a dick. do something else, right? <laughs> but I always try to give someone a first shot, even if mm-hmm. they say, you know what, Kiefer, fuck Kiefer. He's not even that good. I'm like, you know what, maybe I'm not, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I don't please you. And then they, they flip their tune, you know? It, there's a lot more of assholes out there than there are good people. No, definitely, hundred percent. But so, no, what just getting me right now is this: like I'm sitting here, I'm just like listening to this guy's call, and I'm just like, why the fuck did that guy feel the need? I make six figures for the last two. I don't care. And don't let it he's not, No, it's not bothering me. I'm just not, it's, it's not it's not bothering. He's saying it held him back, and now he has a job or whatever. Well, then he said, like, if you don't, if, if I don't have, go to college, live in poverty for the rest of my life. So because, well, like, what I if I hit? He no, that. he did. Agree. I remember. Here's, here's the thing. It's pulp show. So he's trying to be funny, you know. Yeah, but it's not funny. Right, but he's just trying to, you know. We're all ha ha ha. So he's probably yeah. No, I ha 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 at first too. But I'm like thirty minutes later. I'm thinking about it. I'm like, well, what was the necessity? Like, I'm just it's his. He just doesn't want you to live in poverty. Ah. Hold on, let me see what it says here. It's all right, buddy. No, I'm not mad. I'm just thinking. Kind of mad. No, I'm not. Yeah, no, he does. Angry. He does say go to a local JC and take a few classes and let them help you or. Or face a lifetime of poverty and letdown. And that's my point. He does, there is no in between. It's six figures or, or it's poverty and letdown. Oh, you're fucked. Yeah. That's, <laughs> what I, that's what I'm saying. So I'm thinking about it over here. I'm just like, well, why the hell did this guy feel the need? You're not going to be it, middle class, bro. Either yeah. you're going to be rich yeah, or you're I mean, fucked. I'm either going to be rich or I'm <laughs> fucked. There's no in between. Well, what if I hit the lottery? Well, then my dyslexia is telling me, oh, I got a lot more motherfucking money than you. Whoa. And then it's not a problem. Sorry. I just Now I'm getting a little worked up about it. <laughs> 
No, I just kept thinking about it. I'm just like, why I'm just hell? giving you a little piece of life advice. You're going to have all kinds of assholes no, no, in no. your life. And yeah. I'm definitely learning that from the show. Like, I'm, I'm learning to brush stuff off my shoulders a little bit easier. But F just, you, dude. Like, I'm over here just stewing in that thought of like, or go, go to Pookie. school or you're going to live in Is poverty. That Pookie? That's Pookie. Yeah, that's Pookie. F you, dude. I thought that was goddess. <laughs> all right. I thought it was what a messy girl. That's it, man. That, I, I mean, we got, we got two questions for Gabby Gibbs, but it's like. No, I got one I wanted you to ask. Okay. Hey, Steve, uh, just wondering, since you are Canadian, wondering if you ever ice raced. I was going to ask that oh, one, yeah. but I didn't think you were going to give a shit about that. Have I you? did ice race. Did you? Did you ever, have you ever ice no. race? No. It would be it's fun, It's fucking though. gnarly. Like, I did it on roundy round tracks, and then I did someone had left and rights. If you stud up a tire properly, and okay. you get the right kind of studs, cold cutters, and you do it properly with the right pattern, it's like riding on dirt, bro. Is it, like, really? is it stick? Oh, yeah. Do you have front end traction? Oh, yeah. Really? If they're done right. If they're done wrong or some studs are flying off, it starts getting sketchy. Can you back it in or is it stick? No, you usually back it in. You can back it in a little bit, but you got traction, okay. you know? So it can break loose and, and Yeah, and yeah. I used to ice race a lot and then there was like little snow jumps at some of them. Um and That'd then sometimes fun. sometimes we would ice race like you would get the uh, uh Is it cool blowing out a snow berm? Yeah. I yeah. bet that's cool shit. Um, There's no burns. I forget the brand. No, no so like that you go outside. Like yeah. a big snow. Because the outside would be a snow, you know? You'd just, oh, okay. You'd, so you'd have a bank so to go to. It's not ice all the time. Yeah, yeah just like plow you, it. If you, if you, um, you know, went in too hot, you would just go spang into the berm and bounce off. Oh, sick. Yeah, that's but cool. But you would always get, uh, you'd have to get the Canada tires because they had really soft, or chin-ching. Chin-ching tires. Chin-chin, yeah. Really soft rubber. Cold cutter studs. Put them in a three-point pattern and um, three-stud pattern and go. I'm pretty impressed on how much, uh, like... I can't believe you actually did that shit. Yeah, we're in, we're in Canada. We're in so the did, does does a tire company just pre-make those, or do you no, have no, to no, make no. Them? You, you buy the studs, those. but Trelleborg made one with studs built in that okay. you could board. It was pretty expensive, if I remember right. Were they any good? Um, no, I don't remember exactly what it was, but man, yeah, we used to ice race, and you know, you'd have the balaclava on with just your eyes showing, and the helmet, and like, it'd be frozen, and you're like got snowmobile gloves on. And did <laughs> you modify the bike at all, or just just the tires? Uh, just the tires. Some guys got really serious to cut their suspension down and everything Low else. It. Yeah, yeah, lower it and everything else. I never got that serious with it. Right. But yeah, people would do it all day long. I got a chance to ride speedway bikes for a little thing that we did, and man, that's a whole different deal too. Like you got to ride the bike totally different mm -hmm. than you're than you're normally taught yeah. riding a dirt bike. Yeah, it's crazy. Have you ever been to the Orleans ice races I used to have out here years ago? Oh no, no was, dude, no. those were carnage. I went to one year and like I remember laughing my ass off because they would introduce every single rider and they would walk out in the middle of the ice like three fourths of the fields ate yeah. shit the entire time, <laughs> and then it was just carnage the whole main event because you know you've seen the Orleans Arena, yeah, it's not big, right. it's very small. There's like eight riders out there just wow. battling. That's yeah. cool. All right, um, that's it. BTOSports.com. Gabba Gibbs. Yeah, cool. killing it. Gabba Gibbs. Gabba Gibbs. Gabba Gibbs. Gabba Gibbs. Gabba Gibbs. You just go to PulpMX when you're checking out at btosports.com. All right. Uh, Christian Craig, Don Maeda, all on, this, on the show tonight. PulpMX show presented by btosports.com and, and the Fly Raising. Eddie Ray with a terrific Australian Supercross. Fire. I like that. We were all there with him. Yeah. We were. We were. And then we also learned about the, where the arena is and how short they were together. Right. And Many a times. Taylor Swift concert and a motocross um, race goes at the Thanks time. to it's our sponsors. Help. Thanks to sponsor deals on pulpamexshow.com. You can uh, get the discount codes on there and uh, support pulpamex.com. And the Kiefer is Heather and Chris Kiefer. Thanks for coming up this weekend. Sorry that the strip, strip, uh, strip joint 
DJ gig didn't Man. work out. We will get we'll that. Get we will that. make it happen. Yeah. Keep chasing uh, we had a lot of keep. fun. Yeah, just never give up, dude. No, never give to. up. Like I'm keep Terry Fox. Away. Like Terry, <laughs> Terry Fox never did. And it's like you and Don did. You just kept plugging away. Look what you are today. <laughs> going down. Um, uh, thanks for coming on the show. Appreciate it. Thanks thank you for, for having uh, us, and thank you for the good time. You. Yep. Yeah, and um, you gave a lot of good advice to a lot of our listeners. If you want to hit him up, it's at kkeefer120. Uh, hit him up about anything. Anything at all. Life advice, um, dirt bikes. We were just debating the sub rankings that I put out last week on Twitter. Uh, we were debating burrito rankings earlier before the show, and then motocross uh, advice up the yin-yang, sex advice. Um, Chris Kiefer is your man for all of that. Thank so, you, sir. Um, we appreciate it. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We're off next week. I'll be coming back from Geneva. Right. Uh, Supercross, stay at, tuned to at PulpMex, on, uh, at PulpMex on Twitter for updates from there at, at RacerX Online. And, uh, yeah, man, we really appreciate it. And uh, thanks, everybody, for sticking around. All those people in the chat room are 95% dildos. See you in a couple weeks. There's something I want to get off my chest, and it's about that summer. Oh, wait. Thanks, Swiss Core and Moser. I got an offer to do. Thanks, Gibbs, too. Thanks, Gibbs. And I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl Magazine. I I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff, and I was totally nude, and it was weird. I I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho, but I just wanted you to know that. If you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho.